Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Public Mech Show, presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. We're live on the air. It's Monday, September 21st, 5 p.m. Normally, the Nationals would be long over by now, but oh, no. There are still three left, and we are going to talk about Millville. Just completed on tonight's show. Look ahead to WW Ranch and more. Got a great show lined up for you. Very knowledgeable in-studio co-host, as well as some great people lined up on the phone. Adam Cincerello will be on the night. The man went 1-1, led every lap, got both hole shots at Millville. Only 15 points behind Osborne now. Geico Honda's Jeremy Martin will be on. J-Mart getting second behind Ferrandis and uh, rode a very, very strong second moto. We'll talk to J-Mart about that. Jeremy Albrecht will be on, friend of the show, team manager of the JGR Suzuki team. J-Bone will, will call, call in later. And Chris Kiefer as well. We're going to call our buddy Kiefer. Talk about 2021 Honda 450, just released. My co-host here has ridden it as well as I have and as well as Kiefer has. So there's lots to get to when it comes to that. Great show, though. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Give some stuff away tonight as well. Probably try to entertain you guys a little bit. We have the motorsport.com tweet at tits segment coming up. We have the X-Brand goggles tear-off segment. Race Tech rant. And Future Headlines is going to come in tonight. Future Headlines is back. And it is coming in tonight with Jason Thomas, who will be on later as well from Fly Racing. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, FMF, Guts Racing, Get Data, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, the folks at WUSA on board with us, they got an edge set of wheels, they got the Talon wheels. They got a kite. You can uh, get a discount on anything, the folks at W Make. Just mention Pulp MX Show. Tell them you're a listener down there at WUSA.com. Guy hit me up this week on Twitter about some TM spokes. Don't ask me why he's got a TM, but he does, and W hooked it up. Because, of course, they are. They're all things wheel. LA Honda World, Ride Engineering, Works Chassis Lab, all on board with us tonight, as are you people. Don't forget, if you're going to make a purchase on Amazon, go to the Amazon widget on pulpmex.com. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. Make your purchase. We get a small slice of that. We'd really appreciate it. The Pulpamex app, as well as coming, a brand new revised version. Should be any day now on the App Store, pulpamex.com. Search it on the App Store. There's a code for Karcher. There's a code for Arma Sport, all on PulpMechShow.com. If you go to PulpMechShow.com under Sponsor Deals, we have our codes listed there to try to save you money with a lot of our guys, from Vertex to Maxima to Skosh to X Brand, whatever it is, a lot of our partners have codes to save you money. So on your next purchase, please do that. Go to Motorsport.com as well. Whatever you need, those guys will have it. Official uh, a sponsor of Ryan Villapoto and myself. All at the same time, Motorsport.com. 
So please go there. Like I said, let's talk some Millville. Let's talk some silly season. Let's talk a lot of stuff uh, coming up this, tonight on the show. 702-586-7857 if you got something on your mind. And uh, looking forward to having our great guest tonight uh, as well. He is uh, a member of the media. He is also the team owner of the FXR Chaparral Honda team. He's uh, been in here a bunch of times, and he's, he's back for more uh, information. Michael Lindsay, what's up, man? Man, at the intro, you said he had somebody knowledgeable in here, and I started looking you around. Started I was around. like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. crap, he's talking about me. I'm already starting off on a yeah. bad foot. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. <laughs> ah, thanks for having me. I always uh, love coming up here. You're media guy now. You're back to being media guy. Yeah, I'm testing bikes. I Test- get to put on my other hat right. for a little while. Testing bikes. They're all coming out. What's what's up with your shootout? I know you usually pride yourself on doing shootouts right away. Uh, didn't happen this year. I wish I was going to be first, Don. I think Don's going to win it this week. I go in with my gut of what I did last year. I'm going to get them all for dealers, which... Yeah. Last year worked for me because I got the Yamaha earlier than yeah. everybody else. Yep. Uh, this year it's not working in my favor. I got to wait for the Hondas to come out of the warehouse. Yeah. I have a Honda, and it's media. It's from the media department. I want all mine from a dealership, so you're, you're I'm, I'm stuck waiting in a right. week or two. And uh, what's your YouTube channel? Uh, it's it? just for my name, yep. Michael Lindsay. Michael Lindsay, YouTube. Me. Um, so yeah, you're an FXR Chaparral team. Anything new with that for twenty? Obviously, you're gonna you're already working on twenty one stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, or pretty much. I mean, just like anybody didn't have a great year. Pretty much all all attention is turned towards next year, but it's going decent. Uh, gonna run two guys on West Coast. Actually, gonna run a little bit of an amateur team. Uh, got a two kids. We're gonna help in B and A class at like most of the major amateur yep. nationals. Originally, I wanted to kind of sink them in and have them run a lot more of the futures events, but we don't know what that's you know no. that schedule's still a bit up in the air. So. It's changing my game plan a little bit, and even even Supercross, a lot of the teams kind of know what Feld's direction is with it right now, but if you're running a smaller 250 effort that doesn't run both coasts, if you're a one-coast team, yeah. you're waiting to figure out which coast is going first. So I, I heard the futures are going to be at all of them. They're going to need them. That's what I heard. I so whatever races a, we're going, whatever stadiums we're able to go to, yeah. we'll have futures. I think there's a good chance they're sandwiched in between what could be double and triple header events to yeah. kind of fill the void a little bit. but. Yep. Hopefully we'll know. I still think, based on what I heard, I think we're a little over a month off before we see any type of schedule. I think it's going to be late yeah. October, Jeez. probably. Um, I don't expect it to start as early as usual, Supercross season. And if I'm a betting man, I think East Coast 250s might go first this yeah. year. Yeah. So you're uh, so you're kind of in a holding pattern a little bit. Will you well, be on Hondas? Right. Uh, yeah. Have, have, yep, they, have got, they committed? That, that's yep. FXR? Chaparral, a bunch of guys have all recommitted. Yep. Super yep. happy about that. Yep. Um, got both the amateurs locked down one pro lockdown and the other verbal so pretty close to okay. being done with all that we're trying to get bikes started right now where we got first oh, batch so you actually sound like you're, you actually sound like you're ahead of the game a little bit a lot better yeah, than last yeah, year yeah yeah right, a lot right, than last right. Year. uh well hopefully uh, that works out for you i want to talk to you about that later on uh the supercross series as well as uh, i got some suspension questions for you of course and maybe we'll deal Ooh, with keeper as well yeah exactly you are you are very knowledgeable with that suspension stuff. Uh, taking your calls, holding things down over there, dra- producing the show, <coughs> directing the show, whatever it is, coming in super late. My intense Taser teammate, Tits Legendary. What's up, Tomahawk? Yeah, buddy. What's happening? Tomahawk Tits, that's me. You're very loud. You're right into the mic. You're just Tom- eating that mic. Tom- Tomahawk Tits, what, that's what, me. What's going on, Tits? How are you? Would you like me to use my NPR voice? No, it's fine. No, okay. Oh, don't, don't, right. don't, very now, seductive. Now you're creeping me out. <laughs> wear the same. I'm just glad to be here. I... Been a little while. It has been. Yeah, yeah. Talon's been in here and you know working on the hot tub. Oh yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah. I've been busy working on your bikes, getting them all fixed and running in top notch and everything like that. I've been repaying you in meats. Oh yeah, and I love the meat. Yeah, I love it. Yep. Oh boy, Uh, (laughs) directing the show, holding things down over there, working on the app as we speak. 
It's Travis Marks. What's up, Marks Dog? That's false. How are you? That's just that is not false. That is, false. that is not false. That is true. How's it going, Marks? Do we, Everything good? Talk, do we get to talk about this Weege fantasy thing? Oh, I can't with he, this guy. He is very mad about this. It's been it's been irking me all day. Really? Yeah, because then you guys made it sound like it was something I did with the code. Well, we didn't. We just figured that it was the rules. We didn't know if it was it had to be the rules. Like it's the rules. You had to pick eight guys. I will say that it has been uh, brought up that you do have to have eight guys to be a, a valid team. So an incomplete incomplete team is invalid. So yeah, beat it, beat it Weech. But but um, why like, would he not select eight people? He tried to said his service was shoddy or something. Um, wow, sounds like yeah, a so, personal problem. So, well, we didn't... I, I, yeah, I apologize if I made it sound like it was your fault. I mean, mm-hmm. we have to make uh, a rule one way or another, and we decided on that, and I assumed it was easier on your end, maybe? Maybe that's what we thought. Uh, it probably it, was, yeah. It, I yeah, lie. at yeah. some point it was easier for, for right. your server to just keep track of eight, yes, and that's, that's it, or that's something. Probably, that's probably right. accurate, so that, yes. But I'm fine with it, but he is, he is angry. He thought he got points for seven guys. He just couldn't get that eighth guy in there because of the cell service, you know? And he and he's very angry. Live as you're recording. Did you tell him, welcome to fantasy, everybody's angry? Actually, yeah. a buddy of mine is leading Robin's mechanic from Supercross. Yeah. Connor's leading your whole thing. Is he really? Oh, he's freaked out. He keeps texting me every week and, like, just nervous as hell uh, about The it. industry idiots he's leading? Or, he's leading or the whole thing. The whole thing for the bike. He's leading for the, the entire thing, yep. Oh, wow. I think so. He keeps yeah. sending me a screenshot with him as number one, so I think he's leading the whole thing. Oh, wow. Check it out. Yeah. Hey, I got a question here about about the budget of Pulp MX. So this yeah. year I come in, there's lights, there's cameras. Yeah. He, your boy, boy over here is driving a Raptor around. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, are yeah. you paying him more? I mean, that's your ridge all, line life, Raptor life. That's all code code life. That's where he makes money. He codes and he probably hacks bank accounts. Uh, we haven't proven the second thing yet, but that's probably where it's all coming from. One, two, three, four, fifth. Yeah, that's me pleading the fifth. Yeah. Did you hack Ryan Dungey's bank account? Is that why he's coming back? Yeah, he's he's struggling. <laughs> yeah. Um, out in that truck I heard I heard somebody was trying to say, oh, you know, Dungy's back because he's out of money. He's not out of money. Stop it. We'll, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit. Oh, but but um, let's see if we can – you get my text? Let's see if we will come on. I don't know. We'll, <coughs> the chesty looks great, by the way. He, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. The JTV1000 yeah. Kawasaki Adish. That, so, that green is popping thank on you, video. Thank you. Um, 15 points for AC, two in a row. Bruh. <laughs> Maybe, hey, has it. anybody ever talked about Adam Cincerilla, <clears throat> outdoor specialist? Well, I was going to say that when he's on, because like, his career course was catapult. He was so good in Supercross. Me and everybody thought he'd probably go on to win 250 Supercross. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now he won, he's he won, outdoor. What, three out of the first four, right? Of, as, <clears throat> yeah. He's ever raced Supercrosses, yeah. And, and now he's outdoor guy. Now he's outdoor guy. Back to what I said. So this yeah. is 2020 for you. Yeah. Adam Cincerello could win his first ever 450 national title against Zach Osborne. Yeah. Tomac's not even in the hunt anymore. Yeah. And James Stewart's back at the races. Yeah. 2020 just keeps delivering. Uh, Zach, of course, got a front flat. I got a bunch of people on the social media asking oh, me about mooses. I'm like, they don't run mooses in the front. Nobody no. really does. Uh, GPs, I do. Do they? Okay. GPs are on. Yeah, they're all mooses. Nobody likes the feel of a moose. I, yeah. And when I was a mechanic, we didn't run mooses in the front. I sent out a couple texts today. Nobody really runs mooses in the front. Yeah. So you can't come down on Zach or his team I, or anything like that. I think it's crazy. Like, you know, a lot of guys are pointing at, oh, Tomac and the two DNFs. That's why he's on it. Zach's. They haven't exactly had an easy year as well with the issues no. they had in qualifying. Yeah. They, I've seen them have to swap a motor, I think, at another round in practice. Yeah, they yeah, the start, hook, start hook issues this week on the on the yeah. line. Um, and, get, hey, listen, give Adam those points from the Loretta Lynn's second moto. Yep. He's in the points, right? He's he was one leader. of those many. <laughs> so. If you go back and look at Loretta Lynn's moto, too, there were so many bikes that died on oh, the last yeah, lap yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's get to some phone calls before we get into uh, J-Mark coming up first. Uh 
Gonna get into J Mart and the dealership stuff. Gonna yeah. get into that. <laughs> I saw a couple really good tweet questions on that. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get into that. Dealer First up, speaking of J Mart, it's Justin. Justin, what's up, man? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on? Hey, I just uh, I wanted to ask a question on you know J Mart getting beat on his home track by Ferrandis. Like, how does that affect? Um, uh, confidence for Ferrandis and J-Mart going well, forward. Wow. It, it, you know what? I said this in some of our review stuff. J-Mart is not, like, unbeatable at Millville. Like, he's been good, obviously. He's won there. But it's not like he's on another level. Like, I, I bet you Millville maybe not even might not even be his best track if you look back to his championship years. Right, Michael? I mean, he's very good there. But uh, Savachi beat him. I remember Cooper Webb beat him straight yeah. up. Um, you know, like – it doesn't always work yeah, out. It, just because backyard doesn't, I mean, like I said, his performances haven't made it. Oh, this guy's going to win by half lap. Right. Dylan has been fast this year. He actually had decent starts in motos. And, I mean, not Jeremy didn't try. We all saw the last oh, couple yeah, laps yeah. at second moto especially. Right. I don't want to talk to him about it. I don't know how many corners I didn't think he was even going to be able to make. <laughs> also, <laughs> like, as Jeremy and Alex will tell you, what they ride at Millville, growing up riding and everything else, is quite different from a national prep. You know, so. Um, True. Yeah, I don't think it really matters. I mean, I think if you're Dylan, you are fucking stoked that you beat Jeremy Martin at Millville. You know what I mean? And now the rest are going to be okay. You were just you hoped going in, let's limit the damage. Yep. And not only did he limit the damage, he pulled away from J-Mart. But again, like, you know, J-Mart's not unbeatable at that place. He never has been. So, um, I yeah. think the tough part is not that not that Jeremy by any means this year isn't riding well, but he is still coming off. We keep bringing it up. He's coming off such a major injury. It's yeah. his first full real season back. You know, he's not maybe, I don't know, in my opinion, maybe he's not quite as pristine as he was, like, as one of his star championship years. He, he says he's not. He says yeah. he's not there where, where he used to be, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting question. Uh, Justin, thanks for calling, man. Hey, one more thing while I got you here. It's kind of off topic, but did I see MXA say that uh, Barsha signed with Cascas? Yeah, I can't believe MXA broke that. Ooh. God. I only posted on the form on like Thursday. Justin, we've been talking about that for like a month. Yeah. Oh, I, I apologize. Oh, it's okay. It's fine. I thought I, it's fine. Last, last I heard, I thought he signed a star. Again, actually, but. actually, if we're being exact, Tom Danielson broke it, and then he he <laughs> he, he wanted to go to Cascas. Yamaha matched an offer. He was going to stay at Yamaha, and then Gas Gas got him because Star Star Yamaha tried to sign Nate Thrasher, an amateur kid who got out of a contract, and they essentially traded Nate Thrasher for oh, Barsha. I, I apologize. No, no problem. That's being but, late to the game. Yeah, that's that's how it happened, and yeah, he will be on Gas Gas. He'll wear a TLD two year deal. Uh, I think that was one of the biggest things. So so. I think the original offer was the original offer only one year deal. I don't know. I think I heard that was part of it too. Is the the yeah. two year commitment? So uh, thanks for the call, man. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Guys. Scott, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you? Good. Um, so in the uh, as a mechanic, um, if there's a fire drill on the line or in the pits, uh, like say they have to change the motor or whatever, say it's on uh, for it's Zach Osborne's bike, does his mechanic, does he take the lead on that? Or does the best mechanic under that Husqvarna tent take the lead and then that guy just helps out like who takes the lead the, the, i know there's the mechanic does no the rider out. the rider's mechanic does yeah because the other riders yeah. mechanics are busy with their own bike there's usually an extra crew chief or somebody they'll yeah. start handing yeah i think each team does fire drills different some the crew chief is more 
like handing tools part. Some guys actually tackle both sides of the bike, depending on how they've drilled yeah. it. But it's always yeah. the mechanic of that rider that's in charge of getting in and out. Yep, it's usually the mechanic, <laughs> and, and, and they go from there, and they work, and they work it from there. All right. Cool. Thank you. Right. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, I've seen some teams, like you said, hey, I'll take the right side of the bike, take the left side of the bike. They get a motor swap. Yep. You know, and other teams are like, and then there's a guy hold, handing things over. So, And also, honestly, this year, I've seen it. I don't know if I was paying attention. I definitely feel like I've seen a lot more this year. We've had certain conditions and just some bad luck in the 250 classes because it looks sketchy to do an engine change. But honestly, at a national, everything's boiling hot. I remember the Geico guys were telling me once a couple years ago, they are like, it doesn't take that much longer to change the entire engine than it does to take the than to change the clutch in the bike by the time you drain the oil, let it cool, and pull a clutch. Right. Like, it's not that much longer to just do a yeah. full engine if required. Yeah, no, absolutely. Michael Lindsay in studio here from the FXR Chaparral team. I also want to thank the folks at Maxima, of course. Adam Cincerilla using Maxima oil uh, in his uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki. Also, 927 is coming up. Today is 921. 927 is coming up, and if you know anything about Maxima, you know that they pioneered uh, two-stroke oil with their 927 stuff, and uh, it absolutely is fantastic. This Sunday is the unofficial birthday of the product that launched the Maxima Racing Oils brand. It's a day that everybody out there should get out, get the two-stroke out and uh, and join the revolution and ride uh, the two-stroke with Maxima Oil. Pulp 20 is the code to save at Maxima Oil, uh, MaximaUSA.com. And uh, their four-stroke stuff is very good, too. As I spoke about, the Geico Honda uses it. Monster Energy Kawasaki uses it. Their four-stroke oil has uh, had the Peak System, which is brand new to those guys. It's unique and exclusive to Maxima. And, of course, the 927. 927 day coming up this Sunday. So thanks to Maxima USA for coming on the show. Also, Michael Lindsay brought to you by... Uh, Roost MX. I want to thank uh, all the folks at Roost MX. They can make you custom graphics. They're the official uh, merch uh, company from Cobra Stuff. They can make you uh, graphics. They can make you clothing, team shirts, all that kind of stuff. Quick 48-hour turnaround. Pulp Nation code on their website will uh, will help you out. And Pulp Nation is the code to save with RoostMX.net. And a uh, great company. They make graphics and number plate backgrounds and all that stuff. And uh, if you know all the graphics companies nowadays, they, they can do a great job on making you a bunch of stuff. So uh, thanks to RoostMX.net for bringing you Michael Lindsay tonight. Uh, also, too, coming up, Jeremy Martin, Adam Cincerillo, Jeremy Albrecht as well. I don't know if J-Bone will break any news tonight at all, but things are looking good for them to come back in 2021, which I might have, before A1, I might have said that they're not coming back. Yeah, I think things are looking up. I know they've had some good meetings lately. I mean, we've talked about for a long time the, the casino sponsor supposedly been coming in. I think they may have finally gotten something pretty settled there. Yep. Uh, I think they've got some direction, so I think things are looking up for them. Uh, getting back to Millville with Michael Lindsay here, do you think Osborne should have pulled in? <clears throat> I would I don't have. think so. I don't. I, if you give him a minute, minute and a half to change a tire, how many laps did wheel, he do with front flat? They think. Uh, I want to say five, six. At one point, Wygant said he did the math, and it was he was uh, fifty-one seconds ahead of twentieth place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it wouldn't have worked out. He would have got beyond 20th. And he actually started riding better yeah. later in the race, you know? That one's tough. I mean, I'm surprised he rode as well because usually uphills, downhills are so, like, downhills in a sweeper. Are so oh, I know, right? God, God, can you imagine? I remember the first time I ever got a front flat a race was actually REM Glen Helen coming down one of the hills. And I face planted, not as hard as Brock Tickle face planted. Yeah. But I face planted really hard at the bottom on the front wash from being yeah. flat, and you just yeah. straight in. He, How he, does Brock Tickle still have a face, by the way? I know, right? Good God. He's okay. He's just banged up. Uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, 
Yeah, Osborne was doing like 227s, and then he got down to like 224, 222s, yeah. or something like that. Like, he actually got faster with, with that thing once he figured out how to ride it a little bit, which is, which is crazy. And also, too, as you know, Michael, you're at risk of that tire coming off. That's the other thing. You know, That's... like just coming off if you keep riding it and pushing it, you know, just thing could just go away on you. Yeah. So, I mean, if it was me in the position, I would be so scared of those kind of things happening. Yeah. I would have gone in, and this is not the only thing I got to say that kind of gives me the nightmare playback is the issue they had with Jason's wheel the one year I would uh, oh like, it's, uh, yeah. at Supercross yeah in Supercross yeah. yeah yeah that wasn't the great that wasn't the great that wasn't the cleanest that was not the cleanest for sure um I, I mean I don't know I think he made the right decision by staying out there he got some points you know <laughs> but good god it could it could it could have went sideways Connor just texted me he is leading the whole thing and his wife is fourth and he just texted me he goes if I win though I don't know what my fat ass is going to do with a 250 but I'll send it is it is the outdoors activity is it or yeah. is it four yeah yeah, yeah okay outdoors yeah. activity why can you change that to a 450 i mean we got this guy 350 me, plus he he can sell it he can be fine and also too it's a long way blue, to go he is blue crew by, it, at heart it is a long way to go um we had that guy last for supercross he uh he had a pretty nice lead and he and he lost it in the last race oh. and they got, so it happens um it's easy to do so, so you're saying it's like this 450 championship no guarantees yeah um, Marvin had a, a crash late in the second moto that really hurt because if you look at Osborne losing those points, Marv could have been right yeah. there. Uh, I didn't see I didn't see what happened, but he was banged up and he said yeah. he was pretty sore. Uh, Barsha somehow gets third overall. Yep, never five four on the day, third <laughs> overall. Like great great work, right? They barely even showed him on oh, TV. I don't think he, yeah. I, think I literally somebody's come on Valfour was like, wait, did he even race? Because I saw he got third, but he goes, I'm pretty sure I never saw him on TV one yeah. time. Yeah, no, good 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 for Barsha. Uh, really, and Sexton's fall late in Moto One qualified Fastest, fell in late in Moto One. Sexton would have that podium as well if yeah. he hadn't fallen. So, and how about Eli? Like this would have been the opportunity to, to get back in it. And can you tell me what's going on? Do you do you know? I know a couple things like what they. I guess I know that they've been. There's been some change up on like who's been working on some of the suspension stuff. I believe. I believe they've been relying maybe more on KYB than in the team and. I don't know. It just sounds like not happy with certain things. I can't put an exact finger on. I haven't asked around too much, but definitely something's not clicking. I think it's a combo. If you were to look at Eli Tomac's struggle pie, struggle being a relative word, of course, yeah. we all left it. He still won one race this year, right? So it's yeah. not like – I think uh, getting the Supercross title is in there. I think the temperature's not being hot is something, too. His fitness is always so good, right? Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, having a kid – and having that Supercross title and, and just... How many guys have the, the title hangover? Yeah. Well, I mean, usually they're, it's because they're jumping right into outdoors where we had a month and a bit this time. Yeah. But but I think all of that combined is equaling Tomax. I mean, he this weekend he got garbage starts. He, yeah. he got the worst starts out of anybody in the top 10. So, you know, he worked up both ways. But, I mean, but can you tell me if Eli had gotten the whole shot that he would have won? I don't think so. I don't think you can say that for sure. I, that's the problem is I can't even blame it on start. You know, in past we could blame it on starts with him, but yeah. I don't think this season you can blame it on that. I don't care if he stops starts in the top three. I don't see him getting it done right now. Yeah, I mean, you walk around that camp a lot. What do you hear? Um, I don't walk around that camp at these days because of COVID. They're really gnarly. True, they do have the, more. The, they're they're very very gnarly about the COVID thing. So there's not a lot of broing down the by COVID. Me. Yeah, by me with the. Man, with do the you Cali even like guys. going to the races anymore? You can't get coffee from anybody. Where do you get your snacks? Um, I have a couple of sources. Yeah, you're not really allowed to be in there. I didn't go to Millville, so I didn't go, and I'm not going this weekend either. 
Um, so to me, yeah, it's kind of, it's, 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 you know, as a guy and you know, well, you're busy with your team, but in the past, Michael, you know, like you're, you, you know, you kind of, you're in those trucks, you're talking to the mechanics, you're kind of, you know, moving around, you're getting some scoops, you're figuring out what's going on, you're hearing whispers. That's kind of all stopped because of this thing. The teams don't really want you in there, yeah. uh, and, and you're really, you know, and, and well, so I get it. But I still have a couple of spots where I can slide in and grab a granola bar and a banana or coffee. Like, I, Have you, you know. convinced somebody to slide the snack table a little closer to the banner for no, you? No, I may or may not have gone in a few trucks. I will say yeah. that was funny being at the first the first couple nationals is seeing, because normally you're so used to yeah. fans, everybody's either in the trucks if stuff's kind of being talked about yeah. or somewhere. There's guys just standing and straight out in pit lane from other teams just BSing because it was the only place you were allowed to yeah, in the middle, right? congregate right, and meet. Right, right. Yeah, no, uh, it, it, it is bizarre. So, um, I don't know. I think, like I said, Eli's struggle pie, quote-unquote, I think it's all of those stuff. Yeah, Once it's not he got, one certain thing. He was very, uh, I would say, uh, candid about how much of a relief it was to get super costs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's why I don't think, like, as in the end of the day, like, okay, so anybody, me, it's people are going to be, I don't want to say the word harsh, but people are going to question how he's doing it outdoors. I don't know how much it even really would bother him. It's like he did his job this year. He got the Supercross title. Yeah. I imagine if he gave him the option at the beginning of the year, hey, do you want to win your fourth outdoor title or no, do you want to win a Supercross yeah, title? No, he, he knows He's going to take yeah. the Supercross right, title. Right, right. So, um, yep, all of it is uh, is interesting. Osborne having a 15-point lead on on AC with, with three rounds to go is is – it makes – I'm really stoked that both classes, these last three rounds, I think, can be. So I hope they stay tight. But, yeah. I mean, either one of them, you know, Dylan and Jeremy, I think, are both interesting stories. Dylan trying to get his yep. first outdoor title. Jeremy coming back from what he is. And the hard part I have is with the 450 class because I love both Zacco and AC. Yeah. I want to see – equally, I want to see them both win it. I lean a little more towards Zacco, I guess, for how long he's been at it, but right. I would be stoked to see their yeah. take the no, title. Absolutely. Uh, we're coming up with Jeremy Martin on the show here, but uh, first to uh, to talk, you know, to get to the bottom of this, uh, Jason Wygant, um, welcome to the show. Travis Marks, the, yeah. floor, the floor is yours to uh, to discuss Pulp Mex Fantasy. Weech. Garbage. An incomplete Garbage team fantasy. is an invalid team. Sorry, not sorry. Read he the rules. No, there. I've already been told the rules. It's, it's a garbage it. rule. Well, if you would have read them beforehand, maybe you would have, uh, you know, found it a little bit more important to get to the media tent to get some service. Ah, but we have confirmation. We have confirmation. Media tent also did not offer service. Yeah, we did. So, we did find that out. Yeah. Right. Yes. Hmm. So I tried. I, I gave it several hours on Saturday, including a full ninety minutes of watching the thing wind and wind and wind and wind, like ninety minutes straight, like. 11.30 till we went on the air. And then, you know, I believe I got locked out three minutes before the moto started. I believe. <laughs> no shot. So No shot. That's not how that works. I think it was 12.57 uh, and I was locked out. On our podcast, we kind of said that that was Marks' rule, but it's really not your rule, Marks, right? It's not wasn't your decision. It's just for server purposes of saving teams, it works out better. Yeah, I mean, we just did that because it was a little bit easier on my end. Uh, like, hey, you just have to have all eight riders, and that made sense at the same time. So it was like kind of a win-win, I think, when we when we first discussed it. Like, hey, eight, mm -hmm. eight riders is your team, and without eight riders, you don't, you know, it doesn't so count. We, we each would have got a pop-up saying your team is incomplete. Uh, no. Oh, no. No, no I got nothing. I got nothing. I saw seven, and I'm like, okay. And then at 12.57, it said picks have expired. And I'm like, okay, well, I see seven guys on my screen right now, so that's terrible, but it's not the worst thing. It's, you know, I'm going to have to ride and die with seven. 
didn't say that my team was invalid anywhere. Right. Yeah. No the, mention of this invalidity. The, the invalidity was invalid. It was not. <laughs> the the pop-up yeah. doesn't come until you actually add an eighth writer. Ah. And it will tell you whether your team saved or not, and if it didn't, why. Got it. Got which, it. Which is another thing that was uh, confusing when you guys were discussing it on the review show. So, yeah, you don't actually see that pop-up. So what I'll probably end up doing is, like, some little icon that persists on the screen, and it'll just have a red X until your team is valid, and it'll mm. change to a to green a check mark or something. Yeah. yeah. I so mean... For, for for the dummies like Weech. How many how many points did Rob Bell get? Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't you have liked to, to know? Had your team... Yes, I would have, because he was on my team. The, uh, your server, I think your win-win for you, lose-lose for me server... Would not know. Um, he, I don't know. Like, not selecting eight guys sounds like you didn't get the contract signed or something. I don't yeah, know. If they're, yeah. they're really not your guys at that point. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not Ooh. your guys. 80, po- 80 points. No, right. no. We, we negotiated. <laughs> hey, look. There's a gas cast team out there that probably has 250 guys figured out. They don't apparently have this 450 thing figured out, but that doesn't mean the other guys aren't on the team. Right, according to MXA, they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's been fun to watch. Uh, That's been really fun to watch. It's been a good day. <laughs> Um, listen, I, I, I know you're angry, but, I mean, you got to play by the rules that we that everyone else plays by, Weege. And you went from 11th in Industry Idiots, which was a very good job. Yes. To, to yes. Just, just terrible. 193rd. 193rd. It's a race. Because of dumb Marks' dumb rules to make <laughs> life easier on himself. How old are you, Marks? Let me guess. Typical millennial. Yeah. Wanted to make it easier. Uh, you know, in my day when we did fantasy... <laughs> and we scratched it out on steel like we took knives and scratched it out. Yeah. We would have taken seven out of eight because we didn't take the easy way out. My generation. From what I've been told, and, and somebody please correct me if I'm wrong because I would be interested, uh, is is most of the other big sport fantasy sites like don't save an incomplete team either. Mm-hmm. You have to have a full lineup. Mm-hmm. So Same concept. Same concept. If it's good enough for DraftKings, it's good enough for Pulp Mix Fantasy. Did you guys ever consider that I was doing so well this year that I was like, you know what? Let me give these guys a shot. Let me give somebody else a chance to win. Uh-huh. I'll take my seven up against your eight. Did you ever consider that someone might want to do that? <laughs> no. No. Because I think I figured it out no. this year, and I, I, I mean, it's a little unfair, I think, for me to go eight on eight. I think that's kind of difficult for everybody else to win if I have a full team. Sounds like a nice built-in excuse. <laughs> this ain't normal. Yeah, I was. Rod hey. Bell did the work of two men. Hey, you, you could be, you know, like people that play fantasy that have real jobs and you have to select your team on, on Saturday mornings or I mean, I have Fridays. A team, I have a team going in the race. Like, you yeah, know, you always uh, I have a Thursday yeah, team or Friday I have a, team. I have a Friday team going in every race. Weege, live, busy, live okay. the life. Live the life wow. that your viewers do. There this, are people, the people that listen to you don't have the same luxury that you do. This was a massive mistake by Jason Wigan, everybody. Massive. It was no, what, it was, this is not a mistake. This is a mistake on the work of your program. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to Marx's boss. Who's his manager? Yeah, it was Jason Thomas. It was on that call. I know. Oh, is Jason, Jason Thomas the manager? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want a full refund. <laughs> it, has has Weege gone full Karen? I think so. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's right. Jason Karen, I, was, I was starting to feel better today, and then uh, Paul Parabinos threw in. He's like, oh. do you like wasting money? Yeah, you just, put $100 in the industry a pot, and you could have 1000 and you blew it. Yeah, Did that melt you to your core? Did that destroy you to your core? Yeah, he just, just 
literally like burned my house down. Like he took everything I owned <laughs> and, and put it in a trash compactor. So uh, like, no ripped rest? my heart out. Wow. Because was I really like in 11th place? Was I really in position to win money? Yeah, top 30 get money, something like that. I don't know the details. Oh, stop it. Yeah, it's, yeah. But yeah, I think so. No way. I really could have won money this year. Yeah, I think you were yeah. on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Like, what kind of money are we talking about? 20 bucks? Uh, no, no. I, the winner got like $3,500. I bet it would have been enough to cover your entry at least. Oh, yes, at least. Right? Uh, yeah. the, uh, the leader the leader of the championship has texted me. I was a mechanic at Millville, and I got my picks in. So oh. what do you got to say to that? Oh, what do you know? Someone got their picks in. Who was mechanicing at where, the race? Where is he working out of? He's working at the races. Mechanic life, and he's leading this thing. Where is this? So the media can't get Wi-Fi. But mechanics but can. Mechanics can? <laughs> I don't know. I guess so. Privateer mechanics, even. Yeah. Privateer mechanics. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, you know, yeah. I, every week I've been doing well, and every week you're like, Hey, you should check it out. You might have won some money. And no week yet yeah, have I actually won money. I, I, so I'm I, very suspicious. I'm I, very suspicious that there's ever actually money handed out. I might have jumped the gun with you winning money because, yeah, you weren't doing that good, I guess. But 11th overall. It seems like every week, whatever I get, it's like, oh, actually, it's uh, it's the top 13 pay money. <laughs> and you got top, four, uh, and, six and, you, and a half. And you got 14. Sorry. You're tied yeah, for 13. Yeah. Exactly. Worst yeah. score. These are like the well, most random numbers that seem to be the cutoff. Uh, the whole thing is under suspicion, and my lawyers will be combing through these rules. All right. Fair enough, okay. Weege. We got to go. We got J-Mar coming on. Hey. But thanks and sorry about your luck. Really should have worked harder to get that team in. So. Yeah, Mark should have. He should have to allow. He should have worked harder on his coding. All right. Bye, bye Karen. I'll hey, take hey, my seven. Rod Bell did the job of two. I'll take my seven against your eight any day. Okay, Just let me do it. Thank you, Weeks. Click. Have a good day. Can thank you. Drop by? Uh, uh, I'm thank very you. upset. I want to talk to your manager. <laughs> That's Jason Wygan, everybody. Marks. Yeah, we race Ryder D. We'll get there. Yeah. Marks, <laughs> if you don't put this segment up on YouTube with Jason Wiggins, Karen, oh, it, I will oh, be so going. disappointed. Do you know every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna comes from with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? Did you know that, Michael Lindsay? Yes, sir. Uh, 65 years ago, Vertex was founded in a small workshop in northern Italy. Today, they're an uh, OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna. Beta, gas, gas, TM, and more. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. Sales at PivotWorks.com. If you want a two-stroke piston, you want a four-stroke piston, sales at PivotWorks.com. For more information, they bring you our uh, our uh, second-place rider this weekend in Millville and uh, putting on a hell of a show in that second moto and a great story to start the Nationals. Geico Honda's Jeremy Martin. What's up, Jay Martin? How are you, man? Ah, oh, Steve. <laughs> What's up, Jay Martin? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm just, uh, you know, I had a good day training today on the dirt bike. I mean, not on the dirt bike, but off the dirt bike. Yep. And, um, yeah, just still still feeling a little bit from the weekend. Um, hey, I heard, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, a, you know, a little, our little beef we have, me and you right now. We'll get to that in a little bit here, J-Mart. But, uh, but um, <clears throat> what, uh, Millville track prep. I heard from one guy, one rider told me he didn't like it. It was too hard. It, it wasn't ripped deep enough and watered. Another guy told me it was great. You could go anywhere you wanted to on the track. You could go inside to outside. What, and you you know that track better than anybody. What did you think of the prep that your dad and everybody else did? And uh, did you like it, or would you like to have seen it better? Um, you know, honestly, for me, I mean, obviously, it's rained, I think, what, the last couple of years at Millville? Yeah. So, at least it was dry. But, I mean, I... Um, I for sure would have liked to have seen the the big ripper in the ground and mm-hmm. and had a little bit more of um, 
just the track didn't really have much character. So like in Moto One, everyone's pretty fresh. It was colder out. Yep. And then um dude, I, I couldn't make any moves. Like I got up on Alex and Jet and right. I just ate roost the entire freaking time and like I tried inside, I tried outside, I couldn't make anything work. And then I it was like finally Moto two it kinda came around to have a little bit more character, but for sure, I wish the track would have had, it would have been deeper, more soft, and um, just had some more lines, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah, interesting, because for you, tougher the track, the bumpier it is, the, the more advantage you have over guys, I guess, right? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's, you know, the same for everybody, but yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah. I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. Right. I can pound the track pretty hard, even when it's like, when it's rough like that, but um you know, Millville's always a little bit of, like, a trickier track. So, like, it's always been, like, there's certain areas that you can pass on, you know? Right. And and that's just the way that it is, you know? And, um, you know, I mean, I, it was a lot different than what I've, like, I did a couple local races or just what I ride during the week. I mean, it was yeah. a lot different. Um, it's the best track on the circuit, j I just want to say that. I talked about that. I wrote about it. It's the best track on the circuit. Uh, it's, it's not the best viewing, and I don't like how there's not a Starbucks close by, and I don't like how my phone doesn't really get service there. But as a track, Norwegian. as a track, it's, it's the best track. You sound like a straight-up city folk. <laughs> well, that, that is true. You and your cell service and your I, Starbucks. And Starbucks. It's a dirt bike track, man. It, it, it is, it's an ultimate yeah. track, though, Jer- Jeremy. It's got everything you want. It's great. Yeah, no, I mean, the track's definitely one of the best ones on the circuit, I think, you know, and I know I grew up there, you know, and I might be kind of biased, but I've also rode all the outdoor national tracks, and I think it, it it's up for a podium performance, right? Yeah. Like a podium spot. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, people talk about every how, from you guys growing up, people look at, oh, well, their dad owns the track. They've rode it their whole life, you know. How different is it really when you guys mess around on And do you guys even ride the national track that often, you and your brother growing up? Do you guys ride more up top? Like, you know, can you explain to people how much different it really is on national day? Um, Yeah, for sure. So, like, the local race that I did with Alex earlier this year, the braking bumps develop, like, 100 yards for, like, earlier. You know, that's what it seems like going into every freaking turn. <laughs> it seems like the braking bumps are – they start way sooner um and for the pro day the bumps are a lot closer to the turn but they're bigger and then the lines that we have from how we how we carry speed the lines just push the lines start from you know you sweep out and then you cut in and then it drifts to the outside on the way out you know what i mean so where the amateur guys just kind of tend to like they're they're not carrying as much speed and they're more straight up and down um so like the the ruts will actually like kind of get deep Mm-hmm. And then they, and then at, there's more lines, I would say, you know. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, hey, that second moto, that was awesome. I was cheering by myself in my living room watching it. That was cool, man. You guys were pushing. It was awesome. You had to have been stoked. I mean, look, you came up on the losing end of that, which which isn't awesome, but it was cool to see two guys lay it out like that, J Mark. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, you know, kind of. Look at getting back to our, our little beef that we got going on yeah. here. You know, I yeah. saw, I saw, I saw the tweet. You're like, oh frick, man! Like, Kmart needs to get back to the dealership. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the dealership thing. I don't understand it. Like, listen, you had a bad injury, and I understand. You know, you're you're back from this injury, and you're winning races, and that's cool, and everything else. 
but you you've said this deal you've helped out this buddy with a dealership and i'm I don't know, Jamar. I just think it's a little different when you know you're a millionaire and you're helping out a buddy at a dealership. Uh, your injury is a different story. I, I'm not. I'm not uh, making fun of that. That's an incredible comeback by you, and I understand that you would be appreciative of racing after recovering from something like that. But the dealership, Jamar. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. So, so hey, here's the deal. Okay. So if we're gonna give, the, you know, you're you're a really good reporter. Thank like you. Your job. Your job is to kind of, kind of poke the rider a little bit, right? Like a little bit. Your job is to kind of to get get a little bit of something out of them, and and you know maybe get something that you wouldn't. And you've done it for a long time, so you've be, you've become good at it. Yeah. And I respect you for that. But if we're gonna if we're gonna go this way, we gotta be honest. So, I mean, do we start out and do you read the tweets off? And then, then we can describe the whole like the whole deal. Well, I'm not mad at you. No, no, no. But, I know that. No, no. I, I, I just said that Jmart. Um, you've talked about working at this dealership and having a real job for a living. And, and I, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Your buddy has a shop, and it's awesome. You went to go help him. We've talked about it on the show that you would go in and help your buddy out, and you know, you, you did get a glimpse of what it was like to have a real job, but. But Jmar, you've got a lot of money in the bank. You, you've been super successful in his motocross career. Like, no matter what happened, you don't have to work at a dealership, Jmar. You know what I mean? You have a lot of options with your money that you've earned, rightfully so earned. So that's all. That's where I was bugging Alex and bugging you on Twitter, where I'm like, I'm like, it's a little different than say Michael Lindsay going into a into a dealership, or or myself. I worked at a dealership for three years when I was a kid. You know, so I get yeah, it. Well. I mean, for one, one of the tweets that you said was like, I was like a multimillionaire. Definitely not true. Between the business expenses that I have to reinvest into myself to, to win races and then training at these training facilities to get an education from Carmichael's to the Nest to Tomax to everything. Like, I put a lot of money back into myself right. to learn. Like, it's been like my college education. So, I mean... You know, and then, you know, I've been fortunate enough to win. You think a guy that has won two championships and, you know, is up there in the 250, you know, winning this all time. Yes, yeah. am I in a position to, uh, do I, if I've done okay? Yes, but I'm yes. not a multimillionaire. And the whole idea behind the dealership, Steve, was like, for me, it wasn't about the money. It was about the fact that, you know, it happened June 23rd of 2000, you know, in 18 when Cooper and I got together. Right. You know, I'm in the hospital. Like, I'm almost fucking paralyzed. And for me, it was, I didn't, I couldn't bend or twist for like a year, dude. So when I went to the Stedman Clinic, I, you know, my back hadn't even healed at all, you know? So a long time had gone by. And like, dude, I was like, I, I mean, I said I was fine. You know, like when you guys would call and check in, right. but I wasn't. You know, like I was in a dark, dark place, and I didn't know what to do. And for me, like I've always woke up and I've had that goal. So I went to my local buddy's dealership, which I probably wasn't qualified to work for. <laughs> you know, you're not a Honda certified and, tech, yeah, I'm Honda certified tech. <laughs> it, yeah. So it wasn't about the money; it was about the principle of, okay, dude, like I'm mentally fucked up, like. I'm struggling to get up every day. You know, I was hooked on right. drugs. Yep. 
you know, and I got, I had to get off those and I had to like, are you ready to move on from racing? That was my thing, you know, and I wanted to get a job to kind of understand what it was like and to appreciate what I've had because I've never had a normal job like you guys or whatever else, you know? Mm -hmm. So that for me, that's what it was about is like getting up, doing something instead of just sitting on the couch and just saying, Oh, well, Hey, I've got this Geico, you know, I got hurt on the job. Geico's going to pay me and just ride that way. Like that's not who I am. And that wasn't in my DNA. So I just had to get out of the house and I had to like, I just wanted to just be around people and, and keep my mind straight. And, and then I did the dealership and I was like kind of learning new stuff. And then I would walk around and get some blood flow going and stuff. And it really helped me out a lot. You know, what did you, what did you do there? Like, did you, did you, did you box parts up? Did you, did you like sell stuff on the phone to people? Well, yeah. So like, I mean, I mean, I wasn't really, I would answer the phone a little bit. Okay. Um, hey, this is Jeremy Marin. Welcome to. <laughs> I wonder if anybody knew who you were. I wonder if anybody some knew. People, some people did know, yeah. And it actually kind of helped out his business, uh, Jason's business a little bit, you know. And yeah, yeah. Brought some people in. So that was cool. And I would like, at the time, I still couldn't bend or twist. So I was wearing like a brace. Every time I got out of bed, yeah. I had to have this. The turtle, the turtle shell. The turtle shell. Yep. yep. And then I got like, and I would just vacuum the floors and I would, you know, clean the toilet. And I couldn't even like bend over to clean the toilet. And then I would take like all the packages that would come in, I would open them up and it would be like hundred, hundred percent goggles and like, you know, gloves and mm-hmm. fly gear, everything. And then I would just go through it all. And then I would price tag everything, you know? <laughs> okay. So you would be or, tagging stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then if someone called me, then I would, like, you know, or whatever, and they'd want to look up, and I'd have to look up a part number and do, like, I never looked up. I've never been in that situation in my life. So then I'm like, all right, man, there's, like, a st- there's four or five part number books, and I'm, like, trying to go look through this stuff, and I'm just like, man, I'm, like, this is blowing my mind, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Are you over there appreciating what Pedro and the guys have to every time the guy get you apart? They're over there digging through, ordering, reordering everything. Yeah, Jared, listen, full full props to you, full respect for you for laying it out there and, and talking about it. And your your comeback from the injury is is impressive. I mean, you're you know you're pretty damn close to your old level. Although you've said you're not quite there yet, right? You're not quite there. I mean, dude, honestly, I think I'm really starting to. I'm starting to close the gap i think for sure like obviously we dylan and i faced off at indiana and he waxed me yeah. you know and i've been trying to gain that little bit yes it is the home track advantage i guess you could some people would say but at the same time when you're racing those guys you know he's raced millville before um so i don't really feel like it's much of an advantage and like you said it yourself like you know you rode the geico bike and then you know you you had your opinion on your talk show before that it's not on the level of the star bike. Right. And, you know, as far as for me, you know, I, I, and I've sat in some podcasts too, and I've heard people say like, well, you know, J Mark says that the blue bikes are better or whatever. The Geico bike, those guys work so hard and the bike is definitely the best Geico bike I've ever rode hands down. Like mm-hmm. I'm so proud of the guys 
as hard as I work, that's what they're doing every day right. to get up and make the bike better. You know, and I mean, dude, I'm com- I'm competitive and I'm in this title fight on that bike that you said, you know, honestly, wasn't on that level. And I think, you know, for basically being out for as long as I have, I think it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Well, I bet you at times at Millville it was a little frustrating to to get close to Dylan and have him kind of pull you up the hills a little bit. And I, and it's not a slight on the Geico bike. Like you said, it's a, come a long ways. It's working really well. But there's no doubt this, the Yamaha with the motor design they have is is a little better, I think, than every other bike in the class right now. So that had to be at times, you know, perfect example where he got you, right? We're up that, up that uphill triple, right? And um, so – or he pulled away a little bit more, I should say. Um, just, yeah, a little – you were working so hard, <laughs> and then, you know, you have to be perfect, right? And he can make a little mistake and still be okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I have to be per- I have to be perfect. You know, I like get yep. the bottom of the downhill. Yep. There's yep. a kink in the turn, right? Yep. Um, you know, and the way he rides, he's really he's really good, and he, he's, he, he goes really fast with not a lot of energy, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. And I'm a bulldog, right? So I know that, like, coming into the season, I have to be more fit. You know, and I understand that. And he can afford to sometimes take the hiccup in the turn and still accelerate out, like be patient and wait and then hammer it. Right. Well, I have to be perfect. Yeah. And, you know, and I and I can't believe how fast the bike was. I mean, dude, we were making the uphill triple. No problem this year on that Geico bike. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was like, and and I was like, damn, this is good, you know? <laughs> and you guys had a huge lead on third, too, which is cool to see. You guys were pushing. That was that was that that part I thought was most impressive or how how much he took his race riding to a new level and you matched him. You know what I mean? And you guys just worked everybody else. So yeah, that was pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah it was good. I mean for sure. And you know, like to go that speed the entire moto, like what I did that last two laps, like I went all in like mental fast, you know, but it's really hard to sustain that for 30 plus two, you know? Yep. And I, I knew that with a guy like him, like, you know, I could get up on him in certain spots and then he would kind of pull me in other spots. And I was trying to like, I knew it, he was getting me like in the whoops. If yep. you guys noticed like halfway down, like there was three whoops he, in. He was doubling. He was getting yeah. over this. Yeah. He was like getting over this hole better than me. And like, I couldn't quite, like execute it. I knew what he was doing, but then he would open that turn up and then come back and his acceleration out of that turn coming back. was like freaking crazy. And I'm like trying to, trying to open the turn up to carry speed and to drive forward. And like, I could do it, mm-hmm. but I, and I got better, but I couldn't quite get it like as good as him every time, you right, know? Right. Speaking of those, uh, those last two laps, particularly the last lap, I mean, from you guys, moment you drop down the hill, you got you had your chance uh <laughs> is there any moment in your head you didn't think you were going to make the corner at the bottom your last send because that's all we start screaming just let stay off the brakes off the brakes or watch you come down i'm like man i don't know if he's gonna make it right <laughs> yeah no dude i was like you got to send it down and i was like if i could have just been a little bit closer maybe i could have done a good old monorail on them you know around yep. around them yep and i I watched the footage and I was like, damn it, man. Couldn't you have like pivoted at that speed and then just gone inside? And I'm like, 
how the hell do you pivot going that fast down a hill? You know, <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you were going bonsai around the outside. That's yeah. what I, I was like. Here it comes. Well, from that that corner at the bottom of the hill to yep. the next left to the next to the last couple corners before the finish, I felt like every one of them you were. I'm either making this corner or I'm flying off the bike. Like each right, one wasn't. Right. I didn't feel like you left anything to ch- anything in any of those corners, you know, out there that you couldn't have. I just, yeah, those last couple I didn't. Did you enter every one of them just going, I'm either going down or railing this? That's pretty much like I was full, like, oh, like you. I knew that if I maybe would have put a push on earlier, mm-hmm. to fend him off would have been tough. Right, right. And I was trying, I was trying really hard to, like, obviously to, to keep up with him. But then I knew I had a little bit more in the tank. So I was like, I'm going to go all in these last two laps. And then if I can get them on the last lap, all I got to do is make it to the finish, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, I hit that. We came down Mount Martin. We made that right. And then we made that left. I'm like, dude, you better hit this thing as good as you can. And when I came in, my left grip um, hit that service marker. And I just sent it in there. Yeah, I felt it nick it, and then I made that right. And then, as you guys saw, there was a kink on the exit of that, on that next turn. And I, I knew the kink was there, and I was like, dude, you can't let off. And I hit that <laughs> thing and just full-on smashed it. The berm was probably gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I tried to just, like, power drift that next turn to try to get him. And, dude, he, he fended me off good. I found it weird how often he was looking around for you. <laughs> I thought that was weird. Like, he was really checking you out. Like, oh, shit, where's J-Mart, you know? So I thought that was odd, but, hey, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I was. I, I sometimes I don't think I really just shut off. Even when I left the takeoff phase, yeah, yeah. I was, like, trying to, <laughs> trying to get in there and distract them. Right. I uh, I hate to put you a little on the spot, but I know it's the weirdest. Uh, 2020 is the weirdest year any of us have experienced uh, in our lives, in the industry, and in anything. Like, where's your headspace at these days with what you know you want to do next year? I know we're all hoping um, everything with the team sticks around. If you if something is to happen, you have an opportunity. Do you do you want to stay 250? Would you like to go 450? Do you have any thoughts on that, or are you just doesn't matter? We get to it when we get to it. No, for sure. I'm. I'll be pretty honest about it, you know. And um, this is going to bring up the other the other beef that Steve has with me about the Supercross thing. It's it's it's. We got. Are you still mad about that, Steve? I I don't like guys. Yes, yes. I am. I'm not mad at you. I feel. I like the way you handled it. I like the way that you said. Listen. I don't want to point out. You didn't fake a groin pull. Yeah, you're straight up. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these guys, you know, don't show up. They get injured. They say they're injured. So I do like the fact that you just straight up admitted it and your team and everything. I like that. But I don't like the rule. I hate the rule. It's just stupid because you're you're a star of the sport. You should you should be at the races for your team. You know what I mean? Like that that it's just ridiculous that that somehow the, the one of the best riders in that class is not there. So I, I don't yeah. like that. I don't like that part of it at all. I mean, I guess like I said, I like the fact that you guys were like, "Hey, man, I don't want to point out." I admire that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if like you know maybe kind of the, the tweets that you were kind of sending out. I didn't know if that was like from the Supercross no, thing. I maybe, no, you know, and me kind of lying at the airport. You know, but like <laughs> no, I, that was I couldn't. I had to at the airport. <laughs> I was like, when I'm doing the deal, I'm like, man, like. 
I, I, the team is going to make the press release. And as soon as the team makes the first deal, then I'm game to be honest about it. Right. And that's what right. I did. Yeah, yeah. But I had to wait. Yeah, you know? for sure. No, 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 none of that, J-Mart. I, it's, I understand what you did. I don't like it, but I get it. And I like the way you guys are honest about it. So that's all. Yeah. It, but, but go ahead. But next year. Going back. So for next year, um, obviously I am contracted with Geico um, to do the 250 program. Um, you know, and I, I had to forego the Supercross to become eligible for, for me to be in that position. But, dude, we lost, uh, we lost, you know, Geico, the title sponsor, and they've been, you know, with us, yeah. with the team for 13 years, man. And as of right now, you know, they're working to find a title sponsor. So I am, I have a gig for next year if they land a title sponsor, right? Right, right. But I am open and I am in discussion for, you know, next year in case that does fall through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been in talks and I saw this stuff, you know, some people talked about, you know, um, gas, gas and um, stuff like that. So, uh, honestly, they're way gnarlier, the people on the forums. I mean, I've, I've talked with those guys a little bit. Yep. But I just said the same thing I said to you guys. Like, listen, this is where I'm at. We're working on trying to find a title sponsor. And, I, you know, I can't give you a yes or a no because I have to wait for the team yep. that I'm contracted with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And um, that's kind of where I'm at with, with it, you know? But if you if you had to choose, you would you would honor your commitment for 250 class with Geico, with the Honda team. If you if everything was if everything was equal, right? That's where you'll be. If they find a title and everything else, you'll you'll be in two fifties again with a on a Honda with the factory connection guys. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, hopefully you know, I, I think I'm it's looking really positive. But if it didn't if it didn't, you know, heaven forbid, like, you know, don't wish us on anything, you know, because we have such a good team and such good staff, but yep. if something didn't happen and I had to go elsewhere, I would still do two fifty. Okay. Right, right. Um, Jeremy Martin on the show brought to you by Vertex Piston Sales at PivotWorks.com. If you want a deal from uh, Vertex Piston guys, two-stroke, four-stroke uh, pistons. We got a question for you here, J Mart from uh, from Reed. Let's get let's get into that. Uh, Reed, are you there? Yeah. What's your question for Jeremy Martin? Um, I'm a big fan. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm to beat um, Dylan Ferrandez. He he's he's trying. He's trying. I'm trying, buddy. Like you know, um, I've definitely beat him a couple times this year, and uh, it's on it's on my it's on my to do list. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, uh, th- thanks, Reed. Thanks for calling. He's working on it. Hey, you got any tips for me? You got any, you got any tips for him how to be how to be the next Jeremy Martin, J Mart? Well, what kind of bike do you got, buddy? Uh, a PW and a Cobra. Okay, right on. Well, I tell you what, um, just ride the wheels off that thing. I don't. It doesn't matter how good you are or whatever. Just go out there and have fun and and um, enjoy it with your family. And you're young yet, so you can. Uh, you can have some fun and go uh, just just fall in love with riding the dirt bike and and uh, you'll be all right. 
There you go. Thanks, Reed. You're welcome. Thank you. How about Troll Train? 4-4 four, four, on the podium. I mean, you know, not not too bad, J-Mart. Yeah, it's not bad, but Steve, again, I'm going to pick on you a little bit. Okay, go ahead. I love it. I am. I, the, I'm Troll the Train. Troll Train is going to beat me this year. I do. <laughs> I just, I, I'm a, I, yeah. I mean, I thought this was our I mean, year. Didn't you learn your lesson after having to clean Mitch's shop? <laughs> I know, right? I know. Still haven't seen the video proof. <laughs> I know. I, I, you know, I just one of these years, Alex is gonna, you know, dig deep here, Jmart, and get you. You know, I mean, I thought we moved over for you at the local race, you know, to let you buy, <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe you're just, maybe you're just faster. <laughs> so. Yeah, the old, uh, the old troll train. I tell you what, he's probably listening right now, and he's. Probably sitting on his couch, petting his cat, Dave, with his helmet tech boots on. <laughs> his, his cat's name is Dave? Yeah, it's Dave. Oh, God, dude. Um, go, go ahead, Michael. I got a curious one for you. Maybe guys out there listening are always looking for riding advice and stuff. I think people watch you or your brother, Alex, and I think something that really stands out, of course, you two, is your guys' roll speed. Your guys' ability, your, the way you guys carve and roll corner, your middle corner speed, how much you carry in and how you actuate. I mean, did you guys have a, a somebody, a coach you worked with when you were younger that pushed you guys into certain drills or anything? Or, like, where do you – because you both are really good at it. I feel like it's a standout in your guys' riding character compared to some guys that come in and maybe stands in and want to punch it out. I feel like you guys are just able to roll and actuate so cleanly and carry it so smoothly. I think it – honestly, man, like, I've – I've been fortunate enough to work with a ton of people. Like, you know, I mean, I remember when I was young doing the Tony D schools. I did a Matt Walker school. I mean, I did so many schools with people like a Shannon I day and, mm-hmm. you know, I've done so many stuff, but I think I would attest a lot of it to like my turning and my ability to be able to like carry that roll speed. Like you're saying, is just from repetition. And I would just do, I, I sometimes I, I don't even ride uh when I growing up I wouldn't even really ride the main tracks that we have at Millville. I would just do a thirty second corner track and I would do forty minute motos on them. <laughs> oh Jesus. Jeez. Yeah, God. <laughs> and like I, I, I did a lot of that stuff. I do, you know, did a lot of that like in two thousand and fifteen too and I still do it a little bit now, but you know, sometimes I do like laps like, you know, 70 some laps in a 40 minute moto and just 30 second lap times just freaking <laughs> i think people I don't appreciate from... how much yeah. a good corner track can just ruin you and tire you out uh before, yeah. before we get oh, go ahead Jim. that's just kind of what i just like why i go back to just saying repetition guys you know yep uh, we got a couple more calls for you, Jeremiah, and uh, then we'll let you go. First up, it's uh, Jared on two. Jared, what's going on? What's your question for Jeremy Martin? How's it going, guys? Good. So, Jeremiah, I just had a question. So, you've been very open throughout the whole national series that you don't have the speed Ferrandis does, but in that second moto Saturday, you showed you had the speed. Is that a big momentum builder for you, and you feel like you can really carry that speed a lot more? throughout the rest of the series and make it more of a fight where you don't feel like you have to be more consistent than him, but you can get out there and get with him on the raw speed side, raw speed side, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely it's, it's good. Right. So like I've, I feel like I am 
potentially closing that gap to where if we do have to, I mean, we have six motos left and we're going to have to, we're going to go heads up again like that, you know? And I, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it. And, uh, I feel like I am closing that gap for sure on him. And, um, you know, I think obviously he was in, in front of me a little bit in that second moto for a while. And sometimes he would kind of get away or whatever, but I was able to close it back and the intensity that we sustained through that entire moto, I guarantee you he had to have been, um, feeling it a little bit. I mean, <laughs> I would hope yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, thanks. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Uh, all right, Jerry Mart, we'll let you go here on the show. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you for putting up with me and my tweets about the dealership. Yeah, man. I hey, I no no hard feelings. No, uh, I'm just pumped. We could hey, hey, no better way to hash it out than over the pulp of that hey, show. Steve, yes, all yes. I gotta say, I take away from his conversation. He said in it, he wanted to appreciate what it's like to have a dealership job like you did. So the next time you want to mouth off on Twitter, think of it. Jeremy did it so he could appreciate your position more. Okay. So shut you. up. Thank you. Thank you. It's a good <laughs> point. Uh, no, J-Mart, listen, I appreciate you coming on for sure. And obviously, look, it's been a great season. It's really fun to watch you two. And I have a feeling with six motos left, you two are going to start kind of raising the bar here a little bit. And, uh, and may the best man win, man. It's going to be great to watch. So uh, thank you. Hey, thanks for your honesty yeah. on a couple of those, Jeremy. It was really enjoyable. Yep. Thank you, man. All right, guys. All right. See, see ya. ya. That's Jeremy Martin, everybody, brought to you by VertexPistons.com, sales at PivotWorks.com for more information. I feel like you're saying that I, just those two, you're going to hit those last couple motos where I feel like mm-hmm. they're just going to gap the field. Like every moto could finish with them. And that's no offense here, guys. It's just they're going to push each other. Yeah. And they could finish 30, 40 seconds in front of third a lot of these motos. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think they're going to just – that's how things work out near the end of a championship series. You know what I they're mean? They're going to feed off each other. It's not that the air guys aren't riding yeah. good, but those yeah. two are just going to keep building these last couple if they get those starts and run together. For sure. Uh, talking about Zach Osborne leading the points, he is uh, sponsored by Skosh. They are the official sponsor, sponsor of the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. Skosh Industries, innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio products, and more. Michael Lindsay, you're going to get some Scotch stuff just for showing up, just Ooh. for coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how it works. Uh, Pulp 2020 is a code to save with Scotch.com. Get a discount on uh, phone mounts, chargers, cables, power sports, clamps, and mounts. Uh, lots of brand-new base link system I have here in front of us here. Just set your phone on it and charge it. No problem on that. Pulp 2020 is a code to save with Scotch.com. They're pleased and proud to bring you our next guest of the night. He is a team manager of the JGR Suzuki MX team and a friend of the show, and we're happy to have him back on it's jeremy albrecht j-bone what's up man what's up guys thanks for coming on yeah no problem hey i feel like joey savacci the the star rider you signed uh over the off season and got injured of course and missed supercross he's getting a little better here uh are you happy with kind of the the way you're trending with with joey yeah definitely you know for how things you know we we're super excited obviously like you said we signed him he had a great first year on the 450 last year, so we were looking for big things. And then, yeah, crash over there definitely uh, made it tough, which was a bummer after the Weston Pike one the year before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, he's been through lots of emotions. I think, you know, they were telling him he, it was a really bad injury, so looking bad. So, I mean, really, honestly, for how it could have been, you know, happy he's able to race outdoors. I think definitely it getting pushed back helped him get ready even more 
But yeah, it's tough to be out that long, that kind of injury. You know, new team, new bike. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been it's not easy. Like he's not doing what he wants to be doing. And obviously, yeah, it'd be cool if he was doing a little better. It's not what you know well, we yeah. thought he would do. It's not what he thought he would do. But I think he improves every week. He, uh, yeah, he's trying. I mean, he's coming there and giving it his all, and hopefully, it, it each week it does get better and better, and then he gets the result he wants shortly and right. can be happy. But it, it's hard to. It's hard for those guys to go there and not do what they know they could do. Like even Freddie, he's not happy when what he's doing. Yeah. And I, I think he's doing fine. I'd tell him today. He, mm-hmm. He's not doing bad. Yeah, of course he could do better, and we'd be happy he could do better. But, you know, you, you just have to keep doing the best you can. That's really all we can ask. And um, I do think Freddie definitely can get the top ten. He's really, really he's close. Right there. He has yeah. had motos, just yep. not. You know, it's a bummer every time. It's like, again. <laughs> right there, but yeah. um, you know that fourth that he got in the mud, like in Loretta's, I I would have I would have lost all my butt money betting that Freddie would get a fourth. So mm-hmm. you know he got a taste of that. So now he wants to do well. So it's cool. Right, I like it. Right, yeah. It, it's uh, I feel like Freddie's close. He, he God, he yeah. he makes that one mistake. He makes just that yeah. one mistake. Falls, stalls. You know, has a bad lap. And then he kind of regroups, yeah. but it seems like he, he he can't stay consistent, you know. But well, he, he's had he's one close. good moto almost every race, and then this weekend he did have two consistent motos. But obviously he wants, you know, even better that. But I think that is too. He's trying really hard, giving everything. He's going for it. It's, it's you know what everybody wants, right? So yeah. we're happy he's he's trying hard and he's getting it for sure. Right, right. Seven zero two five eight six Pulp. You got a question for Jeremy Albrecht from JGR Suzuki. Brought to you by Scotch Industries. Pulp twenty twenty is the code to save with those guys. Michael Lindsay also here in studio with me. Um, Troll Train, third overall, uh, yeah. fourth in the points. Um, professional guy to work with gives it his all. What's it been like for for you to have Alex on the team this year and his and his riding? It's been fun. He's doing obviously, yeah. It's cool. Well, we would want more podiums. That's that's the goal for everyone, right? But yep. um, yeah, I mean, you definitely can't ever say that he doesn't give it his all. He's he's great to work with. He's professional. He's even on a bad day, he's just mad at himself. It's not. He's easy to work with. Right. We like him. I like him a lot, actually. Um, I like his vlogs. He he has fun. It's all real. That's yeah. what I like about it. We're not setting anything up. Hey, go act like you're mad or this or that. It's all for real. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. filming in real life. It's right. not nothing fake. And I, I like that part. Right. But he's easy. He's easy to like. I don't think there's anyone that doesn't like him. Honestly. No. Um, he's my championship pick every year for outdoors, J Mark. <clears throat> I, I know. Yeah. He's right. He could be there. He, you know, obviously, Fernandez is super fast, and his brothers riding pretty good but yeah i mean the cool part is he's he's beat those guys at times yeah not, not consistently but yep. we're getting there yeah definitely better than last year and you know supercross i obviously would like him to be more like this at podiums but yeah um you know he's been trying to be consistent there and he's had two of his better years so maybe maybe it's coming right right we'll see um I feel like Dean Baker, the horsepower maker there over there at JGR, did a good job on that on that 250 last year. But Michael, mm-hmm. I'll start with you. Don't you feel like they found a little extra this year? And I know 
<laughs> Troll Train really credits a scoop tire. Yep. But I do feel like yeah. you guys have found some more power, Dean and everybody. Michael, do you well, think? I got a question for you. I can't remember if I was talking to you, J Bone, or if it was actually directly to Gene or to blah, to Dean. Apologies. Um, I think I remember was at some point last year or going this year, you guys started to, I guess, move the power more upstream for him. Kind of. I was talking to Jared. We just had Jeremy on the phone, uh, Martin, and talking about him and his brothers both have great role character ability. They maybe don't need as much like crisp off the bottom. They can utilize a bike that pulls through a little bit farther. Has it been stuff like adjusting to what Alex is capable of, or what do you kind of you guys point to as your breakthrough with it? That is a good question. I just feel like honestly, we're always just trying. It's only little little things here and there. There hasn't been any big, huge things I think at one time. Um, but even, I would say even after a couple races into the outdoor season this year, uh, Dean went to the dyno and worked on some more stuff and found more power. So always, always tinkering, always getting a little more, but right. you obviously wish you could get five horsepower more here and there, but really it's usually like if you get another horse and a half, you're, you're happy. And that's something they usually can feel. So, right. um, I, we have gotten better for sure. I mean, even like I said, even after a couple races in, uh, came up with some stuff. So always, always trying. How do you think it is working? Like, of course, you know, uh, this year you guys have a, a decent stable of 450 guys, but you guys are basically all in with Alex on the 250. Um, how's that been? You know, working with Alex and and team being able to work with him on development, just being able to focus on one guy. Has it, you know? Some people think, oh, having multiple riders' opinions, you get you get a little bit wider range. But only working with Alex, do you feel like his feedback's been really good, and it's been kind of helping, you know, like I said, get get it a little bit better. Um, I would say it would be a lot easier if we were doing just one class. But it's it's definitely even though he's only one guy, it's still we're doing four fifties and two fifties. So. Mm-hmm. I would say it's not like just have. It feels like we still have a lot of guys. It doesn't feel. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't take the weight off the yeah. shoulders. <laughs> it doesn't. It still feels like we have a yeah. lot of guys. That's what he said. Yeah, it still feels. Yeah, it still feels the same. Well, I mean, honestly, we had Teasdale run a little bit. Yep. He rode two fifty for a while because, you know, maybe Tickle was going to ride, so we didn't have enough stuff to do three two fifty or three four fifties at that time. So then we had to order some stuff, and then we ended up getting ready for that. And then that's why we were able to have him ride on the weekend because we had stuff that we got for Tickle a while ago that didn't end up happening. So uh, we switched him to a 450 because that would be easier for us. And then I think he's a little bigger, so it would be easier for him outdoor also. But, yeah, it's it's it just feels like there's always somebody or something going. So there's always a practice motor that you have to rebuild or – Right, something. It's never, it's never like there's nothing to do. Yeah, that's for sure. I, it's it's kind of. I wish I could uh, take the load off a little bit for everybody. They've only been doing a good job with all the different things we've been working on. Well, that leads me. Yeah, my, I would, oh, again, I wouldn't say easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that leads me to my next question. So, weekly conference calls with the Feld guys about the seven Salt Lake rounds. MX Sports mm-hmm. calls with the nine rounds, and they move their series twice. And and Salt and Salt Lake was tough to pull off, and it was going to be in the fall. Like J Bone, you've been in this a long time now. How chaotic and how tough has 2020 been for you? 
I mean, you're part of a larger corporation over there at JGR. Like the MX thing is just this <clears throat> smaller thing. You've got corporate. You got a corporate company behind you. COVID is here. We're trying to race Supercross. We're trying to race motocross. What has this been like for you and the logistics, the phone calls, the arrangements, the budgets, all of that shit has got to be just, I cannot imagine what it's like to be, to be you or any of these managers. Yeah. I'm actually happy that Coy loves it. (laughs) Obviously we didn't, we didn't budget for any of, no one did. Right. And, and you know, the hard part, I mean, the good thing, all of our sponsors have been really good. No one tried to change the pay. They did stop payments, obviously, till anyone knew what was happening. Just, mm-hmm. No one said we're not going to pay. They just said yeah. we need to not pay for a little bit until we know what's happening. Because, um, I mean, even on the NASCAR side, like, they, they stopped too. So, you know, I give Coy and everyone at JGR credit they kept paying people even though they didn't know what was going to happen like it was it was pretty scary for a little bit and not knowing how long is that going to last that was the scarier part because we all need to race you can't be a race team without racing so yeah we're happy we're happy we're racing you know i'm happy it was only nine rounds instead of 12 you know everyone we all had different numbers that we thought but in the end you know it's what it's going to be and I'm happy as nine. I, right. I was thinking eight to ten was good for me. Some people were staying six. Some people wanted twelve. Right. But I feel like we needed to end in October. It's already going to be, you know, not a long off season. Which I'm not. I'm not against it. Like I think through all of this, we all did learn different things that we like. Right. Our sport's been so rigid and and no changes. I mean, when we switched from racing. Sunday at the Nationals to Saturday. I mean, people freaked out. Yeah, they did. Like, yeah, they did. It's the end of the world. We used, to, you know, we used to practice on or do qualifying on Saturday. We had to rebuild our bikes Saturday night, race Sunday. Yeah, we had a dr- tech back in the day. We had to try to get our bikes to tech at a hotel. Uh, Fridays on Fridays. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a whole long drawn out thing. So we all, you know, proposed doing a shorter schedule so we could stay in hotels less, save money. So anyway, we keep evolving and. You know, now we do writers' meetings on YouTube, which I like. You don't have to be there so early. I was always barely making it there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of liking that. But there's just things we're, we're definitely learning. It's, we, we had hotels and flights. So obviously, we had to cancel all those things a few times now. That's the yeah. worst part to me. Um, and then having these credits, they're not easy to use. It kind of is, but it's not when you have a team and you got to call back. Yeah, they don't make that part easy. I wish that was a little easier. Right. Um, definitely, it was challenging, but it's it was that way for everybody. I'm I'm just happy that they stayed in it and let us keep going racing. And sure, you know, Coy never really panicked. Um, well, you know, honestly, I didn't I didn't go back to the budget really too tight. We just said, let's we'll do it the best we can, and we need to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's going to go through October, and I think doing Salt Lake, it didn't save us money because we stayed there the whole time, so I think it was about the same Yeah. in the end because um, our rental car was expensive. We stayed in the house. It was really nice, but a hotel would have been not as good for us. It was way more fun doing the house. For sure. 
made me realize every time we go there, we're Salt, we're Salt Lake every time. Or not Salt Lake. We're going to be at Park City every time. <laughs> oh, oh I know, right? We stayed the first it's half the down below yeah, because yeah. I wanted to be a little closer to the stadium. We stayed the second half up in Park City so much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm never staying in Salt Lake again. Uh, <laughs> not enough traffic. You just run down. You jump off that first exit and do the back road down the stadium. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was easy. Right. I, I was surprised. And I would have never done that. I mean, I've been there so many times, never even thought about it. Right. Yeah. I'm it with always you. seems far. I'm with you. I'd probably drive up. I'll drive or bring my mountain yeah, bike and go yeah. early. You know? Especially Park yeah. City. The yeah. summer, all the little rentals we were all in up in Park City aren't that expensive that yeah. time of year. Well, I nice. was down in a hotel. I, I made a bad move. I should have done that, too. <sighs> Fail. Uh, we got a call for you here on 4 from Garrett. Garrett, right. Garrett, what's going on? What's your question for Jeremy Albrecht? Uh, hey, what's up, Jeremy? I just wanted to say thank you. Um, I don't really have much of a question, but um, back right around 2009 or 10 at Unadilla, I threw out the old question, you know, what does it take to, like, wrench or work for a factory team? And he kind of said, you know, you have to grind. You have to work for the privateers. Um, if you're not already working for someone local, I highly recommend work for someone local and then see where that takes you. And um, ended up uh, working for uh, a guy for a- AG Motorsports, which was also Kyle yeah. Peters Racing. Right. Um, and learned after about two seasons that it definitely wasn't for me, and it's definitely not <laughs> what everyone thinks it is. Um, it's a yeah. lot of grinding. It's a lot of working for free. Um, yep. Loved every second of it, but I uh, I just have to say I totally respect you even more for uprooting from Cali and going to North Carolina and completely changing lifestyles and mm. doing all that. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to say thank you. Thanks for ten- taking That's the time, cool. Jerry Bone with Garrett. Yeah. I mean, you scared him off. Yeah, but- <laughs> I tried. Yeah, I, I tried to scare him off, right? right? No, uh, it is It is fun, but it's definitely, like you said, it's not what everybody thinks it is. Like, I used to have so many people ask me, so what do you do during the week? Like, you have a different job? Like, honestly, this takes way more time than anyone thinks yeah. at any level on a team. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't well, matter you might- mechanic, yeah. manager, right, or anything. It's yep. a lot. Yeah. Thanks, Garrett. Yeah, you okay. – um, Thanks, well, Jim. sorry, you you actually invited me down to the shop uh, during the week, and you mm-hmm. let me come and see what you guys did during the week. I, you probably don't remember, um, but it was the original Huntersville shop. But, um, oh, yeah. No, you, you were that, that cool new one. It's better. And so, yeah, I bought a flight and went and checked it out, and Jeez. you were awesome, nice, man. Nice guy, J-Bone. Thanks, Garrett. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're thank you. I, I've said this story before. Thank you. I was, uh, I was a greasy privateer mechanic for number 89, Ty Birdwell. In 97. Yeah, I remember that. And J-Bone worked for Jeff fucking Emig, Factory Cowie. He had the Oakleys on and the spiked hair. And he was the man. And he would help me out with my bike. And he fixed my helped me fix my Kips power valves one time. And you, you could have been a dick, <laughs> J-Bone. Yeah. yeah, you could have been a dick, but you were, you, you know, because I was just, I was nobody. And you were the coolest guy ever. And, and that, that, that just goes a long way, you know, and... and you just remember those times. Well, people help me. That's the only way I got there. Right. People are jerks. You're never going to get there. <laughs> Speaking, <laughs> right. Speaking of cool guy, how many people, people should Go ahead. No, you go ahead. So. Oh, I feel bad. Your, your head's something much more insightful. Mine's a joke. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> no, I just, I, you know, and I've said the same thing about Skip. Skip was cool. Jeremy was cool. J-Bone was cool. These are guys, when I started, that were the upper echelon in the sport. These guys could have been dicks. And there are, and there were some. There were some guys that were dicks, but most, for the most part, 
if these guys talk to you like a normal person, even though I was a greasy privateer mechanic, and, and I always remember that. And, and I tried to do that to people. You know, I tried to be the same way. Like, hey, let me see if I can get you a clutch. Let me see if I can help you out. Hey, call this guy for a job or whatever. You know, so yeah, uh, it's something I try to do. So because I, like you said, yeah. you had it happen to you, and you know, Berluti might have been really cool to you. Jay Boner, whatever. Yeah, he you was. Know? He so, was actually hey, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> um, Scotia Industries, please check them out. Pulp 2020 is the code to save with those guys, bringing you Jeremy Albrecht on the show tonight. So, Jay Bone, you knew this question was coming tonight for sure, so let's just get it out of the way. Well, first of all, wait. Right. Wait, first of all, ML <laughs> at Redbud. Guess who was talking? Guess who, guess who I saw talking? Him and James Stewart? Yes. That's what was going to be my question. I'm like, have I you did. talked to James at the yeah. races? Jay Bone and Stu back had a conversation. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was actually nice. I haven't talked to him since he left the team, actually. That was first oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it didn't go yeah. easy when he left. It wasn't cool. Like, no, like there was hard feelings on everybody's no, I side. Was, I was bummed. I was really bummed. Not not at just how it went down. Right. Not that he left. Not that he wanted to leave. Not that I was fine with all of it. It just got a little. Right. Not how I do business at the end, and I was bummed. Right. And so I, I decided I was done with him. And then <laughs> all this time, I saw him, and I just, I, don't know, I just felt like I wanted to be, bury the hatchet and be cool. But I never, you know, I, I never hated him or anything like that. I was just bitter, and I, I shouldn't have been. And I decided I was over it. Right. And so I saw him, went over there, talked to him and Roger, and, and yeah, and yeah, I never took it out on his brother. You know, we hired his brother after that. I'm yep. not had nothing to do with him. So, yeah, I was more bummed at him just how it went down. But yeah, I'm 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 over it. I'm not gonna let it bother me. It doesn't help. It doesn't it doesn't matter to him. He doesn't care if I was bummed at him or not. So yeah, we all moved on. It was cool to talk to him. Yeah, everything was cool, right? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was cool. Right. Um. All right, 2021. What do we? What can you tell us? Obviously, look, I, I said this. Uh, I think on the show earlier tonight. Yeah. If you had asked me at Anaheim 1 2020 if JGR was coming back, I would have said no. Uh, Suzuki doesn't seem like they want to do it. Uh, they don't have a title sponsor. Things are rough. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I would have said I don't think JGR is coming back, but I have. Uh, I, I think that that's not right, J-Bone. It sounds like things are moving in a positive direction for you guys and Suzuki for 2021. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is moving better. I would say that there's always years that are challenging it's not any easier or harder than it was before it's always been hard mm-hmm. and yeah i just we just keep battling like i don't we just don't give up i just keep trying and different things and i think we are really really close i think it is gonna happen so we'll, we'll see right. you never know until it's all done but it's all it's all looking good so yeah. i feel pretty i feel better right now about next year than i did this year we just did this year even the craziest year ever we made it happen so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I feel you, good. and you would say september 21st of 2019 you didn't feel this positive like uh, no. last year this time yeah i was definitely nervous right right well that's good but that's we good. also had a really we also like grew too big as a team i think you mm-hmm. know we took on a lot that suzuki asked us to do and you know we did we did two teams which is a lot i mean doing one team's hard enough so we did two teams we had Tons of riders, tons of staff, spent lots of money. Right. Two, we had a two, two of everything. Like the the most expensive part of doing a team is the first year you do it. So we had to buy two of everything for the other truck because we didn't have 
we only we did one team forever. Yeah, right. So we spent all that money, and then you know it really only went for two years. So that's that's the only bummer. Is it? Michael, do you last know, like we thought, but we're okay now. Michael, you know anything about that? About starting up a team? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I was actually because we're in the process of selling our one semi and getting a different one right now. Yep. The crap I was unloading just dumb things that I've loaded a different time. Like, how did I acquire so much stuff in a short amount of time to do right. this? Um, I, oh, I got yeah. a, I got a phone for you, J-Bone. So you guys, we kind of talked about A-March, your, you know, as an outdoor trainer, as your lone 250 guy, you got a lot of uh, really good, talented guys on the 450 rolling into next season. Things go good. Budget's good. If you guys free up some, some 250 spots, you know, there there's, it, it's like every, every year, but it seems to be crazier this year than ever is there's, going to be some unique talent available if we're just throwing on the 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 cap of looking around who interests you in the 250 class right now that that's available like who who kind of sparks your guys's interest if you're gonna add somebody alongside alex there i don't know like that's my biggest that's going to be the biggest uh thing to figure out like first i need to figure out how many guys are we hiring 250 and 450 just 250 just 450 like we honestly usually we would have that figured out by now to be perfectly honest i don't have any clue yeah hopefully i get it in the next week or two but right now we're still working out all those things um you know there is a new new boss that came from japan so hopefully uh we know what if there's a new or different direction soon that's kind of what we're waiting on right and then we'll uh hopefully uh have answers to to do that, but there's a lot of really good guys available. Um, there is. I mean, the Master Pool Kid's good. Oldenburg was good. And Supercross. Um, March, March Banks. Banks is available. He was. You know, he won a race in Daytona. So there's there's a lot of talent. And they're all going there's, to star. There's yeah. more talent than rides. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every, yeah. Everyone's going to star. Yeah. Uh, we've got a question for you from Nash. Nash. Gentlemen, gentlemen. What's up, Nash? All's good. All's good. Anytime J-Bone's on, you know I'm calling him because, first of all, he's awesome. Yes. And I love the fact, and I'm not just being funny, I love the fact that he'll give it to you straight, he'll walk the line. Well, he's a professional. He knows how to stay out of trouble, but he also gives it to you straight. And I'm a big fan of that, and I think the Pulp Nation is as well. True. So, the million-dollar question I have for Jeremy is, with you actually just touched on it right there, Steve, and I know that you have very opinionated thoughts and feelings, but I'd love to hear from a guy that may be a little more subdued, i.e. Jeremy Albrecht, about what the, the cannibalizing of the teams, the energy drink component, the agent, and, and again, you're going to have to walk the line on this, J-Bone. You're a talented professional at that, many years in the business. You're, you're, uh, you're a seasoned veteran, as they say. But just the state of the union in terms of how these teams are acquiring talent, and you're in this as well as a team manager, what are your thoughts on how this goes? Do you mean like as far as teams taking riders from other teams, Nash? I kind of well, just want to clarify the question. Yeah, what yeah, are you talking about? Me, like how, how, yeah. how we get them and the process of it all? Yeah, in other words, everybody, as not stated, I'll say that what was said on maybe another podcast or an industry type of discussion, Everybody mm-hmm. plays by the legal rules to a certain point, as well as maybe the unwritten legal rules, but maybe there may be a team or two that is just full cannibalistic. Like they just come in and just obliterate yeah. the operating system. That's what I'm okay. asking yeah. so, what your thoughts Yeah, are. sort of yeah. J-Bone, you know, that kind of stuff about, you know, the, the contractual stuff and, and you know. 
in other words, yeah, like the hard part, the hard part with all of this is a contract is a contract. It's, it's legal, but to fight it, you have to go to court. So you have mm-hmm. to decide, is it worth going to court over it mm-hmm. or are you just going to mm-hmm. let it go? So, you know, it's that way with gear deals. When we, you know, when we get out of rider deals or we got out of anything, there's, you know, everyone has first right refusals. Everyone has, well, some guys take them out. If they don't like the deal, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. They'll want the first right refusal out. Um, sometimes there's escalators that they get top three. They get a they get a bonus if the team won't do it. They're like, okay, well then I want the first right refusal out because you're not going to give me what I want. So Got it. if I do Got good, it. like I think I am, I want the first right refusal out so I can do what I want. And then mm-hmm. that doesn't put them in a weird spot. But every deal is different. Um, mm-hmm. There are some teams that definitely the hard part about this sport is when you're winning, you get cocky. And mm-hmm. it doesn't last long because no one can win forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mitch Payton won a really long time. It probably felt like forever, but he would mm-hmm. love to win more right now. And I guarantee you he puts just as much work in now as he did before, if not for mm-hmm. lack of trying. You have to have mm-hmm. a little luck on your side. You, you're, the tables are going to turn. There's years that you know one manufacturer strong and the other one's really bad. And it's funny, like Yamaha wasn't strong forever. They're they're pretty strong right now. Like Honda, for some reason, always people always think they're strong. Like it's always the mm-hmm. brand that everyone mm-hmm. talks about, but they don't win as much as they should. It's yes, just, like there's there's things that change all the time, and it and to me, you can't be, you can't do the things that you're talking about and have it last forever because it's going to come back to you at some point. <laughs> at Got some it. point, you'll be the nail. And someone will have the hand. Yeah, like you can only push. You can only push so long. But like you know, you need to be. Well, if you're like that, it's no different than you meet someone, I guess. And they're if they if they were shady at some other point, they're going to be shady to you. Or a writer's talking bad about a team, they're yeah. going to do the same thing yeah. to you. So if that person. Yeah steals you from somewhere they'll drop you like that too because they don't they don't care about contracts so there, yeah. there's a, there are companies that are loyal there's that way with sponsors i know we all know which ones either pay late don't pay will not pay you mm-hmm. if something goes wrong mm-hmm. there's some that you know they'll do it the right thing no matter what happens yeah like uh, we have a lot of great sponsors right now that probably could have tried to not pay some stuff and do some things but we have all great people but it's not always you, like that. But we try to choose them like that on purpose because I don't want the ones we have to pull the contract out every time. Mm-hmm, like that's, mm-hmm. but some riders are like that, though. You have to, you know, you yeah. have to. Everything is a deal. Like I mean, we have our contract is stupid now. We have all these fines and stuff in there that are there from riders in the past that I don't really need anymore. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we leave them in there because the problem I had before is if you do something wrong, the only thing I can do is fire you. I can't do anything. So we have to have all these fines in there fines. now that if you don't do something, I at least can do something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's frustrating when you can't do anything with them. Right. And you got you got a little teeth. That like, And, again, I, I can only imagine what it would be like to work for your operation or ride for you guys. And, obviously, I'm shipped a long sail for myself as a 50-year-old man. But, regardless, uh, the element that you guys are fair and equitable and, you know, tree bears its fruit, as they say. And uh, you know yeah. who to align yourselves with. and. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah, Nash. We try not to. We got to I mean, run, that's Nash. Our, that's our goal. Got AC coming up. Yeah.
Got to run. Hey, go, go, go. Thanks, Enjoy, Saul. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you. Last yep, question, thanks, Michael man. Lindsay. Go ahead. Last one for Jay Bone. Uh, last yep. two weeks, of course, we've had a little bit of ping pong back and forth with uh, Barsha's situation. It's a little more public yep. thing usually is with a rider going back and forth between final negotiations with the two teams. Um, all your time at JGR, have you ever run into a, a similar situation where you've had to bounce back? You've had so much back and forth action with a rider, you've tried to get locked down? Um, we've had it, but not probably doesn't seem like it's that back and forth. Um, I mean, to be honest, when we did the first Stewart thing. It was a, about a mess like that. If we would have had to say every time we thought we had it or we drove down for a test and then we had to go back and then, yeah, we had a bunch of goofy stuff like that, but it was never public. So that, I'm surprised, actually, how much of it's, it is out there. A lot of it is, right? Um, I know. I'm with you. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool, though. Like, I, I don't think it's bad. Um, oh, look at, it's, look at, it's look at F1 or look at, like look at NASCAR F1 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We see this a lot in F1 and MotoGP. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, our sport definitely is more that way, like, obviously. But that's what's hard, like. Like you, you get an inside scoop, right? And he's going to Yamaha, so you write that. But then he, he, it changes. Like that is where he was going to go, or gas, gas, or whatever. Like it, the things do change that fast. Like, yeah, I'm not sold. It's totally done right now. Like it could yeah. switch again. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't, never know. You don't really <laughs> like know. Really, but... You don't really know until you see the formal press release come yep. from whoever signed them. That's when it's real. Exactly. But until then, there's lots of things that can fall out of place because you can have a letter of intent. You can have all these things. There's so many. When you get down to the end, like even with our sponsor stuff now, we're close, but it's not done. Until it's done, yep. it's not done. It has to be signed. And I guess you could even sign it and it's still not done. They might never pay. That's happened. To yeah, yeah, too. That, yeah, that's happened, right? I, listen, I'm with yeah. you. Like, But in our sport, like in my job, when I hear things, you know, I, I make a couple of calls to people I trust, and I put yep. something out there that, you know, has some sort of validity to it, something that may happen. And I think the team managers, and you're not like this, J-Bone, you are the farthest thing from this, but these jerk-offs getting upset at you in the pits, getting upset at me in the pits, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, they can fuck off. Like, this isn't my job, this is what we do, and... Whether it happens or not, whatever's going on behind the scenes, I, I don't really know, but I know there's something to this. Just let the fans enjoy this, the buzz. That, that's all part yeah. of the sport. It's yeah. part of what's going on in the sport. People love it, and for people to get upset at me, I just I shake my head at that. I'm just like, you don't have any idea, you know, uh, uh, that this is, this is stuff that's legit going on. It doesn't affect your negotiations one bit. Yeah. So. The, only, the only time it's a bummer is when we, like, feel like we're – like, when I know we're doing good, you don't know it. Yep. Which doesn't happen often, but I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, Mathis doesn't know anything about this. Like, that's like <laughs> when I know we're, like, winning. Yeah. But it's it's. But I don't ever get mad. But, no. like, you're, you're, like, wanting to have a surprise. Right. But by the time a press release comes out, there's no more surprise. There's no more surprise. So what do you write in the press release? There's nothing. No, I know, I know. Except for, it be, except for you're doing it because then it actually is filing for real. Like, yes. it's really signed. It's really happening. Because the cool part is people see right now. Just because that's where everyone he was going to go, mm -hmm. and he was going to stay because they were using the first right refusal or whatever. It, it's it's interesting to see that for once it's not really going to go the way yeah. we all thought. I can't, it could go back. Yeah, no, absolutely. Really, you don't know. No, yeah, for I, sure. I things, think it's things funny fall apart where all day long. Yeah. I think it's funny where Barsha, you know, around Salt Lake time, he was 
really like, what am I going to do next year? Yeah. And now it's turned into a bounce. Oh, yeah, fighting over them, right? I know. Yeah. But you uh, know what? This stuff happens. It's so crazy. And, you know, it's 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 kind of funny because we, we all get emotional at the end of the year when you forget about Supercross, really. Like, I, I've done it bad on myself. Like, honestly, when I hired Alex, like, I did talk to him at Supercross, but when he started doing good outdoor – like, it just gets you, like, extra excited about the guy. Right, right. And you're like, oh, yeah, you go back and look at the results. You're like, oh, Supercross wasn't great, but he's but doing he just, good now. Like, he's got the podium, he's right? Next year in Supercross because right. he's killing it now. Like, yeah. he rides like this. So you get excited about what you see now. Yeah. No, but, no. you know, you, you honestly never know. I mean, Honda hired Roxanne, and you would have thought he would have killed it forever. For five years, he would have won everything. Yep. Like, this sport's so gnarly, and it changes. You don't have a magic ball to know who. I mean, even look at Cincerello. The, he's great. He's riding good. He's always been good. Yep. But it's not easy. No matter how good you are, it's never easy. No. It's going to change. You're going to have curve balls. Yep. How do you deal with it? It's, Injuries are definitely a problem. That's why we, like, uh, I'm, I'm that's why we love finally, it. Yeah. I am finally, not that I like feeling bad having anyone, but it's finally nice that, like, other people, it's not just our team that has bad luck. Like, it happens <laughs> in our sport. Like, it's not just us. Right, right. Like, right. you know, Mitch is having a tough time with riders, staying healthy. I mean, it's part of the sport. Yeah. No, no matter I, what, it's going to come around. You, yeah. That's why I don't bag on nobody. I don't talk about any team. I don't talk trash about other people because yeah. I've – well, I don't even know how many races I've been part of winning. I, you don't even know, but yeah, it yeah. feels good every time. I can't wait till I feel that again. Mm. I'm glad Alex did win a moto. Obviously, we'd like to win more, but you don't know when your last one is, and you can't be cocky. It it comes around. Yeah, you don't yeah. know. Well, well said. Do your best each weekend. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for coming on, Jay Bone. I appreciate it, man. You got uh, it, guys. Always a fun yeah. time. Always a good talk. Uh, good luck at WW Ranch, man. Thank you very much. All right. We'll talk to you guys. See you then. See you, man. That's Jeremy Albrecht. Let's roll right into our next guest. This is the big winner from Millville. 1-1 on the day. Led every lap. Got both hole shots. Uh, 15 points uh, within the lead now from Monster Energy Kawasaki. It's Adam Cincerillo. What's up, AC? How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Just J-Bone went a little long, but, you know, it's great. He's a legend. We can I look. like it. Yeah. I like listening to the insight. He's, he's fun to listen to. He he's He's amazing. So... Can we, before we get too far into this, like, you don't understand this Chris Betts thing that's going on with Pulp Nation. Like, you don't, I don't know if you fully, because you don't listen, you know, you're not, I'm sure you're not following it. Betts mania has, has our fans, I mean, it is just in, in phenomenal. Fuck my ass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of everything that's gone on right. with, with Chris and, and the show, but I think I could have predicted it. <laughs> based uh, off his energy his energy is very very high it, it is it. yeah fantastic uh he's uh he, the the last thing i heard from him on text yesterday was if adam goes one one i'm burning my house down you <laughs> text me some crazy shit like that all the time right man. right he, like every time i mean I, I i should go through my texts and see but he was really killing me with something after <laughs> he just you know he just talks crazy right, which, right if you know me like you know me steve like talking crazy that's what i mean that's just my life yes like, that's what i really enjoy so we really um yeah but man that he, guy's funny can he qualify for a mud can he qualify for a mud supercross night show could he jump the leap 
could he survive blitzing whoops? These are all questions we've gotten on the show from him. Just he wants to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's funny is he normally runs these questions by me before he brings it live on the air. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's funny because he'll say something to me. He'll say something to me about it, right? Like yep. I don't know, beginning of the month, and then by the end of the month, I'm getting there's like Instagram comments like hinting to something that you know, hinting at what he talked to me about. Yeah. And and so obviously he's got it out there on the air by that point, and it's become <laughs> yeah. it's become a talking point, which is it, funny. It's phenomenal. He's uh, he's incredible. He's got to actually focus on baseball, I guess, next week. He's going to go out to Florida and on instructional stuff. Like, uh, sorry, Bats, yeah. you got to actually focus on your real job here. <laughs> right, so, yeah. I know. Wait, he has a job. So. Yeah, he still has a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, hey, is Millville uh, the best track on the circuit, Adam? Just say yes. It's fine. I love Washougal. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I love that place, man. Oh, Millville's uh, the best track. It's awesome. I've had some really bad days at Millville before. True. So it's like, I don't know, it's one of those things that, like, subconsciously for me, it's still, it still can't be there yet. I just <laughs> had too many tough days at Millville. Right. But, um, I mean, it's gone pretty good for me the last couple of years. But yeah. the, the, the new the new jump section they added, like with the triple step up before the finish line, that whole section there was crazy. I don't sick. like that. I don't like that. No, I no, you don't. It. You don't I need love that. It. Scrub City. You don't need How that on an outdoor track. It? Stop it. How hard can I, you toss it? <laughs> yeah, with like three laps to go in the second moto off the that triple the triple right before the the uphill triple where uh, yeah. Tickle endowed there. Like I was so far over the front of the bike that my left hand like slid forward off the grip, and luckily my hand guard <laughs> caught my hand. Hey, now you know how Hanny feels off every jump every day. Jeez, man, yeah. <laughs> that guy pops the clutch when he lands. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Um, it, it no, listen, it, it's uh, it's a it's a great track. I get it though. Washougal's good too, for sure. I uh, Love that I just have a lot of history at Millville, and I just think it's got elevation. It's got sand whoops. It's got good dirt. It's got it all. Um, some guy, we had Jmart on earlier. He didn't like the track prep as much as as some people. And I heard from another guy. Um, he oh, may, yeah. you know, he didn't like the track prep either. So you were kind of on the fence a little bit. Well, I mean, it depends. Like conditions like that, I feel like I I do well in. Yeah. Like um, like you kind of have to control the bike on a lean angle a little bit. And I, I don't know. I've just always tended to excel in in like fast conditions like that. Yep. So. Yep. There's that aspect of it, but I'm pretty, um, I don't know. I try to be unbiased with, like, what I actually think it should be like yep. in, instead yep. of just, like, what I'm good on. And I thought, I think it's super stupid when they just take the claw and they rip the entire track. Like, literally the faces of the jumps, the landings, everything. They rip it so deep yeah. where we go out there and, um, like, Baggett said something a few weeks ago, how he said you just go out there in a mad dash to try to get a fast lap time in the mud, and you end up just making one line. So the yeah. track gets yeah. one line, and then we all end up just racing ourselves instead of racing each other. And I think you've seen so far this year, it's like, I don't know, most of the time it's pretty close. And, like, there's a, everybody says no matter what, 50% of the guys are going to say the track's one line every weekend. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Every single time. Like, yeah. rarely – You'll get one or two tracks a year from Supercross and Motocross where, where everybody agrees that there was a lot of passing, you know. So, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's good. It lets the natural characteristics of the track come out. Um, yep. I thought this weekend, I thought they could have ripped the corners deeper like I, like I texted you the other day. Right. Uh, and just, you know, so we could have had a little bit more, like the, just the base in the, of the corners were, were so 
um, hard, it was tough to cut out of the berms once they got blown out. So mm-hmm. it seemed like everybody was kind of just was pushing out. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I'm with you too. I don't like the ripping of it and the watering and the rice holes. I think it's salt. stupid. I just and I think it's hurt Team USA at the, in Europe when we go over there. I think the guys are like, "What is this yeah, stuff? Like, you know, what is this?" You know, you know, it's crazy to me, and it's crazy how these narratives get started, and then it just seems like fans it just steamrolls. But <laughs> everybody's got to say, you know, the tracks so. Um, you know, the tracks are too smooth over here or, you know, that's why we're getting our butt whoop. How about like 2008 or like 2009? The tracks were flat yeah. in the Nationals. Flat. Yep. And we were fine over there. You're like, we need to find something else to complain about. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I, it, yeah go it's ahead. crazy. Yeah, no, it's just, I, anytime I, now, it's, it's gotten to the point now, yeah. even when I post a video of me riding on Instagram and there's not like a, you know, I'm not hitting the gnarliest, um, you know, sand roller set of all time. I like, God forbid I'm hitting a jump. People are like, this is why, you know, this is why team USA is terrible. Like, this is why, Dude. this is why they suck. Every like, time I see that, Instagram. they just, yeah. they think, and I laugh, I, I see that and they'll be like, Oh, well, hurling's right. as truck. I'll go find a couple <laughs> European or a couple MXGP guys. Like, Instagram, go watch Paul and he's riding some yeah. flat French track. That's yes, but there's not a single bump Dude, on it. It's when, like, we're yes, when, guys ride prep tracks, guys ride gnarly tracks. It happens when uh, when Strybos when Strybos yeah. and uh, Desal came over on Suzuki's and rode Lakewood. Do you remember that they rode yep. a couple races? Yeah, Muddy Creek too. Yeah, they were telling uh, Davey or somebody at MX Sports how awesome the track prep was, how amazing it was, yeah. right? And, and so it's just funny yeah. how that works, yeah, right? It's crazy, but uh, no, I think I like it. I like what they've been doing. I. It was funny this weekend. I was one of the one of the AMA guys that the promoter. I don't know. Somebody came over to um, the rig briefly right as I got back from the first practice, and I hope Zach won't get mad at me. But <laughs> he was asking me if anything needs to change, and you know I was talking to him, and Zach had was coming by on his way back from practice, and he was leaned up against the mule waiting for his turn to talk, and I could tell that he was not a big fan of it. <laughs> and he's like, we got to rip it! And I'm like, I, and I saw him again leaning up against the AMA trailer after the second practice. As I rolled by, I yelled as loud as I could. I said, keep it flat! <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I I, uh, I got a text from Osborne uh, yesterday, and he was like, "Yeah, track prep suck. Needed more ruts. What, yeah. We got to get back to the ruts." Like he was all about it. He <laughs> totally. Was, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it, it, everybody has their everybody has their conditions and opinions, you know. Yeah. But I, that's mine. I like the natural characteristics. Like I don't know. You, I'd love to see a corner get blue grooved once. You know, like go look back to two thousand three, two thousand four, or something. You know, you have to. Yeah, I don't know. It's just you had to race it differently, and I like that. You had a fucking chupacabra on you, and he wanted your blood. He was yeah. fucking going for it. <laughs> yeah, he's, and he's one of those guys too. It's like when he gets on a run. I, I have, I kind of had, I saw him back there. I think, I don't know. I think I kind of realized when he got by um, Marvin in the first moto, yeah. and I'm, I have flashbacks from when I'm like ten years old <laughs> watching him in 2000 or you know 14, whatever. Whenever year he won the outdoors, right? When it, yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. In like 2011, 2012, when he would do that crazy late moto stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like, not today. Like, you really had to figure it out. Like last weekend. Like right now. Come on. Oh. But no, he's ripping. It was that year he won the title. It was fucking insane. Late in the moto, he'd be going. It really was. Four, it, three, it really four was. seconds faster than guys. I. Yeah. It, it was insane. Yeah, and some guys now. I forget. 
I don't know who who said this recently, but they were talking about how they're good at the end of the race and, and how they said that he, they don't really get faster. Everybody else just gets slower. And, right. and Baggett's the first guy I can think of that, like, he gets faster. He legitimately gets faster. Yeah. I mean, I get guys setting their fast lap on the last lap of the race. That's pretty cool to see, and it's nice to, to write about, you know, if you're in the media yeah. and, and all that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That happens quite a bit. What Baggett did in his 250 title days was unheard of. It was yeah. insane. And it's it's underrated, to yeah. be honest. It was, yeah. I watched that. I, I went to a few nationals that year, and it was it was pretty crazy. But yeah, honestly, this this weekend for me, I was uh, I was guarding against that. I I never am a guy. I'm normally a guy that sets their fastest time like lap two, three, four. Mm-hmm. And I think I think my fastest time was on the very last lap of the first moto, and then the second to last lap of the second moto because right. I knew I knew what he was trying to do, you know. So um, yeah, that's kind of his mo. He's good at it. I was going to say his bag is 250 or at uh, Texas when he was jumping off the wall in yeah. the rollers. I remember during the press conference, they asked Stu about it. And he's like, I thought about it, and I'm sitting in the truck before before yeah. the moto. And he goes, I watched bag hit that. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. When Stu says he's not doing right. anything, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. Stu, Stu is just trying to be more relatable. We both know he could have done it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> hey, we were talking about this earlier in the show. I'm like, this the 2020 a lot of people would probably label you based on your earlier career as a little more of a supercross guy. You want two fifty yeah, outdoor yeah. tile, you're in a running for a four fifty. Stu at the race is Stu is at the races. Can twenty twenty or get any crazy? Yeah, Adam's outdoor guy and Stu's at the races. That's what we that's what <laughs> that's we got insane. now. Yeah, yeah. This is twenty twenty. Right. Don't ever call me an outdoor guy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> outdoor specialist, Adam Seen Yeah. I'll have a I'll have a job for like another six months. <laughs> <laughs> Artofsport.com, bringing you Adam Cincirillo on the show. All products under $10, available at Target. Uh, Target.com as well. Kenny Roxon's involved with this. Has Roxon got you any Art of Sports stuff? Has he got I you? buy it on Amazon, to be honest with you. That's ridiculous. He gets you free supporting, stuff. Supporting? Yeah, supporting I know. Supporting the brand. I just feel, sometimes I feel bad just asking for free stuff all the time. You know, I just, I don't know. I yeah. feel like I should support a little bit. And Amazon's just so easy. I got a reward card. It's fine. Yeah, good point. All right. Uh, Artofsport.com. Please check them out. I, I, I've used their stuff every single day. I absolutely love it. So it's great. And uh, Michael Lynch is going to get some when he goes home, some Art of Sports stuff. So. I got to ask, in free stuff at, at this level in your career, have you ever have you been able to get a Chipotle sponsorship? No. No, nothing. Oh, I did one time. Uh, I was coming back from a race a couple years ago, and I had I forget what I must have dropped my my bags off at um, at the house, and then gone out to get lunch, and my wallet was in my bag. And luckily, I was standing next to this nice gentleman that knew who I was in line, and and he uh, he did buy my lunch. So mm. I think his name was Dan. So oh. Dan sponsored me one time. That was cool. I thought it was. I thought you were gonna say Gringo. I thought it was Gringo. No, no. Uh, so, gringo. so you're saying is agent hits up hits up Chipotle. They're like, nah. Uh, yeah yeah no um by the way ac congrats on the new deal with cowie announced a little while ago two-year deal with those guys so you're back up for that that's pretty cool did you have was it close to anybody else or was it just like hey Cowie, i like it here they like me let's stay here uh was that was it easy negotiations or yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it was easy obviously there's always um i mean not always i guess i'm you know i think i there was i drew some interest from a few few places but Ultimately, Cowie is where I want to be. I'd, I'd love to spend my career with Cowie if I can. You know, I've been with these guys since 2004. So yeah. since I was seven years old, I never even rode a different, you know, brand of motorcycle. So uh, besides, you know, 50s and stuff. Um, so I think, yeah, with everything 
this year obviously didn't wasn't going to plan there in the middle, but um, yeah, I mean, been gelling with the team. Everybody's been getting along well. I yeah, everything's right. going smoothly. I like the bike and. Yeah, see, you, you, I'm stoked that we'll, you know, have an opportunity to keep her moving. You probably heard me talking to J-Bone a little bit about this. Like, that's silly season stuff. Like, that's fine. It's cool to talk about that. Our fans like it. The media like it. You know, I, I don't understand the people in the pits that get upset at this stuff getting leaked out or whatever. And it all comes from gear guys and agents. I mean, gear guys and agents, they they, 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 they tell everybody everything, right? And, and, and yeah. so it's just, but it's it's all part of the fun in our sport, I think. It's, it's great interest. It's just like NBA free agency or NHL free agency or whatever. <clears throat> Oh, for sure. Like those articles that have been on uh, Race and Rex kind of recently where I think it's Weege or somebody, they do like a, like a, you know, a silly season like update. And yeah. there's a bunch of stuff on there where even even some of it is kind of news to me a little bit, which I think is super cool, you know? Yeah. I, I, mean, yeah, I mean, you look at any other sport and it's like you have somebody tweeting about LeBron going to the Lakers like before he barely knows about it, you know? So sure. I think um, – yeah, I think anything that gets us more clicks, yeah, you know, is, is good for everybody involved. It's, people definitely get definitely get offended easily. I, I always ask you guys to ask me like harder questions at the press conference and stuff too. Like, really lay something on me. Yeah, yeah, you know? right, right. It's even fun to have. It's even fun to have because you have guys that'll throw attitude back at you too. Like, yeah, and, and that's just like I don't know. It's cool. It's just it's a sport thing. It, it is. It's not it, that deep. It's not that serious, right? It's not, yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. that deep. Right, right. Uh, Adam Cincerillo on the show. Listen, Adam, I'm a fly guy. Uh, I like my fly gear. There's no doubt. It's, uh, you know, I look good in it and, and all of that. But Absolutely. The, the folks at Fox have done a good job with their 21 stuff. I have to say, the last few weeks, Adam, tip of the cap to Hoover and all the boys down there. It's, it, you've, had a, you've had a sharp look going on here. Yeah, I've been feeling real good about it. Not gonna lie, <laughs> been feeling real good about it. Yeah, no, they've done a good job. I, I like the stuff that I wore this weekend, but the stuff I wore at Red Bud, um, that was that stuff was super cool. I, I'm a big bright colors guy, and I know that's where gear has been trending like the last few years or so. But I'm still not over it, and I think uh, yeah, I don't know. Fox has always done a good job of kind of just having yeah. the right amount of of the high, you know, the high vis colors. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, uh, before we let you go here, we got a few phone calls, of course. Uh, Adam Cincerillo on the line. He's within 15 points of the 450 points lead. Whoever thought of that, AC? 15 not points. Me. Not, not me. Not me either, I'll be honest. When, yep. I, when I saw you Superman in the air at Loretta Lynn's oh. 1, I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that. So, But here we that are. That was big. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into uh, this gentleman here, uh, somebody that we both know. Pancake. What's up, Pancake? <laughs> yeah. Finding Stu reunion. We found him. We found him. Can you really take credit? AC. AC is in the compound grinding it out. Burning laps. Pancake, do you remember when we drove up there and he was freaking out because we were kind of trespassing? I know, and, and the one thing that's always stuck hey, with you were freaking is out, it, too, dude. Don't lie. I was. I was also freaking out. I was. We, we, we were all freaking out. The big James was just going to come down in the mule and just yell at us or something. But the one thing that's always stuck with me was AC saying the one person that's always scared him. You know, he's just the, the nervousness. You know, was Stu. Like, yeah. you know, there was something. There was something about Stu that just right. made AC nervous. Mysterious. I mean, it is. It's it's like it's like Bigfoot. You know, yeah. Like we said. I, mean, I mean, it's just. Adam said that they head nodded a few times on track walk when Stu near the okay. end of Stu's career. Remember that, Adam? You, uh-huh. that, that was about. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, about oh, as far yeah. as you got with Stu. Yeah. Pretty much. Who? Who would have thought? Yeah. You're in the Starting compound. The bottom. Now we here. I, 
<laughs> I, hey. I, ha- I have to ask, has finding Stu been discussed with Stu himself? You two just, has it, has it ever come up? No, no, absolutely not. It never will. Really? It's just an it's an unspoken. It's just unspoken. <laughs> maybe it's be- maybe it's better that way. To be honest, with it you. absolutely it needs to stay there. <laughs> uh, did yeah. you get butterflies the first time you rolled out on onto the facility to ride? Yeah, like you know what's track? funny? The first day I was out there, and he was out there too. Man, I was like, I, mean, I was like. My first week back from California, and it's 115 degrees out there, and I was dragging ass, riding like a complete dick out there. And, and Chase had to be putting six seconds a lap on me. And, of course, he was like the only one out on the top of the jump. And I'm thinking to myself, my God, man, what are you doing to yourself? Just go home. Stu's just watching me get spanked. Yeah, and I'm just getting all, destroyed. All but, Stu does is just point to his exit. And you just ride off, Adam. You just ride, ride off. He's just get out of here. Hey, it's like the Caesar thing. You right. see him with the thumbs up, and he just turns it down. <laughs> Done. I will say that when I come in there, it's like there's, there's a lot of respect for the compound. I'm, I'm, I go, I don't know, maybe eight miles an hour max down the entire driveway. It's like a mile long. Not trying to blow any leaves in the wrong direction. Oh, that's that's for, funny. For yeah, no, it, it's 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 a cool place, man. It is really cool. If you've never, you know, it's, it's a bucket what's list. What's crazy is yeah. what's crazy is that we filmed that video two years ago. Yeah, I know. I got I had a, like one of the you know Facebook or Instagram things where it's like two years ago on this day, and I was like, holy shit, it's been two years. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it was a lot of fun. It generated a lot of comments and likes. Like it did. Yeah. It was cool to yeah. do. Us three. We had a, and Pancake just calls in randomly in the show and volunteers his effort. And then Adam, he actually turns out to not be like a weirdo or anything. Like he actually, totally. can, you know. Yeah, I know. Hey, We're talking alive, so we can talk about it. It's awesome. Right. Right. Yeah. Again, uh, I'm. I am building right now. AC. I'm building a KX 125. 2004 259 machine replica i'm working on it right now so incredible stay tuned stay tuned i love to hear it man love also it. also that video another not not uh not you know not getting too deep here not too emotional but that video did something else also i don't know if you guys realize this i doubt either one of you do after what? that video came out is when i said to myself i gotta lose some weight that video, that video that was, was it. That was the cataclysm. It really was. I swear to God, what, you hadn't seen yourself in front of a camera. In Just a while? yeah, honestly, I hadn't. I hadn't. It, really, and it, I, I'm sure Pancake put the camera. The, you know, the camera adds ten pounds, though. That's the, that's the whole thing. Well, I, I, I swear to God, I saw that video came out. And I was like, that's it. Like I need. I I'm gonna die. I got to do something. Something. And and, and that, we, so all it took was you seeing you on video, not the. In such an amount of just pestering, everybody's done the jokes. The, no, the, the, no, nothing. listen, everyone's got their trigger, Lindsay, and that the, the trigger was the Finding Stew video for me. See, I wouldn't have thought you would have been so vain to see yourself on camera no. and be like, oh, man. For whatever reason, Ooh. I saw the video. I think it was Adam was crying at the gate. And I was consoling him. <laughs> that That's scene, moment. It, it was deep. That was the Academy Award How did that show. not get you an award? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And did, uh, you, did you try going to Sundance with it? I don't think we did. Should have. Nah, nah. Um, anyway, it's too good for Sundance. But who would have known that we would bring Stu out of out of hiding and we would make you lose weight? And we make I mean, exactly the video did it all. That. It did it all. Look at that. Uh, Pancake, wow. well, thanks. Thanks for the call, buddy. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Hey, AC, keep it up, man. You're doing amazing, and uh, great to see you out there winning races, man. Thanks, man. Good to hear from uh, you. All right, that's that's Pancake, the uh, director, producer, 
editor of the Fanny Stu videos. Yeah, it, all, it also put me into vlog retirement as well. It did, did yes, because... Yeah, I, I think you realized that you had to lose weight after that video, and I realized that I needed to maybe, like, string a season together so I could have a job <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> Listen, the, I will forever defend... Your vlog, uh, Troll Train does one. It's fantastic. Yeah, his you, is great. You you did one, uh, and, and again, like it, it it's an hour a day, if that, an hour every week of a vlog. And for people to be like, "Oh, why aren't you training? You're too busy with your vlog." They're just morons. Like you know what I mean? Is so the, is the yeah. vlog gonna make a comeback? No, I don't. I can't see it making a comeback. To be honest, I may do like a one-off video here and there, but. Right. I, I can't see it. I, like anything I do like that, I like to do it. I like to do it well. Even back in the day when I used to write the Trans World articles when I was like 13, it would take me forever because I just wanted to make it the best I could possibly make it. And um, yeah, I'm just that way. I, I don't have enough time on my hands so these days. So, do we have to start a petition to get one vlog from Stew Compound? Oh, he can't. He can't betray. <laughs> no. St- no, no, no. He can't. No, he can't betray Stu. I'm um, doing that. Uh, it's like Fight Club. It's like Fight Club, exactly. <laughs> um, ben is on three. He just wants to know, Adam, is it more pressure having Baggett or Eli following you? Is it- Man, that's it. That's that's an, that's interesting. Well, I've, I only really had Eli on me the one time. Uh, I mean, I guess I had a Monster Cup as well. Yeah. Um, that's tough, man, because – you know, you you would think Eli. No disrespect to Blake, but obviously Eli has uh, accomplished um, quite a lot, and you know he's been really crushing it the last few years. But when Blake's on, and you know he's on, he's just as fast as anybody on the planet, mm-hmm. probably. So, um, and I I don't know. I I was in full Terminator, like I'll kill you if you pass me mode at Red Button, the first moto. Like yep. I was just not having it from anybody. Right. Um, and I was a little bit more like. I don't know, because it was a little bit more normal for me at Millville. So I think I was a, I was probably a little bit more aware that it was Blake and that he's prone to being good in the the last few laps. So sure. I don't know. I'd have to say I guess Blake. You uh, you told us one time on this show about ET at some following you, and you just hear the clutch and the throttle all yeah, at the same yeah. time, and <laughs> and Entignap, well, destroying things. And Entignap said one time, it feels like there's literally a monster behind you. That seven deuce yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is, yeah, and it, it's funny, I thought about that this weekend when I was uh, in the first moto when Marvin was behind me. Uh, I, I really had to wait for the pit board every lap to see. You know, I knew that he was pretty close, but, you know, between one and three seconds, like, you don't really know, right? And I, so I had to, I was relying on the pit board a lot because Marvin's so quiet. Yeah. He's, his bike is so quiet, man. Like, he could sneak up on you, and like I kept getting—I honestly was getting a little bit of anxiety that he was just going to come right up the, you know, the inside of me somewhere because he's so, you know, riding in the meat of the power and stuff. And then, and then when Blake got around to Blake, he rides—he rides it pretty high in the reds as well. So, um, yeah, everybody's got their their yeah. styles for sure. I feel like with Blake behind you, you need to tell your mechanic two things. Like if he's if he's just riding like. Okay, you put Baggett. If he's riding like a madman, you gotta you gotta put the choop. Choop. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta say it on the pit board so you know what you're facing. Yeah, you're ch- dealing choop with. is out. The choop is out. Um, yeah. Adam yeah. C. Cirillo brought to you by Art of Sport on the show. All right, AC. Uh, it's gonna be the Lakers clearly. Uh, Heat or Celtics? Do you think on the other side? Man, I gotta ride with Jimmy Butler right now. Yeah. He's okay. On it. And, yeah, he's and, one of my favorite characters in the sport right now. And then the Lakers roll over the Heat. Do you feel? 
No. No? Okay. No, the Heat are too gritty for them to roll. I think they win in six. Okay. All right. But but they do win it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you got to go with the odds. And Tampa Bay, you're pulling for Tampa Bay in the in the Stanley Cup final? Oh, Tampa Bay. I thought you were messing with me talking about the Buccaneers trying to cross sports no, on that. You register hockey. Yeah, thanks. That's I'm a lot. Happy that I, all I, I haven't really paid attention to hockey too much, but all I know is a couple years ago, Tampa Bay was, had like the craziest record. Like they had the, yes. what, the most wins, and they got swept in the first round. Yep. And so now I just think of hockey as just like, the, like basically lottery ticket. <laughs> it's probably not far off. If you get a hot goalie, it's, it's, it's over for I'll you. I'll say your yeah. guys' first it's season incredible. with a team here in Vegas yeah. straight to the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it, it would kill me if I was like a if I was a diehard fan of hockey. Like you never you really don't know what you're going to get, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be good for me. I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. Uh all right, Adam Walt. Congrats on the win. Uh WW Ranch, a, a place uh that's been good to you before. Uh and then not so good to you also both times. Yeah, you've had a little bit of both there, I think. <laughs> no, last year was terrible too. That was the worst third of my life, dude. Why? Yeah, I was tongue in the spokes. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, I like the track a lot. I just, uh, yeah, we had some tire problems there last year. I, I ran a 120 on the back, first yeah, moto, yeah, not yeah, good. Here we we go. wasted a lot of energy. It's fine. We're over now. Yeah, you got, you got a big bike now. You're fine. And this is uh, yeah. also, again, I'll remind everybody, the funniest caption on Instagram ever was from WW Ranch with Adam up uh, in the air, and then he just put America. That was awesome. I put it. Oh no, that was you're 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 um. What am I getting confusing? Which USGP I launched myself at? Oh, was, was that yeah, Charlotte? Was both. That was Charlotte, and that that was brutal. Oh, that was my favorite caption ever. Then Charlotte upside down, <laughs> red and white, blue, America. <laughs> I don't care, man. I went out on top. Yeah, I was doing hurling. It's fine. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on tonight, AC. Appreciate it, and 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 good 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 job with everything, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Have a good one, guys. All right. That's Adam C. Cirillo from Monster Energy Kawasaki. Firepower. Firepower parts, batteries, and chains committed to offering superior products with over 50 years of experience in the industry. Don't waste money when replacing your OEM battery or chains when you can get more power and supreme reliability by choosing Firepower. Firepowerparts.com. They got great chains, uh, heavy-duty rollers to O and X rings, and they're featherlight. Featherweight lithium batteries are all backed by a two-year warranty. Firepowerparts.com. Go for Dunes Honda using Firepower Parts to win championships. Chisholm and A-Ray and so many other guys using Firepower Parts down here as well. Ben LeMay, privateer hero. So please check that out and more. Uh, we're going to first commercial break here. Jason Thomas coming up. Chris Kiefer coming up. Connor Fields is going to call in with an update as well. Cool. And Michael Lindsay from the FXR Chaparral Honda team. All right, we'll go to commercial break. We'll be right back after this. Well, thanks for coming on tonight, Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. 
Motorsport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motorsport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride, only at Motorsport.com. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So, um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt Bushings. in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800 440 3559. Mention promo code PulpMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800 440 3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. 
Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoosMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in 
while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys who wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, their winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams and rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mechshop, presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests. Jeremy Albrecht, Adam Cincerillo, Jeremy Martin on the show, Michael Lindsay, of course, here as, as well. We got a we got a we got Cullen on one. Cullen, you've been on hold for almost two hours, bro. What's what's going on? Cullen, you there? Does he want to know about points? Cullen. No, we're gone. All right, two hours in a hole, just gone. Just imagine that. Imagine all the things that Cullen had to He probably fell asleep just sitting there waiting. Well. How did he go 6-1 and six one beats him 4-2? At least it wasn't four hours. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Pro Filter as well. Speaking of Maxima guys, they're also uh, a big part of the Pro Filter program. Geico Honda running it as well. Pulp20 at ProFilter.com at checkout. They've been active in the industry for the last decade. They, they manufacture top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter, oil filter for your next service from the guys at Pro Filter. 
profilter.com. Thank you for uh, for coming on board for those guys as well. And, uh, hey, also, too, coming up, Jason Thomas uh, and uh, Chris Kiefer, of course, uh, as well. So we got lots to, lots to talk about. Oh, so wait, Colin's back. Colin, you back? Yeah, my bad. Sorry about that, man. You've been on hold for two hours, dude. Yeah, no, I was wow, commitment. I, I, I got a question for you, though. Yes. All right. You you think that that Dungy went to Honda, heard rumors fluttering around about Geico not being there next year, and then said, "I'm out as fast as possible." Absolutely not. No, I do not. You don't think that? You don't think that that was that so was? Wait, the case? what was the question? No. no. Did Dungy get a wind of Geico leaving Geico, and that's leaving Factory Connection? That's why Dungy left. No, because Dungy went to talk to him before then. Well, yeah, I know, but you don't think that they were that Geico was like fluttering that idea that like, hey, we're not going to be there next year. No, no, and they, then maybe they were no, talking this, about that at Honda. No, this this um this thing Geico leaving was pretty much bomb dropped on those guys. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I didn't know if it was something they were maybe talking about. Over no, the, no, the not at all. But, no, not at all. Um, thanks for calling in though, buddy. Uh, we're gonna give you something, all right? For yeah, being a hole for so long. Okay, let's just do that. Appreciate that. Hey, I I got one more question. Do you want to get the question answered, or do you want something for free? What's more important? Ah, shit. Tell him both. Come on. He had two hours. Give him both. Give him the man belt. The the question is about an Atlas product I want to buy using the pulp code. Oh, yes. Go ahead, then. Atlasbrace.com. Promotion. Hashtag sponsored. I had a neck neck brace from uh, another company that uh, happens to rhyme with uh, CVS. Okay. And I... I destroyed my collarbone on it with a tiny, tiny tip over. But that Atlas brace, I've never tried one on. Does it clear the collarbone, or does it sit right where a lot of the, uh, like, Liette ones do? No, it's... Because my, I have a big old bulge right now in my collarbone. Yeah, no, it fits in a little tighter than that. Okay, yeah. I might give it a try then. Yeah, and they have little breakaway things as well on them, so to kind of take some pressure away. It's a little, okay. real cool design that they have, so... Uh, it should be okay. It tucks in, tucks, tucks in pretty tight, kind of in between where your collarbones go. So um, use the code uh, and save at atlasbrace.com. All right, cool. Thank what, you, man. Uh, what, uh, you got a bike? Yeah, I got a KTM. Hmm. Hey, Blue Crew, Stu Baylor, Wayne, hey, I'm the one that called in about Stu Baylor trying to get him on the show about Wild Wally Palmer. Won the GNCC on Blue Crew this weekend. I saw that, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Stu Baylor. I, it's just it's a great can, story. He can win on anything. What, uh, you want to, you want to, cha- you want to, right you, you want a firepower chain? How about that? Uh, hell yeah. Okay. Sure, I'll take Stay one. on hold. We'll get you a firepower chain, firepowerparts.com. Thanks, Colin. Thank you, man. I appreciate uh, it. No problem. All right. Stay on hold. We'll get, get right to you. Hey, years ago, I was, uh, when I was a mechanic, in the industry, I met a guy named Artie, and uh, he was working for another privateer guy. And uh, well, Artie's all become a lawyer now, and uh, he was a moto mechanic for years in the late '90s, early 2000s. So, ArthurDraper.com, uh, please check it out. If you've been in a motorcycle or car accident, it, uh, if you somebody idiot took you out, you need to call Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. Like I said, is a guy I've met years ago, and, and I've known him for a long time. He's a he's an attorney now, and uh, he takes the time to know the clients, and will take time to talk to you personally. Consultations are free, but you need to call. Uh, he only gets paid if you get paid. There's no risk to you. So if you've been in an accident and you feel like you need to talk to an attorney to find out your rights and everything else, go to ArthurDraper.com, A-R-T-T-H-U-R, Draper.com, and uh, please check it out. Like I said, he's a good guy. known him for a long time, Pacific Northwest dude at one point. So, uh, all right, let's get uh, 
Let's get JT on the line if we can. Thank you, Tits, for that. Appreciate it. Uh, Michael Lindsay also here to uh, break down Millville and uh, make a lot of noise with his ice. Yep. And um, I'm going to do future headlines with JT. We're also... Here we go. <laughs> no wonder why everybody left your team. Oh! <laughs> oh! Uh, uh, that's not... That is not an asshole drop. That, that's... <laughs> that's there was one for him doing the ice and one for your uh, comment. So all that's, is, that's all, fair. All is fair. That's fair. All is fair. That's fair. Uh, fair. Jason Thomas coming up here, flyracing.com. Hey, our buddies at FMF, they've got a sweepstakes coming on. Uh, they've teamed up with the Husqvarna guys for a nine-week ride it out ultimate sweepstakes giveaway. On top of weekly prizes from partners such as Rockstar Matrix, Motorex, Skosh, Dunlop, and others, they'll be giving away a 2020 Rockstar Edition FC450. Go to fmfracing.com for your chance to win and ride it out in style. The winner will be announced October 21st from the folks at FMF. So, um all right, so hey, do you, are you worried, Michael, for yourself for next year? Are you worried about uh, Honda having to support <coughs> Geico guys, maybe the FC guys, and then it's going to affect your end of things, or have you been kind of nah, you're a different deal, or you're all I'm you're not good. worried? Yeah, yeah, my deal's routed a uh, little bit uniquely with also having a dealership side with Chaparral. Yep, like the way our bike deal works out, part stuff like we're. The bright side is like we're not trying to do anything too big. Um, we're trying to route into some stuff with amateurs from. We don't take a lot of budget to operate, so I'm not too worried on our end. Right. Um, and you have riders. Can you tell us any riders? Do you know? Um, yeah, so amateur side, uh, there's a kid out of Minnesota. We're helping B-Class. It's been like top five in Super Minis and 125 last couple of years. His name's Avery Long. Uh Colin Park, who actually rides with Sexton all the time. He was kind of the top A kid at Loretta's says have a ride. Um, we're trying to help him out for next year, working on something to, for him. Uh, Going to keep Cody Shock for Supercross. And then um, we've got Rensland coming out a couple weeks to test the bike. I think okay. we're going to have Luke probably for next year as well. Everything yep. like it was kind of loose. Like Cody's for sure. Avery's mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, Colin's going to come try a bike. And then uh, same with uh, Luke. I think, I think that's about where we'll end up. I did a privateer pod with Cody Shock a couple <laughs> mm -hmm. weeks ago. Uh, good dude. I really wish you would have started that second moto at Millville just for pulp fantasy purposes. Did you have a Marks, Cody Shock? Uh, yes, I did. Still very sad about it. I don't Sorry, about we it, we tried. If you could have lined up for the second moto, we would have. It was a bike problem? Yeah, something minor, but something that we couldn't like fix in the short amount yeah, of time. Nothing right. like drastic because it finished the first moto, but we found what the problem was, right. and it wasn't something. Because trust me, if he doesn't line up for the second moto, he doesn't get paid. Right from uh, MX Sports, yeah. even though you get what you finish the first most. So. Right, right. Could have, um, would have. Have you been happy with the way he's been riding so uh, far for outdoors? Right, I mean, there's been, some, there's been brief moments of, of speed. Qualifying's been good. Late mode pace's been good. Um, just saying, trying to get him on a little bit better program, a little bit better stuff dialed on bike. We're actually, he's going to, heads up for all fans, guys, skipping the next two rounds. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to bring him in. We're actually, we might, uh, I think I got confirmation we can race the 21, possibly Apollo. So oh, okay. Might have some fun and get that thing set up for him. Uh, just try to get him a little more dialed in for the final round, have right. him a good round. Because right. he's been qualifying up around 11th, 12th. Uh, he's fine speed. He's just struggling a little bit with some bike setup stuff and just a couple rounds of like stuff going on. I think it's just mentally drained him a little bit. So try to hit the reset button right 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 uh hey when you look at the results from from millville this past weekend um baggett's got a moto win mm -hmm. et's got a moto win adam's got a moto win zacco uh marv all of that who's the next guy to win a moto uh barsha's got a win barsha got a win moto win Let's see 
Sexton? Yeah, I would think with that many rounds to go, I think Sexton can crack out one. I think he would be my next most likely on the list because Kawi Yamaha Suzuki. Yeah, because there's anyone else. I, Chase is the only one that really stands out to me. Mm -hmm. I think that has the ability to run up there and make it happen right now. Is there somebody who's opened your eyes a little bit in either class that you really didn't see coming? I mean, look, Adam being 15 points within the lead, that's a surprise. But, uh, you know, you could see, you could picture that in a world happening, you know? But what, what are you thinking? Um, Not too much in, in 450 class, I feel like. Actually, I'll give Brock's had some pretty good mows. I think for the time off and what's happened, I think it's a decent, solid run back for Brock. And then on the 250 side, um, nah, I'll be honest, everybody's doing around what I expected. I don't have a, a too much of a standout. Yeah. I, 250 class has been a little bit more of a mixed bag. I feel like so many guys have just been after Jeremy and Dylan, I feel like are such a toss-up week to week, though. You know, it's interesting because – so Dylan's moving up, as we know, yeah. right? Um, Hampshire, uh, J-Mart's going to be there, probably, yeah. most likely. Uh, Hampshire's the next guy. He rose pretty good in Supercross. Yeah. He's been strong outdoors. Like, Hampshire <laughs> could walk into, like, a couple of titles next year. He could do it. He could. I've been a little curious if, um, as the season was going on, I was wondering if Justin Cooper was going to – yeah, what, come what is going more. on with that? Didn't he have a pre-suit outdoor injury or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how serious it was because it just kind of seems like it's been slow to, to well, come back and recover from it a my, little bit. My point about Cooper is I get that it's been slow to come back, but yeah. we've seen him get third in a moto a couple times this year. Yeah. And so, like, to me, if the injury is going to affect you, it's going to affect you the whole time. Yeah. Some motos this year, like first moto at Millville, got a good start, went right backwards, right? Yeah. We've never seen Justin Cooper do that until this year so yes you can use the injury as an excuse and i'm sure it does affect him but then when he rebounds in, the, in moto 2 and gets a third you're like okay yeah you know can't be the injury anymore kind of right yeah actually i guess if i'll give you one for the 450 class i honestly think uh i'm pretty stoked for christian craig so far to put together like a solid consistent yes. run because of what's happened to him before and i'll be honest you go into the season how high of a chance do you actually give him it you know getting as far through a season as and finishing had. everything right yeah. right so yep. uh, i think christian's been a little bit of a surprise in the 450 not that he's not capable of it just that he's putting it together yep um 250s i will say when master pool came back i was pretty impressed i know the kid's quick but i still yeah. thought what he did come out which i'll give the kid props for you have so many guys that do the whole oh i gotta get my you know when they come back from injury or time off it, it takes a while to go go and what Masterpool was doing kind of reminds me a lot of like how Kennard could come. Yeah. Kennard could just, come back, yeah. be back on the bike for two weeks, come out to the first national, pull a whole shot, and just send it for 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He may not have the fitness to finish it, but Trey never let, I feel like anything like that stand in his way. No, you're right. Uh, Fly Racing, they've redefined expectations and safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested in the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and the low-speed stuff as well. It got Rion technology. It's got Conad EPS, 12K carbon shell. Their advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction, weighing over 1,290 grams, only 1,290 grams. The Fort Fly Racing believes the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and the ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmets changed the game. And uh, your SC1 co-host just fell. His mask. Lost his mask. Lost We're his all going to be infected yeah. with SC1. Uh, speaking of fly racing, let's bring him on right now. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? 
We're good. Just uh, Michael Lindsay, you know, talking about the 2021 already for his team. Already rolling around. Rolling, rolling Really? Up. Yeah. All right. So, I wonder. I mean, I, I, I guess it is that time. It's September. If this was a normal year, it would be full swing for us. So. <laughs> Doesn't that, every time an outdoor national goes down, I think about, like, where we are in the season. Yeah. And then I think about what month it is. And it just it's kind of messes with me. It's bizarre. I wasn't <laughs> at Millville this weekend, but I can imagine – like the weather, the temperature, and the the leaves. You're just yeah. like, what are we doing here? Oh, the photos were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, JT. So you know, you're involved with things on the fly racing side, and Michael Lindsay over here is is got some riders coming up to try bikes and everything else. Like, even though we're racing, do you feel that the silly season stuff is at the same level as usual, or a little bit less? And everybody's kind of wait to the end of the year. Um, I think it depends because. I don't think there's a lot of uncertainty with most of the teams. You know, the the big storylines are are Barsha, which you can go anywhere you want with those storylines today. <laughs> ping, for pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping <laughs> um, But yeah, it seems like it's it's fairly calm because most of the guys already have homes. You know, I, I think the uh, the stuff that's going on with Geico Honda is probably the the biggest point of uncertainty for most of the teams. But if you go down the line. It seems like most of the teams have their guys or, or are close anyway. So I don't know really how to answer that. I, I want to say that, yes, it, it's kind of a weird time, but it, but I also don't think we're going to see all this moving around either because I think most teams are, are keeping a lot of the guys they have or already have their guys signed up. Well, I think well, that's okay. where the, the problem lies is there is still a lot of guys in movement, and I've had a few people, oh, where's this guy going to land, that guy, and I kind of have to shrug a little bit and go, there's not that many spots left. Yeah. Like, there isn't a yeah. terribly high amount. Like I said, we're all talking like the Barsh is kind of one of the last big movements. I mean, Bray- Brayton to Penwright, right? That's done. Or that's, um, the, I mean, is I Penwright coming back? Do we Penn know Wright's that? Like, trying to run, I believe, a 450, from what I heard, 450 only program next year. Um, okay. I think Cloud Brayton might be what they're but, looking but, at. But are they coming back? Do we know? Uh, yeah. Trying to, as far as I'm aware. Okay. All right. Um, I feel like. The Brayton thing's lingering, which we think he's going to be there, but we don't know for sure. Yeah. And then MCR is going to have a spot. Yeah, because without Barsh, there's going to be a spot. And I right. know that'll be an interesting one because um, I had spoke to Tony, and I think his position was a little bit of, you know, kind of stand back, wait to see what happens. And kind of like what happened with Weimer a couple years ago, I think they're going to, you know, take who wants, who wants to be there, who wants it the most, who's going to be coming to them and like hey I, I really feel like this is the place i need to be so um i, I can't say is, for sure who's going to be that spot um because I, I think there's a few things that um they're looking at but at the same time i think tony's waiting to see how the riders are more to them it doesn't seem like they're out as hunting as much is um oh, i just lost my train of thought uh with mortal concepts um oh marty and tedder what do they do are they sticking together i totally forgot he, about that he's signed there yeah, he signed there. Okay. so <laughs> Yeah, Marty will be there. Did I hear someone else going to Ted Tedder's team? Like, I feel like I heard something else, or no? Was that was that Barsha? Did I, did I hear that uh, a while ago, like a there, long time ago? There are some rumors of them adding a guy. I don't know okay. who it's going to be or what exactly is going to go on, but there has been talk of that, yeah. Do you know what boring stroke this rider would be using? <laughs> well, I think it depends on the track. Or okay, factory. Yeah, yeah, we can change yeah. the boring stroke. It yeah, you're right. It depends on the track. My bad. Um yeah, it's interesting to see what what's going to happen. There's a spot at Rocky Mountain, of course. I don't think Bogle will get go back. Uh, so that's that spot too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't have any insight there. Um, it seems like it's 
it's an interesting spot because obviously, you know, Blake is winning races and he, he soaks up a lot of the budget because he's, he's an elite level guy and demands, you know, high compensation. So typically that spot isn't, you know, a huge paycheck over there, but the equipment kind of draws people in, right? So you, you might end up getting someone at a bargain that maybe on paper you'd be like, man, how did he sign for that? amount of money but it's it's the equipment that a lot of these guys are going after so that's going to be a spot i think you're going to see a lot of guys chasing uh and probably already are to be honest there's probably a lot of guys calling for a spot or about that spot as we speak yeah tickle would be perfect there i think i really i really like tickle there for for the money and for the the testing ability and sort of the ease of working with somebody tickle fits right in there and this is a weird one i'm just saying here we go brock KTM, the prior thing, do you think that affects that in any shape or form? KTM has veto right on that spot. I know that. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know what yeah. makes the most sense to me, but it's not going to happen, is Mookie. Mookie makes the most sense to me, but I know he's not going to, you know, he's, he's going to wear seven. And, and I get it. That's his brother's company. I, I get it. But if you want to ask what makes the most sense, He's a Florida guy. He has a prior relationship. They've talked in the past. He has, you know, the the podium capability that Forrest is always searching yeah. for. You know, he always right. wants that guy that can put his bike and his sponsors on television. That's a big part of that program. And it just it's unfortunate that those two things can't seem to work out, but that's that's Mookie's prerogative, you know, and I, I think he has to be the one that accepts that right if you're going to take a hard stance which he is and and it's respectful um you're probably going to miss out on opportunities at times too so barsha gas guessing becomes fully done who do we feel like is going to get that last yamaha right i've heard malcolm suggested there quite a few times malcolm was trying to get at loretta's i know that uh that's what he was going for so do they are they going to add a third guy do they want a third guy if they do then Mookie would make sense to me, it seems like they would just go with two. Like they they have two. They were they they would have two again. Why would you force three if you don't have to? I don't know. I feel like Star offers somebody new a contract every other day, <laughs> every day. Or this guy could offer yeah. this. This guy is. I'm like, I can't keep track of it. Yeah, it just good. seems like Barsha leaving would make the books a lot easier. Like it would just make things go a little bit easier when you take a lot of money off the budget. Yep. Things happen a little bit smoother. So who's going to get the other KTM spot? We think one of them is going to be Max Volan on 250, but there's one more spot, right, other is, coast. Now is there? Oh, no? Okay. I, I, I've asked a couple times some people that are near the organization, and I've been told it could only be Volan. Oh, okay. All right. I thought I there could, was going to be one on I could coast. be wrong, right, but right. that's just what I've right. heard is I didn't, it didn't seem like I got a lot of people being like, oh, there, there's going to for sure be someone else right, there. Right. I don't know if you heard anything, JT. Uh, I just heard that it's going to be Max. I have yeah. I have not heard anything about a second guy. I think they're rushing him, but I don't follow the amateurs nearly as close as most I guess, people. But Jesus, at I least mean, the bright side compared to it being the when it was the TLD program he would have moved into with kids being booked behind him per se is yes he is the factory KTM 250 kid, but at the same time he's like the only kid they're putting in. So right. while there is the pressure, at the same time hopefully it doesn't lay on him too hard because it's not like he's got. A bunch of people on the team to compare to. He doesn't have amateurs coming up. Um, I would think KTM's next move behind him is uh, Daxton, and it still would be like two years off. But um, I believe Daxton Bennett's going to get and end up getting retained directly through KTM. I know Star made him an offer, but it sounds like Bennett's going to stay KTM. He was kind of the next best. Uh, he yeah. finished buying Levi Kitchen all the the limited classes this year. He's all only right. like four. And what's Kitchen doing? 
Road to Starbike, and now I don't know. <laughs> fishing at near Washougal at the moment. <clears throat> why? What do you mean that? What? Why? Right. Well, they, that was at his podium interviews at Loretta's. They were basically asking him what was he going to do after oh. Loretta's oh, because everybody thought he was going to go race the nationals. He's yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm just I'm going fishing. Like I, I trained really hard for this race, and I'm not going pro yet, so I'm just going to go take some oh, time okay. to go fishing. <laughs> All right. uh, he uh, rode, yeah. I believe he tested a star bike, correct? Uh, I'd heard guys say he was down in town riding. I missed whichever track so it was. but Is Romano going pro? No, he's too young oh, to even okay. go. He's under 16, so even though he top-fived, B class. Yeah. He, I don't think he can get bumped to A because I don't think he's AMA 16 next year. So Star's going to have Fry. Fry Pro. Fry, Nichols, Cooper. Christian. Christian. Uh, Master Pro's gone. Master Master gone. Do we know Master Pro's there I or not? I think he's out from what I – before he returned, I heard he was out. But then, of course, he's been doing good software that puts yeah, it out. Yeah. But before he came back, I heard he was out. All right. Yeah, uh, how do you let a guy go that just gets on the podium and like his first well, or second moto back or whatever? It, it got suggested a couple, like said, the rumor came out for him, like, hey, he might be out. And then, of course, he does it. And I see somebody, talking, how can you get rid of the guy? I just whole shot win. Well, I yeah, mean, that's is, the counter argument. This is the team owner that apparently told Cooper Webb if he didn't jump a jump in Supercross, they were going to bench him for the for the main event. <laughs> and this is, what, this well, is the impulsive nature over there. So <laughs> you could see if that's true, which I believe it is. Yeah. Then that then they would see Masterpool's podium and be like, that's it, you're on, you're on, you're in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, And just the, the wildness of like what I've heard, who they've thrown a contract at, and how short the periods are to sign it. Right, just like, right. Uh, the other thing is, was, we were talking about earlier, is uh, rumor, per se, I've heard from somebody in the organization that they're talking about moving the whole operation to Florida, possibly this offseason. They might mm. pick up shop and, right. and move everything back there. So, I mean, between expanding going into the 450 program bringing on all these amateurs uh possibly moving the shop new trucks like man that's all that's a lot to deal with yeah. this offseason no it there's is literally it's... nothing you could tell me about that team that would surprise me at this point same <laughs> same i literally hear something different every two days so i'm just like i'll believe any of it at this point <laughs> well dude they're gonna have to expand they can't just keep wilbur and brad over there to run the the Ferrandis and ap operation and you know what i mean they need they need people yeah. They they need a couple people over there to at least to to help. Where are they guys. getting all the funding? Is is Yamaha picking up the tab for all this? Or I don't, it's unbelievable to me. I mean, it's great. Right. We need we need more of this in the sport. Like I'm all for it. I would I'm think just trying to put pieces together. I would think Yamaha has to, right? I would. I mean, I would think they're being increased budget, but still, what I just the amount of stuff I hear every week, I'm like, I, I can't keep track of, it and I don't know where the budget exactly. Right. It, it just seems like such an influx of deals are trying to throw around that I just can't keep, can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. No, I'm with you, uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing on the uh, Pulp Mech Show, presented by Motorsport.com, and uh, and Fly Racing, and uh, Michael Lindsay here in studio. So, all right. Um, Let's get into the uh, X-Brand Goggle tear-off, shall we? Let's do this. Let's do this. Whenever you're ready. Yeah, you know, just... Oh, there it is. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. You can just cut that out in post, right? Oh, no. Trim that up a little bit? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, all right, everybody. X-Brand Goggles, eksbrand.com. EKS20 at motorsport.com to save with those guys as well. Alex Ray using X-Brand Goggles 
to finish both motos this weekend, everybody. Hallelujah. Yay. Uh, Justin Rodbell as well, using X-Brand goggles. Uh, EKS, the brand of champions. Big things coming from those guys soon, too, as well. And, again, use the, sh- use the code to save at motorsport.com or Pulp Show code uh, as well. Works on EKSbrand.com. The goggles and the choice of champions everywhere. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Do you know him at all? Who? Yeah, I don't know either. Unfamiliar. And, and they're supposed to be rapid fire, so here we go. All right, let's do this. Steve. Yep. If you were a rider whose contract was up this year trying to secure a ride, who do you want your agent to be? And you can't say no agent, and you can't say yourself. Hmm. Let's go, Mertz. Lucas Myrtle. Let's do that. JT, will Barsha fare better on the gas gas compared to the Yamaha or Suzuki? I think he'll be more consistent. I don't think his top level will be better because he was winning at his top level, but I think the tracks where the conditions are maybe not as favorable on the Yamaha, he'll be as good or better on the gas gas, so that'll put him in better championship contention. How many times do we use the word Barsha Bam Bam on the gas gas? Hey, is Bam Bam on gas gas yes, yes, or no, no? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, Michael, is MXA the laughing stock of Moto Media? Uh, no. They have been at times, but there is somebody that is more laughing stock. Such as? Um, God, what's the guy's gargling name? Gargling the mic, um, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube. Um, Jer- Hopper. I don't even know if the qualifies me, but Hopper's pretty the, bad. The Hopper uh, is a... Uh, and uh, your 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 buddy, Chris, uh, Chris Mushi, is not, uh, not so favorable at the time. Hard-hitting over there. Uh all right. Steve, what is the ideal number of riders to have on one team, and how many do you think Star will have in 2021? I don't – I mean, I think 450 class, three guys. I'd like to see going back to three guys. I know we, ha- we don't three, have Three, really? Anymore. Yeah. Okay. Remember, JT, I was on the super team of Vill- Villeman, Ferry, and, uh, and Reed. So um, right. that seemed to work pretty well. So I like two. I like two for 450. JT. Do you think Dungey comes back in 2021? Yeah. The pause is there. <laughs> Just trying to do Moser proud is all. Um, I do. I don't know that it's going to be exactly the way we think it is on the, I don't know if it's going to be on a Honda and all everything that we are guessing at right now, but it seems like he's pushing pretty hard to want to do this. I, I don't think it's the best idea ever. I, I would, if it were me advising him, I'd say, let's just, Let's just not do this. Let's do something else. But he seems like he really wants to do it, and that's probably the biggest factor. Hey, he picked right. a hell of a year to try to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, added to 2020. Right. Michael, what's another privately funded team that you look up to or aspire to become? Um, somebody I actually look up to, but partially for, for different reasons, just beyond on-track results. Uh, Dave Eller that runs the uh, Phoenix Honda program. Um, really enjoy uh, dealing with those guys and some of the stuff David does Post even Justin? away from the track. Post, Post Justin. Okay. Yeah, no, right. Justin's Just the checking. Pro- Just no, checking. Yeah, yeah. Post Justin. <laughs> by far. <laughs> oof, oof. I still feel that gets brought up every once. I like to tease him about it. It's, yeah. I don't understand this guy, though. If, if he's a super successful businessman and, and all this, like, why would he trust the team to the, a guy like that? Everybody's going to, they're going to be owing everybody an apology, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. We're all going to owe him an apology. Yeah. Yeah. Amstas, Jesus. Steve, why does Kiefer hate e-bikes? I don't know. 
Wait, Kiefer hates e-bikes. Yeah, he hates e-bikes. I don't. I don't. He, I don't want to talk to him later. I, I'm with you. I don't know. Uh, uh, take his name off. Today's he. he uh, we went out. Show. We went out mountain biking twice last week. I went down to California Road with him. He goes out there. He's got no gloves, just his bare hands. He's got sunglasses from the sunglass hut. Like they're not cycling glasses. They're just open Oakleys. Like that you would just buy them at the sunglass yeah. hut. He's got shoes that are probably 20 years old. And I'm like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a soul rider. So this comes from... I'm, I'm, what the fuck are you talking about? So this comes from the guy that can't wear anything mismatching on right, photo. Right, Mr. Pristine. Yes. He goes that realm and it's just F all. Yeah, yeah, And he's a soul rider with no gloves. No, he doesn't have Strava and nothing like that. So go figure. No. Chameleon snowboard Samsonite. <laughs> fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. All right. Um, JT. When's the last time you ate a carb? <laughs> uh, on purpose, it's been a long time, but there are there are small numbers of carbs and lots of things I eat. Just oh, tits! Do you want to tell JT how you're off the keto bandwagon this week? I'll, I'll go back on uh, Sunday, then I'll go back off Wednesday and you can't back do on that. You Friday. Can't, you can't do that because JT... It's, it's just less effective I said all. to JT, have a cheese quesadilla for fuck's sake. Just have one. You right. love it. And he said, no. <laughs> right. you, you cannot do that. You cannot have any carbs. Before today, I hadn't had a carb since 2004, and then this was the first time. And <laughs> Those tacos Depends if you, want to stay, if you want to stay in ketosis or not. Right, yeah. Just, so I, I just off and on. Yep. That's, that doesn't sound good. Complete ridiculous. <laughs> this. All right. All right. Last one. Steve, you, you are hell bent on, on wanting to lose weight and get more fit, but you mock the way that I have chosen to do exactly that. <laughs> that is not true. That is exactly true. I, I say I'm missing the part where everyone true. just needs to look in the mirror. Like when it comes to Kiefer and the e-bikes thing, you and the keto thing, and then JT and whatever thing he's going after right now, then uh, just just think about Tits, the double I standard. I just want the man who loves ketchup and cheese quesadillas, or chicken quesadillas, more than anyone in the world to have ketchup and ch chicken quesadillas. JT, would you put ketchup on your cheese quesadilla? <laughs> No, but oh. my whole thing is if, if I'm not worried about it, if it doesn't bother me, then why does it bother you? Your happiness, you don't even know. You've buried your oh, unhappiness. Right. Okay. Okay. You, you, you think are you're happy, but you're not. Right. Exactly. You're deciding yeah. my happiness for me. Okay, now I'm getting scared. This group seems serious enough. I'm picturing JT getting like, tied down at a race here and a cheese chicken quesadilla being shoved down his throat. No, I would never resort to something like that. That's just savagery. But, but he... he it's, it's just this keto thing, uh, Michael. It's just the biggest pain in the ass for him ever. Oh, trust me. I traveled I traveled in Japan with him when me and him walked around for like two hours trying to find a place oh. to eat. Oh, really? Oh, you don't say. Oh, wow. Imagine that. <laughs> well, we're Imagine in Japan, that. Steve. We're in Japan. We so. couldn't read any of the Hold menus. On. Hold on. We couldn't second. read any of the menus. <laughs> I mean, I'm go ahead, JT. No, I, we're in Japan. We couldn't find anything that I could recognize. What do you mean? I agree with him. I was actually scared of half the, the menus. <laughs> You're like, uh, what is this? Well, Tits is uh, off the keto wagon, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, you've lost Yeah, we're going to circle back to this on Wednesday when he gets back on. <laughs> yes, you, I'll be back on. You we, lost a soldier. He the club. <laughs> Are we going? Yeah. Okay. Uh, last one. Last one for Michael. Test rider, media, team owner. What moto industry job do you want to try next? 
what's left? I've done photography. I've done videos, media. Are you going to do the media thing more than what you did? Because you kind of didn't do what you I, said you were going to yeah, do. Yeah, I know. I d- 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 race team were in my life. Yes. Two sponsors screwed me. I had to do a lot more work than myself that I was planning to. Of course, the end goal is, yes, to do more media stuff next year. What sponsors screwed you? CBD companies. Screw CBD companies. Oh, boy. Stupid CBD companies. <laughs> X-Man Goggles, choice of champions ever. Hit up an energy drink company. They got lots of money. <laughs> I was told the CBD companies were going to be the next energy drink company. That was false. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I haven't really heard much about the CBD guys coming in. Like, there's a eight, mil, mil, 8 million of them, but has one really grabbed the market? Not really like they, like they thought they would, right? Uh, I could be wrong. It may JT cancer us. Other than CBDMD, did anybody actually come in our sport and spend any money? Uh, like, anyway, CBD. Well, I mean, I don't know how I count that with Gron and all. Make motocross well, I mean, they, they, they do sponsor some things <laughs> yeah. in our sport, so yeah, yeah. That, that's really all I was going off of. Yeah, um, yeah. But other than that, I think there have been a few bounce around here and there. I'm trying to think of the names of them, but I can't yeah. off the top of my head. I've but, seen a couple like small ones with privateers doing helmet deals and stuff. I was thinking about teams right. other than, than Chad with the CBDMD and then said Guy Cotheas with Gronhold. Did any other teams Ignite. get one this year? Well, that was uh, uh, Dino. But. I forgot about that. Yeah, what happened to that? That's the, the Blazarian, Blazarian guy. Yeah, yeah. Is that still around? Does Dino still talk yeah, about that? Yeah, Ignite. Okay. Uh, I don't think he is sponsored by Ignite anymore. Okay. Um, but he, he was. I mean, I think that was a pretty pretty good deal for him at the time. Yeah, I wonder what happened to it, right? Like, it's. I'm sure whatever they broke off was a small chunk of what they actually have, right? Um, because Blazarian guys loaded. So I wonder yeah. why they left the market. Like, did they? Did they not see our sport as being very, you know... Censored, bro. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, right? Actually, the censored stickers got them basically more attention than, I think, just having their logo there. Right, right. Um, all new, right. New uh, marketing strategy. I'm going to take any new incoming sponsor and just yeah. put censored. I know, right? Yeah. I just, yeah, I end up doing that. JT, are you ready for future headlines? I know you've been dying for it. You've asked about it every week. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, it's my favorite segment of the show. All right, let's do this. Future headlines, everybody. Take me to your future headlines. All right, these are potential future cycle news headlines. You have to pick one or the other, JT. Uh, that's it. You have no other choice. Michael Lindsay, I'll also involve you in this, of course, as well. So, you got to pick one or the other. Which one will we be reading in cycle news? The paper... Okay. The paper paper edition, let's assume, is coming out. So okay. Uh, all right. First up, Baggett busts out a one-one, or Baggett bombs away to no wins. The last three races, which happens, JT? Baggett does, bombs does it out. Have to be one-one. Yes. Shit. <laughs> Baggett busts uh, out a one-one. your faith? Or Baggett bombs away. To no wins. Uh, I remember why I don't like this game. I'll go option two because I think 1-1 one, one is, mm. is going to be really difficult. Someone put on vital that JT thinks Baggett's going to bomb out. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> All right, Michael Lindsay, next three three races left. Which one Which one are you going to go with? I'll go with 1-1. One, one. All right. I just want to see one. I just want to see El Chupacabra one time this year. Would it be Colorado where he won before? Actually, out of the three that's left, I like, was which, watching that replay of him bombing around Eli on the outside down the hill. Right, that was sick. I don't. Yeah. Have a, I don't have I, a famous father. 
Can I take back my F-bomb? I shouldn't have said that. That was out of line. Inappropriate. So inappropriate. Take it out and post. Love this guy right here. Okay, here we go. Uh, what the fuck are you doing? All right. <laughs> this is for 2021. Bam, bam. Gas gases it to five wins in 2021. Option B. <laughs> or Bam Bam runs out of gas gas in 2021. Five wins. Yeah, I already. I, yep, I'm, yep. Okay. I'm, B. I'm, All right, Michael Lindsay. B. All right, okay. Five wins is a lot. He's got three this year. Right? That's a lot. It's almost double. Uh, I'll go back to what I said earlier. Can we do the future headline? Bam, ga- bam, bam, gas, gas, yes, yes, or no, no. <laughs> All right. Two more. Wacko Zacko goes crazy on the competition and wins the title. Or AC Aces last six motos and wins the title. B. AC? Mm-hmm. JT? Wacko Zacko goes crazy. Or AC Aces. Mm-hmm. I gotta go Zacco. Alright. I gotta go Zacco. Last one. Here we go. A Ray racks up points in three out of the six motos. B. Or A Ray lays it down with more DNFs. Gotta go one or the other. Fuck my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in there. Please find the drop. I will go B because I think uh, it really helped A Ray having a brand new motorcycle, but his bike's not going to be brand it's new. No longer, it's no longer brand yeah. new? <laughs> no. Michael? I said B before you even brought it up. A Ray lays it down <laughs> with more DNFs. Yeah. Sorry, A Ray. Oh, you guys are dicks. <laughs> You're the dick that wrote these. I'm just giving you a choice. Don't shoot the don't shoot the messenger. That's that's been future headlines, everybody. Fantastic. Oh, future headlines. Jason Thomas's favorite segment of the show, without a doubt. Uh, thank you to Motorsport. It, it was a nice. It was a nice little. Uh, I don't know the right word. Reunion. I I couldn't take you harassing me over the segment anymore. Couldn't do it. Hey JT, I got a, a rider rumor mill one for you. Have you heard if anything's going to happen for Marchbanks at this point? Man, I've heard lots of things, but nothing really definitive on where he's going to land, which is crazy when you look at he how won he Daytona. was riding this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, yeah, I have heard lots of things. Some of it I probably can't repeat. Yeah. But if he doesn't end up on a factory bike next year, Someone needs to be blamed for sure. He, uh, do I, the Rockstar guys, are they are they keeping Moseman and Swole? Do we know? Moseman, yes. Swole, no, I think. JT? Okay. All right. I think, uh, I think that's fair, a fair assessment. I don't know contractually what they're obligated to, but I can't imagine that Swole was high on their priority list right now, the way he's riding. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to a couple phone calls here before we God, let JT but if they go. Run another two fifty four. Ooh, first up is team. Jake. You got a question for Michael Lindsay, Jake? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? What's your question for Michael Lindsay? 
Hey, Lindsay, so next year, um, you know, you're coming into this, you know, you rough first year or whatever, you know, you're going second year. Have you considered getting out Supercross and going to do anything different off-road-wise or anything, or is Honda kind of sticking you in Supercross? Um, Honda already has, like, the off-road racing programs. They've kind of got something for mm-hmm. everything. You've got uh, David Eller's Phoenix program is uh, GNCC um, and Arena Cross and Supercross East, and then Mark Samuels, who's a good friend of mine, does, like, Baja west coast off-road those kind of things so like they kind of got a a program covering everything so there's not really um an avenue that i think has any interest so and and supercross Mm -hmm. works out these if eller's team was to go away honda wise like leave honda or whatever would you go that route or no no um a david bleeds red but number two um nah i i don't like i'm based out here uh I don't know anything about GNCC. I grew up with, I not grew up, but I did some West Coast off-road stuff when I was racing, like I said, which is Mark's realm. That would be the only thing I would consider outside of a Supercross type of venue or outdoor motocross, but that's Mark's area. Any stuff on the East Coast, I have no experience in. I would be completely shooting myself on the foot, even raising my hand for that. Thanks for the call, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hey, hey, boy, hey, real quick question. If a new sponsor wants to come on board with you guys, with uh, you, Michael, next year for your team, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, reach out to me. The dumbest one people say is like, hey, social media, my email is a little harder to remember, but my email is my name, Michael Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, 512 at gmail.com. So if you guys reach out to me directly, I would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> All right, sounds good, guys. Thank uh, you. Have a good night. Thank you. Does uh, do you want to hash out a deal with Fly Racing right now for 2021 with JT on the line? I mean, we can. Ooh, live negotiations. Whatever FXR is uh, is offering you, we'll double it at Fly. Damn, I really I should have this kind of power, that, Steve. I don't know that we can honor that. Why? Why can't we? <laughs> I, I will give you Craig's email if you would like to address this with Craig, uh, but that's about the best I can do. We'll double it. Just, just. <laughs> Why do I feel like he's the day shift manager, just handing out like free wow. meal coupons? <laughs> J- J- JT's a CSR for Pulp Mix Fantasy. He's already been. Uh... Steve, Steve's goal in life is to make me as uncomfortable as possible. I mean, honestly, we like what you're doing. You know. I would like to have Chris Bloss back. I don't got Chris Bloss anymore. Go talk to the well, AJ I don't Husky know what to team. Tell you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this interview go, is over. Go, go talk to the AJ guys. <laughs> the AJ guys just signed the guys that left them before. It's very strange. Oh, it's, it's been strange. a whole certain. I'm so over the bouncing back and forth yeah. about that thing. Uh, another <sighs> another call on four about Mookie. Uh, Cody, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I just had a quick question about Malcolm. Pure speculation. Um, I heard he'd rather retire than go back to MCR. Just wondering what you guys know about that and if it would be about him running the BLM patch, Black Lives Matter, and, you know, a small company like that not wanting to get involved with all of that. Uh, Absolutely not. No, I I didn't. When Malcolm ran that in Salt Lake, I didn't hear one bit of blowback from anybody, uh, team-wise or or Honda or anybody. I don't think that was it. I just, I just don't know, Michael. Maybe you know, like they don't really like. I know there was some money wise. Malcolm wanted more money than what MCR wanted, but I mean, there appears to be bad blood there. I, I think there was definitely a little more preseason. I think there's been some, some butting of the head, some not seeing, you know, the right. same light. 
Um, I will say I hope I'm not overstepping this too much from the team standpoint of their end. I did ask over there, like, hey, you know, where, yeah, where did it come to? Right. And uh, what I got told was, you know, I think it may have been at Salt Lake. There was a quick discussion about next year, and they said the dollar amount thrown out by Malcolm was, they said, triple what they paid him this year and not within their budget. But on their hand, the person who told me this answered, we think he is worth that way. We just don't have, like, right. we, we can't pay that. Right. Simple. Um, they didn't say anything along the lines of, like, oh, they're like, yeah, like, you know, he's – He's a big name. He has a draw in a way, but that's just outside yeah. of what we can do. And I heard there were some things, the way the team was ran, that the Stewarts didn't like. And I get it. They're not a factory team. They're not run that way. Mike Genova, you know, I know um, from Tony Berluti working there and other mechanics and stuff, like they don't just go out and get everybody gets their own room and everybody gets rental cars and everybody flies first class. They don't run that way. Uh, JT, you know how the factory teams run it. They'll give you like $3,000 a weekend and you do whatever you want with it, you know, but that, that's not the way, you know, motor, motor concepts runs that, that doesn't. And I think that wasn't ideal for them. So they're not too stoked with that end of things, but I mean, they're a private team. What do you want? Right. So I, I see yeah, both no. sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just had, hadn't heard anything about it and was just wondering if, you know, Genova maybe told them and that pissed Malcolm off. And, no, and I had nothing about that. I honestly didn't hear anything about that at all. So, but, uh, I, yeah, I could see how Genova wouldn't want that, you know, that. Nah, nah, I don't think, nah, I don't think nah, so, everything man. I've heard from them, like literally when you say that and I asked around the pits, so like nobody had a word to say, yeah. no sponsors, nobody like, no. Nah. Yeah. So thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. It just does seem odd, JT, that like, I like Malcolm and I like Roger uh, Larson at seven, who's a big part of his career. I like them both, but like two years in a row, Malcolm wasn't on the line for Anaheim one. He's gotten fill in rides. He had his own team that didn't work out. He finally finds a home at MCR sets career best records. The bike is good. Is the team factory Honda? No, but it does seem odd JT that, that this thing's just, they went for a divorce. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is tough. I, I think you're onto something with, you know, you got to remember that that Malcolm grew up in the shadow of James, right? And and Big James is a big part of Mookie's program. And for little James's entire career, he had everything taken care of. Literally every whim or every problem or every ask was answered with a yes all the time. You know, they got what they needed at every turn. And for Mookie, I'm sure Big James wants the same, right? He wants him to get factory equipment. He wants him to get paid more. And, and when you're on a private team like that, it's just not always possible. So that's my outside analysis, that is, there's just a little bit of butting heads over the limitations of a private team, even with Genova going above and beyond what's probably logical to spend. Yeah, There's still a gap there between what Mookie would really like to have to be able to compete with you know, Eli Tomac, you know, that that's just not realistic to be on a privateer team. And it's probably a little bit frustrating. But, and you know, uh, yeah. I could, that's just part of it. I mean, he, that's part of being on a private team. He doesn't do outdoors. And and you want to talk about the team. Brayton has told me, and I'm sure, I think he said this publicly, Brayton never made more money than he did this year at Motor Concepts when he won Daytona. Because mm -hmm. their, their, their contingency program, their bonus program is really good. You got to earn it. Yeah. So financially, it's there to be earned. You know, it's kind of how yep. Mike Genova believes in it. I think it's just uh, tougher. <clears throat> Malcolm, like winning the 250 town, like you said, basically. So now I just, you know, I think their expectation of where they're going to end up. Malcolm has improved, but yes. it's like yeah. 
I don't know if they thought this year, like, oh, it's enough now to jump to that full factory team, but there's still she a doesn't step. doesn't do outdoors. Even, even that, if we're talking about just like a soup, even if it was Supercross only deal, I don't think his year was still quite enough to warrant. If a team was interested yeah, in that yeah, spot, yeah. they're still, yeah. and considering the whole landscape of everything in the industry right now, if if I'm just from the outside looking in, just on just a couple basic facts, it'd be like, man, it seems better to just, get through stay together you know take the ride for an area try to build and if your goal is to get there it, it seems like he still just needs to step yep. up just a little bit more yeah to maybe uh, get what he's looking i for. agree yeah as, as good as he was was it enough to get one of those you know spots on a elite factory team probably not when you look at the guys who have them. And i think the hard part's still the I mean, gear deal too like you take the gas gassing into into effect uh barsha has we all know roughly what his a star deal's been like Justin makes really good personal money there, and he's willing to give, you know, yeah. in a sense, that up to take the opportunity to be on the equipment and be on a, a factory effort. Yeah, I mean, if Mookie, if Mookie <laughs> gets offered a gas gas deal from TLD, which we don't think he has, but if he had and, and said no because of the gear, like that's just foolish. That's just complete foolish. So, um, all right, Bucko's on one. Bucko, hello. What up, Bucko? Um. All right. My question is, with uh, AC in position to maybe win this title, the 450 title, it made me start thinking, has there been a time in a, se- like in a season where a team has held both the motocross and supercross titles for the premier class by two different riders in their team? Can you think of a time? Well, for sure in the 80s with Honda... And like yeah. Bailey and Johnson, you know, um, Diamond. Um, no, I mean the two fifties, not the not the lights, not the one two five class yeah, with Diamond. Well, well, Bailey Bailey got a five hundred title. RJ got the Supercross title. You know. Oh yeah, with the five hundred. Yep, yeah, but I'm yep. thinking modern times, just with the yeah, with the, you yeah, know, the main class. Right. On. Yeah, modern times, because yeah, generally speaking, uh, Bucko, there's a one elite guy and one sort of secondary guy, right? Like generally yeah, speaking, yeah, right? Yeah, that made me think that well, right. when I was watching it the other day. Well, they had the Supercross title with Tomac, right? You know, and he's nowhere to be seen for the motocross this year. And oh, I got one. Emergence. I, I got thought, one well, for you. you know, maybe I got one for you, Dungey. Dungy Supercross rocks and outdoor? outdoors. The yeah. last year, rocks was on KTM. Or did Villa win the Soupy title that year? Ah, uh, I don't know. Because Villa won. Yeah, so the Ryans held it for a long time just in the, themselves. You we know? have to go back, Marks. Both each. Marks is googling it as we speak. Yeah, man. <laughs> all good. Okay. Enjoy uh, the show. Thanks, mate. Bucko. I just thought I'd yeah. bring that call anyway. Thank you. What do you think, JT? Anybody comes to mind? Did Dunge win that year that Rocks won the outdoor? First first year for fifty. Well, first year. Uh, well, what do you mean first year for fifty? What do you Roxon, mean? Roxon won the outdoor title in fourteen on a KTM and the Supercross title. Oh, that would have been that would have been Villo in fourteen. Villo. Yep. Okay. All right. So still, mm. still okay. haven't seen an answer then to it. Yeah, I got nothing. JT's out. He's just out. Yeah, um, Villa won. I was, the, that, think, I was trying to think if I could come up with anything, but right. yeah, that first that was Roxon's first 450 year. Right. Um, yeah, Villa Villa won the Supercross title. Kenny won the outdoor title, and then Dungey won both titles the next year, and then 16 uh, Roxon had switched to Suzuki. Right. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, so it hasn't happened. 
Um, all right, flyracing.com. JT, anything else you want to talk about? WW Ranch this weekend. You think it's going to be hot? Have you checked it out lately? This is uh, yeah, be- it's going to be like mid-80s. It's not going to be like last year. You know, last year in June, yeah. you know, you're talking mid-90s. It's, it's not going to be like that. Humidity will be down a little bit. Um, so, yeah, a tough day, but nothing like normal Florida summer. So uh, probably the biggest fitness test these guys will face because I think Colorado will be – it could even be cold. Yeah. It snowed there two weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah, this may be the only considerably warm race we face, and you know that track's going to be brutal. Um, yeah. So for a guy like Wacko who's looking for really tough conditions, this could be an opportunity for him to uh, to flex some, some fitness. Right. Hey, 1998 – uh mcgrath supercross henry outdoor both yamaha yeah not the same team but close enough maybe but both, sure. both oem yeah, yeah, but yeah. both yamaha yeah, yeah yeah okay sure we can take that what do you uh what do you think happens this weekend at ww ranch jt i think zach will get back on track i do um having said that ac is going to be very very good because this is a track he's practiced on you know they were going up there last summer before the national practice on it and it's this is Florida dirt, right? This is the kind of track that AC grew up riding on. Yep. So even though I say Zacho's going to get back on track, that doesn't mean he's going to beat Adam straight up. I, I, I really expect those two to start to separate themselves because they are going to be so focused on this title where a guy like Eli may start to – his uh, his give-a-damn radar might start to go down a little bit. So – um, yeah, I think we're we're fortunate to have a title that may go all the way to, to Paula, the last moto, where it didn't seem it was going to head that way. Oh, sorry, I was talking to my producers. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were checking the well, football game. I mean, Michael Lindsay uh, could could jump in here at any time, but okay. Um, I've been jumping a lot. I was trying to shut you, my mouth for once. Do you think uh, – <laughs> do, you, do you agree, JT? Zacho gets back on track? Michael? Do I agree? Yeah. Yep. I – I just think fly out the last two between, I don't know. Yes, AC's on run, but it's just hard. Like some, there's, they both have won 250 tiles. I just don't know if they can both run it to the end. I'd love to see them both do it, but of course something could happen and one of them could get a, a nice little gap before we get to the end of this. Yeah. I, I hope we come down to a finale. Like like we talked about, it'll be game between Dylan and Jeremy. Zach on AC. I hope it comes to the final yeah. round. I get. We, I hope we get two great championships. How about fights. just a 450 title? Come, there's no Marv. Uh, he's in there, but there's no Marv Roxon. There's no Tomac. You right? Like, yeah, he's a little odd. It's cool. It's really cool. I mean, Marv could still be in there. Don't get me wrong, but I don't like Tomac's chances. But it, it definitely began if you would have told me like it would be. Or it would have been AC and Zacho for the title. Yeah, and Eli had not. You're telling me, and Eli didn't get hurt. Right, and Kenny just didn't show up. Everything I would look to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, what yeah, fantasy yeah. land are yeah. you living in? Yeah, no, it's interesting for sure. So, uh, all right, JT, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on FlyRacing.com. Everybody, please check them out. Their 2021 stuff is out. The guys have hit a home run with it. They've done a fantastic job, and uh, I'm hoping to get out on my blue crew, my new blue crew this week, JT, and try out some 2021 gear. So. So I rode. I know I get a lot of heat from Kiefer for not riding. Oh. I rode last Friday. Whoa! What? What did you ride? I'm, I'm. I neither here nor there. What? 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 No, I, I rode. Uh, <laughs> I rode. We have a husky uh, oh. here at the shop. So wow! I rode that. And I am. Uh, I'm doing some some filming on Wednesday, so I will be out motoring again on Wednesday. Oh wow! Don't call it a comeback. Yeah, you're really putting in the time. You are fucking back. 
Hey, what grinding. happened to the whole who was riding more in the uh, year thing? Wow, poor Marks. I won. Yeah, JT won. won. Marks? Yeah, on, a, on a technicality, maybe. A technicality? Yeah. Hi, a technicality? I just rode more than you did. Technicality called he actually loaded his motorcycle up and yeah, went to yeah, the yeah. track. Marks ate shit, remember? He, he went down hard on the blue crew. Isn't it, I thought I thought it was because he, he rode like an hour before me or something. That is true. It was the same day before you did. Was that but it? You got to be in, you got to be in it to win it though. <laughs> yeah, what are times? Early anyway? bird gets the worm. That's right. You were down and out. You had a big get off, and it really set you back. But I capitalized on your mistake. I'll show you really what it came down to. That was a real championship fight it right was, there. It was. It really was. One for the ages. Uh, all right, JT. Match. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, he's moto down twice now on a Husky. Can't believe it. Kiefer will be so happy is to this hear be, this. Are we going to have a Pulp MX championship? Finally? Something? Uh, Kiefer will just – he's the only one who cares, so Kiefer will just give it to him. We'll literally <laughs> – sure. we'll just give him the Pulpy and be like, yeah, you beat us all, Kiefer. Here you go. So Kiefer uh, would, would train all year and spend $10,000 to be ready for this Pulp MX championship. Exactly. <laughs> all right, JT. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Appreciate it. That's Jason Thomas, everybody from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Mark has a KTM 250 team question. What's up, Mark? Um, yeah, so I don't I don't know if I'm missing something, but I read that uh, there's a last spot for Brandon or Derek that they're battling for. Um, obviously, Brandon. probably going to take Brandon. But what about a KTM 250 team? Is, does Derek have a chance there? Are they going to have one? I, I haven't even read a single thing about it. We've talked about it a little bit on the show. Um, KTM's going to bring Voland up. Um, okay. On a two-year deal, um, I believe Derek's just out, period. Um, as of right now, the only person that it seems like KTM is is uh, going to run is Voland. I, I wouldn't say there isn't. There could be a chance they run another guy, but I don't think Derek's in consideration for it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank and, you. And the unique part, Thanks too, is if it ends up being someone else, even like <sighs> – Roger's big thing, I think, for the 250 program for KTM is youth. So it ha- not that Drake isn't young, but like, if somebody else is going to end up there, like Voland as well, it's going to be somebody young. I would see also Roger really liking Talon and liking how he brought him up, and you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and all that kind of stuff, and liking how young he is and sort of yeah. working with Talon, who's a GP guy. You yeah. Know, so I, I'm totally playing theoretical we talked about earlier i would absolutely love to see pettis get the opportunity for supercross only for a few rounds see how it goes whatever right. opposite coast of bowling yeah. runs yeah i i would love to see it it's no room or nothing i'm just throwing out right. there i think it'd be cool uh, so do i as a canadian i do uh before we get to chris Kiefer, let's bring in uh, olympic gold medalist pulpamex fantasy winner from a couple weeks ago connor fields what's up connor how are you man Yo, what's going on, fellas? Uh, Raiders are doing well. I can't believe it. Uh, I'm very excited about that. We're at Las it's, Vegas it's Raiders. Like, I'm, like, happy and sad because I'm happy that they're doing good, but I'm sad because I bought season tickets and I'm sitting on my couch tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yep, absolutely. Um, thanks for calling in. So what we wanted to do was last last time you were in, you uh, you ended up winning the uh, the league. No, second. Second. You got second. And um, Yeah. And so what the prize was is a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Our buddy Randy there at motorcycle.michelinman.com. The Starcross 5 tire range now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes 50cc and up. Uh, Great tires, great company. You are going to give a set away, Connor. That's what – because you don't – these don't fit on your BMX bike, right? You tried? It didn't work? Yeah, I tried. I uh, tried to put them on, and they just didn't quite fit. So, um, no, I I got a little inspired by what you did with your – 
Amazon gift cards. I want to give them to somebody who's deserving of it. So yeah, uh, figure awesome. give, your, give your cell phone out. Um, uh, yeah, Amazon, no, no. Okay, we got to go. You're breaking up. You're, you're breaking up right now. We got we to gotta go. Um, uh, let's see. Let's pick up that number here. Um, but uh, no, I like it. Yeah. So, um, okay, so what we want people to do is write into us on an email, right? And you are going to be the judge of, uh, of who should win these. Do you want to set... Do you want to set a week? What do you want to do? Four days? What's your what's your yeah, time we'll limit? Do a week, and then um, I'm assuming you'll do a show next week. I'll yep. just, I can read through them this week. Uh, me and Marks, and uh, then we select the winner next week and let them know. Okay, fantastic. Eight oh five three seven seven. Yeah, that's, that's it. We're, we're good. We're good. Um, so, uh, all right, set of Starcross fives from Michelin. Contest at pulpmxshow.com. That's the email. Contest at pulpmxshow.com. You can attach photos if you want. Or, or, or just write something about why you feel you deserve a set of Starcross fives uh, from uh, from Connor Fields, and we'll make sure that uh, that it happens. Is that does that cover it? You think, Connor? Yeah, that's uh, that's all good with me. Just figure I do what I can to give back. You know. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Really nice of you to do that. Uh, how's everything going with uh, BMX stuff? Everything good? It's like good and bad. Uh, we had a World Cup season that we got through three of the ten rounds. Yeah, and. Um, they announced this week that it was canceled, um, which I kind of figured, but I didn't think that they would announce a winner, but they announced a winner, so I won a championship from my bed waking up in the morning. Nice. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Best way to do it. Yeah, right. Terrific. Yeah, I mean, you know, that will have to see if the check cash, but if they do, then it was the best win ever. <laughs> hey, look at this way. You can say you won a championship in bed. Yeah. <laughs> that me and Chris Keefe are probably the only two who can say that. Yeah, yeah, really, right, right. By the way, <laughs> rave reviews for your appearance on Kiefer After Dark. I don't know if you read through them, right, Marks? I did, but see, I did pe- see some stuff. That's good. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's good to know. I might have to come back in next time Chris is in town. I'll show up unannounced. Marks, right? No, yeah, please, no. please don't. Uh, yeah, there's a few uh, YouTube comments that are visible for yeah, everyone to yeah, see. Pe- yeah, people, people really like enjoying so. the uh, the breakdown but that you helped Chris Kiefer with. So. Uh, motorcycle.michelinman.com please check them out whether it's cruiser bikes whether it's enduro bikes whether it's uh, sport bikes whatever it is Michelin's got a tire for you and it performs very very well and uh, you know the name over the years of Michelin and how well they work of course so uh, and also too I've got the E-Wild bike tires on my uh, on my mountain bike as well so we've got the whole wild mountain bike line of tires and E-Wilds which is something that I run and they're a sponsor of the wrap up show as well the Michelin bicycle tires so uh, motorcycle.michelinman.com uh, and the contest, again, contest at pulpamexshow.com. Tell us why Connor Fields, tell Connor Fields why you feel you deserve a set of Starcross 5 tires. It's that easy, folks. There we go. Right. Clear your schedule, uh, bro. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Connor. And we'll talk soon, man. I'll pass those on to you, all right? All right. Sounds good. Have a good show, boys. All right. See ya. All right. Coming up with Chris Kiefer right here. Uh, Pulpamex Show presented by motorsport.com. And Fly Racing, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech, Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, X-Brand Goggles, Vertex Pistons, Michelin Star Cross 5, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Skosh, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, Pulpamex 20 is the code to save the Works Connection. You use Works Connection? Yeah. We use uh, Whole Shot Devices, um, Axblox, a few other items for the team. I've got a set for my new 2021 Yamaha out there. They signed me up with some with some uh, plugs and and a, and a perch. I thought you were going to say a whole shot device. They said, "Are you actually going to race and use they it?" They sent me a whole shot device as well. You going to use it? I mean, that World Championships. Y- I practice with it first. Medals. Thank you. Yes. And, and, and second of all, 
I've kind of gone on the record as saying I, I wish that maybe whole shot devices were banned. So now you so, now I gotta make you use one so you're a hypocrite. Maybe, maybe. Uh OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport, get data, guts racing, use the code Pulpamex uh twenty to save at gutsracing.com, WUSA, LA Honda World, motorcycle industry jobs dot oh, com. Your boys uh your boys at W can confirm wheels fit the twenty one Sierra four fifty. I took it down there this week. Oh so yeah, okay, fantastic. I I uh, was wondering about that because yeah, apparently from stock the only thing that was the same was a front wheel. The rear hub part number changed a little bit, but fitment's still the same. Intense Cycles. Use the code PulpMX10 to save it Intense Cycles. Myself and Janky Mike uh, rode our e-bikes this uh, this week, and it was fantastic. Also, uh, Ride Engineering and Works Chassis Lab. How's everything at Works Chassis Lab going? Trucking along. Yeah? Trying to like, develop some new mounts, of course, now. Uh, new Honda 450 yep. stuff we just measured. We're going to get that ordered up. We actually have some 85 stuff. We're just finishing up. And, uh, yeah, a couple other little things. Uh, been a little busy with the team stuff, but, yeah, the Honda 450 will be the uh, next focus. The Honda stuff always sells amazing. Pulpamex uh, 10 code to save mm-hmm. with Works Chassis Lab. Yep. Right? Are you, you stoked your uh, new boys just uh, scored there? Really needed that field goal from 54 yards out. Really needed that. Um, all right, let's get into our next guest. This is the Race Tech Rant as well. I have a Race Tech Rant for this gentleman, oh, of God. course. What's this rant? Uh, I want to talk some suspension. We're going to talk some 2021. Chris Kiefer, what's going on? Soul Rider here. How's it going? Soul Rider. Soul Rider. What? I love beating I gotta, my meat. <laughs> I got to ask, how, how can you be so on on what you have to run gear-wise yeah. on yeah. moto? You. You're matchy, matchy, you. and this on the bike, so it's just gone. It's pretty simple, Michael. It's uh, I love dirt bikes more than anything, so I care actually care about what I look like when I ride my dirt bike. I just don't really give a shit when I ride my mountain bike because I'm not taking bangers out in Honda Valley, you know, training. I ride my bicycle for my dirt bike. Soul rider. There's the answer. Soul rider. But yeah, no Strava, no no gloves, no glasses. Nope. Just nope. you, the bike, the high des, and the sunset. The mountain biking is a release. It's it's relaxing for me, so I don't need to get all dressed up for it. You know, all mm-hmm. you guys in, in the 909, mm-hmm. the 951, with your matching, you know, kit. So is that the, uh, the only uh, release you don't get dressed up for? <laughs> Oh, that's true. Well, that's later. <laughs> um, how's it going, buddy? Everything good? Uh, everything's going great for you. You just won. Ah, dude, can you believe it? I love no. the I love the teams that get close to the to the goal, and then like they just assume like a fifty yard field goal is automatic, which is hardly automatic, right? But they're like, yeah, right. yeah, let's just keep running it. The other team's like, hey, they're just going to run it. So then we're going to just make you lose yards, and then you're going to miss the field goal. Like, it's so dumb. It happens all the time. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Good job on the football, man. Good. 2-0. Oh. Wow. Yeah, silver and black. Um, all right. Chris Kiefer here. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email Kyle at VortexRacing.com. Dylan Ferrand is using Vortex on the back of his Yamaha right now to uh, win this weekend in Millville. James Stewart, Chad Reed used Vortex over the years to win championships. You want to get the V3 bar? You want to get a sprocket? You want to get a, a, a chain from the folks at Vortex Racing? Email Kyle at VortexRacing.com, chains and sprockets and uh, and everything else from the folks at Vortex. So please check them out. Like I said, they're on the Monster Energy Yamaha bikes of Justin Barsha and AP, and they're on the Star Yamaha bikes as well. So uh, Chris Kiefer brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Uh, Kiefer, um, yes. I want to talk some suspension. I want to talk about hanging out of the track 
But first, the Race Tech rant of the night. Pulp MX twenties, the code to save with Race Tech. Get your motor work done. Get some suspension work done with the folks at Race Tech. They'll dial you in. And uh, great guys down there, and they do a lot of work. They've worked with you guys as well over the years, Michael. Yep. Done some great work, right? Love Paul. Love Rob. Love Checkers. Love the whole crew. Racetech.com. I didn't even know this was a Race Tech rant. You never told me this, so this ought to be great. Well, okay. So, all right. I give you a lot of credit, Kiefer. Okay, you got me on a bike. Right. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. You got me an arm army, and then I got the Yamaha, and and you 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 just you just fucking just knock just you just peck 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 about peck, riding peck, all the peck. time peck yep. peck peck yep. peck. I we, we we make this plan, go down to California, pick up my 2021. Thank you to Yamaha Blue Crew, terrific bike. And sign that new contract. I'm at State Fair, riding, and <laughs> like, I, I just I drove. I got up at five in the morning. Drove down to California, right? Drove down to State Fair. Like, this is all Kiefer's plan for me. This is all what he wants to do and get the bike. And I wanted to go to GH and, and whatever, but this is all Kiefer's deal. And then, like, Michael, like, he made, like, three comments about how little I rode. Oh, still got the tits on the tires. Still got the tits on the tires. Like, oh, you're really pushing out there, huh? Like, fuck, man. Like, I got up at 5 in the morning. I drove down to a track I've never been before at. I got a brand new stock motorcycle, right? Like, it's not my bike. It's just my brand new bike. And I, I'm, I'm, it's never enough, Michael. It's never enough. Like, I didn't ride enough. I didn't jump this double. I didn't do that. I didn't do this. Like, that's my race deck rant, Kiefer. Why can't you just be like, hey, man, hey. it was cool to hang out with you. Why go, do you got to be like, your tits are still on the tires? Go go jump on the freaking e-bike. Mr. Soul Rider over here, it says, you know, the mountain bike's the release. Go ride next to him on the e-bike and just pe- pecker him the whole time then back. Well, he's got an e-bike now. He's got I an e-bike. I got an e-bike. Yeah, he's it's, got an e-bike. It's actually really fun. Oh, Whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought I heard. I thought I heard different. I thought you said you didn't like him. He doesn't like you guys. It's really fun, but I'm still gonna have my own, you know, pedal bike without assist. Okay, the race tech round of the night is just leave me alone. Like, why don't you just appreciate what Look, I did? I do. And here's the thing. Here's what you forget to mention. Okay, I give you compliments throughout the day, and then I sprinkle in a little bit of have. Okay, your show, your business. Has anyone helped you or pushed you? To be better. Yeah, you like that? What, what, what yes do you mean? No. What, what do you mean? Like Pulp MX, or has anybody pushed you in the direction, you know, kind of like, you know, this this guy's helping me, but he's pushing me, striving me to get better and better. That's what I'm doing for you on your dirt bike. You're down there. You're riding. I'm happy. I'm glad you're riding. Doesn't seem like but it. I would like you just to just, I would like you just to go in one rut while you're down here. Just oh, one. yeah. That's another thing. You got to go inside. You got to go inside. Like, I don't want to go inside. It's first of all, there's fast guy. Dylan Ferrandis is out here. I don't want to. No one out there when all of us were riding. There was I don't no want to hold there. up Dylan Ferrandis from his moto. I'll just go outside. Why, you think DV's gonna come yell at you? Right. <laughs> like I'll just go outside. It's smoother. It's nicer. But no, Michael, not good enough. Can you just hit some roots? Could you just hit some roots? Like, <laughs> Look, fuck, man. I'm even. I we're riding, and I like we're all riding together, and I'm like in front, and I even point to where he needs to go, and yeah. he doesn't do it. He no. follows me around the track. What was I calling myself? Oh, do. the outside guy. No, the you're, team. You're the outsider. Are you like around, was, the, around uh, the outside? Around the outside. I, I was calling myself the outsider. <laughs> the outsider. The outsider. <laughs> um, I just, I just don't get it. Like. It's never enough. You don't ride a bike. You don't ride a bike. You don't ride a bike. I get a bike. You don't ride enough. You don't ride enough. You don't want to ride. Like, I just, I can't 
make him happy. And I'm trying. I'm trying so bad. <laughs> Can't make him happy. Look it. I am very, very happy that you're riding your bike, a dirt bike. And I am glad that you actually came down and we had a good time. We had a great time together. It was a nice, fun time. We went bicycling, went dirt biking. I'm just I got a super bird. I got a super bird. Heather made you a super bird, and it wasn't even a super bird night. It wasn't. It wasn't, even on, it wasn't even on the schedule. It wasn't even on the, the menu. My girl she did it for you. My girl pulled through. Yes. What the hell is a super bird? And she made homemade macaroni and cheese for you? Yep. But here's two things. I just need you to go inside because you don't get that at Western. There's no ruts at Western. It's berms. So I'm asking you for a little variety in your riding. That's all. I'm not, I'm not forcing it. I'm not raping but, you with ruts. But you just you know? won't stop. Like the insides and the, the, the tits on my knobs. Here's the thing. I didn't stop with this dirt bike, and you finally did it. And look how much fun you have. Oh, yeah. It's just so much fun. Oh, you have a great time. Oh, yeah, there you go again. Telling me, telling me what I should do. Just like you're telling JT to get off keto. I hear it. I heard it. See? See? Just, just uh-huh. that's my race tech man tonight. Leave me alone. Silence is golden. Leave me alone. I'm riding. I don't know what we're yelling about. I'm I'm <laughs> riding and I'm I'm there and I'm I've got a you know, I'm riding and I yeah. Everything's just fine. So you just want me you just want me to armadillo more with you. Yes, please. Yeah. Just armadillo. Okay. Yep, that's it. All right. I just I don't need it from you. I'm out there riding. I'm already like I didn't jump that double and it just makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, who had your back on that? Who, you who did. was pushing you to jump it? Oh, everyone but you. Thank you. You know what I'm Thank talking you. about? The double the double in front of the grandstands at State Fair? If you if you made oh, that into yeah. a tabletop, I would jump that every day. But you make it into a double, yeah. I'm like, I don't feel like it. I don't jump it. You didn't jump oh. it? I didn't jump it. It's fucking ridiculous. All I see people, all, you know, Joe, Hanny, uh, A-Rays, push, just jump it. It's easy. Just seat bounce it. Easy. You know, and I'm like, no, don't do it. Just have a good time. Hit some inside see? ruts. Let's enjoy your bike. See, he threw something in there. He's me. like, "Yeah, be careful, but go do this." And, and, then, and then, like, and then also too, like, he was criticizing the the tits on the knobbies at the end. Of, oh, you, yeah, how hard were you riding? There's still tits on here. Like, God. I walk by in the garage. I see the tits on the on the front tire too. I'm like, "That's a disgrace." <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. You disgrace. All right, that's my race tech round of the night. Pulp twenty to go to save my race tech round of the night. Never. Good enough. I never thought I'd Kiefer. hear Kiefer say the words tits and disgrace in the same sentence. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Only when they're hey, on you beaten <laughs> off. Uh, we, have a, uh, we have a guy on hold for a long time here. Jared, you want to ask Chris, uh, Chris Kiefer a question? Yeah, kind of for Kiefer and Michael. Um, so I'm a newer rider. I've got n- not going to throw any shade, but I have a quad, and I'm not going to say I'm a great guy or whatever, but... Um, <laughs> First step is admitting it. Sounds gay. Hey, that's all I can do. Um, But I'm doing my first race this, not next weekend, but the following. And they're 50-minute motos, and I'm honestly worried about a little bit of arm pump. So I'm curious, is there anything at home that I could really do in order to try and minimize that issue or anything, really? Arm pump. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I was going to say the basic for me is just like, you know, I'm guessing if it's going to be your first race, just like an actual morning warm-up, a little light jog, you got a bicycle, go on, just do something to get the blood flow, get something moving. That's all I really 
Every time I've tried a bunch of the other weird ideas, I guess, I just stretch and make sure I warm up properly, and that's usually uh, works pretty decent for me rather than just jump on the bike cold. Are we on a okay. thumb throttle, or what are we on? We're on a thumb throttle. Ooh, I would say do some thumb warm-ups, man. Just do some thumb warm-ups, do some circular motions, do some of that shit, and then... You know, the Rage, isn't the Rage now CBD? Put some CBD on your thumb. <laughs> um, Kiefer's going to race a quad here shortly. We're going to get that dialed in. We don't know when or where, but Kiefer's going to race a quad. Oh, I'm us. in for that. I want to yeah. If, if I you need a quad, that. I got one for you guys. We're going to work with Yamaha hey, on that. Uh, Jared, we're going to uh, just trust Doug Gust and everybody at Yamaha to get us a quad. I'm team thumb throttle, too. Like, I'd rather have a thumb throttle on a quad. I would be afraid of, like, launching myself on a twist throttle on a quad. I, I was told the top guys reuse thumb throttles. Yeah, way better. Right, Jared? Um, from what I've understood, yeah. I've yeah. My brother has a quad as well, and he runs a twist throttle. And I just feel like twist throttles are for the bikes, you know? Quads are thumb, yeah. Yeah. bikes are twist. All right. And then I just want to say you one more thing. Chip, Shout Jared? out to my boys in Snowboard Nation. What's that, Jared? Sorry. Jared. No. I want to say shout out to my boys in Snowboard Nation. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can do that. Yep. Snowboard? What's okay, and then, so, Kiefer, go ahead. You're going to ask Jared about a chick? Uh, Jared, do you have a chick because you ride a quad? Yes, sir. How, how's she look? She looks great. She's actually sitting right next to me right now. All right. Kiefer's... Us. I didn't know what the quad guys pulled nowadays. You should throw that up on Twitter for us. Or no, not. you said quad guys get hot chicks. You've said this. Yeah, hey, they I'll, do. I'll That's what I'm asking. That's what I was asking. It and it's getting we'll get you, yeah. get you a Put picture. Put me in a dick. All right. Cool. Thanks for all the call, right, thank man. You guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Good luck in your race, bro. Thank you. Um, all right. So the Honda guys are a little upset with me, everybody. 2021 CRF 450. I rode it at State Fair. I, I Look, I'm not a professional tester, okay? And on top of being <laughs> of not being a professional tester, I am also Blue Crew. They are, I, am a, Mark, I, I am an influencer for Blue Crew, right? Like they, the bomb, Hashtag sponsored. Hashtag sponsored. So, but I rode the Honda, and I wasn't happy with it, and I put that out on Twitter, and, and I think the Honda guys were a little butter. You know, so I'm here to say that maybe I shouldn't put that on Twitter. I did say I was biased. Hashtag biased. <laughs> I did say I was biased. On Twitter, I said, hey, I'm Blue Crew. I didn't act like I'm professional. So the blue stripe in the graphics wasn't enough for you? No. But honestly, Michael, we'll start with you. Like, it does have some issues out of the box. Yeah, I talked about, I finally got <laughs> a little delayed on there, guys. I finally got my video update. Um, now, I would say base characteristics of the bike, I'm happy compared to the last one. I like the direction they went with chassis, engine character, um, majority of the bike, the base platform I'm happy with, but definitely some of the finishing touches were a little off for me. Um, most you notice the little blubber, like low RPM. yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my uh, you, you, that so, was my largest uh, you, issue with so yeah, mapping. It happened to you too. Okay, mapping related. Uh, map one's <laughs> dirty, disconnected. If you uh, if you load it just right, you can make it garble and do some little unique things here and there. Map three is better. Um, still not perfect, but it gets rid of some of the more of the cutout sensation. It just kind of doesn't work as clean. You don't have the connection. There's a little bit of surging down low. Um, but then. Like I said, I like the engine character they changed, just the mapping needs to be cleaned up. And then suspension is a bit of a, it, you're chasing a little bit because of spring misbalance. 
Um, I know Chris got to try it, I think, this week with uh, with a little bit stiffer shock spring ray, and I'd like to try the same because that's mostly what I was chasing with the bike was getting some shock feel I was looking for. I was able to get the fork dialed in uh, without too much of an issue, but I was mostly I was struggling with the rear shock and uh, mapping. Kiefer? Um, so, yeah, so for me, obviously, I've had some time on the bike before it came in production. And I know we had some tests scheduled that obviously got – cancel because of the pandemic and so when i when i originally wrote it the first time in production form last week i was like huh the 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 fi settings a little different and you know the second lap i did feel that little dirty feeling down low and it's only happened in like for me in like area one of the corner and i'm starting to set up to accelerate it's on very low rpm like you know five thousand rpm so I just went over the Honda guys and I just said, Hey, this is what I feel. And, and they, they understood they've, they've also felt it. And, uh, Trey confirmed that he felt it on one of his bikes. Hold but on, breaking news. It, uh, check your Twitter. Jared just sent a photo of his chick. All right. Perfect. I'll okay. look down in a minute. Right, take that look. Right, um, carry on. But, um, so Trey felt it on one of his bikes, it, but most of the other media, when I asked them, it was sporadic. Like some felt it, some didn't, some had, a cleaner feel in map one than in map two. Um, so it was a little bit different amongst us all. So, and also it's the suspension was a little bit softer than I remember, but overall, just like what Mike said, like it's a better Honda. The chassis is a little bit more compliant. Um, for me, if you drop the fork down a little bit, it doesn't have a lot of oversteer track toughness is up a little bit like you can go to different tracks i've experienced this last few days like and it's not as as polarizing as last year's bike so for me it's a better honda what what i come in contact with is the people that obviously i tried not to hype it up and i don't think we really did when we talked about it i don't feel like you hyped it up i i don't i I think you said it's a better honda it's a better bike than what it was yeah yeah and that's And so for me, like, I feel like if you're a Honda guy, you're going to really like this bike. Yes, the FI set setting is could be a problem. Um, but for me, I've ran it a little bit more. I had, like, maybe an extra three hours on it in the past few days. And I've ran, I don't know if everyone's going to do this, but I ran T4, VP T4 in it. And it kind of, it helps it a little bit. It doesn't cure it, but it helps it a little bit in map one. So... I'm sure just like what Mike said, I think I watched his video today earlier. He said Chad's doing some stuff to it, you know, and trying to help the ECU setting. So there's people out there that will help your situation. And putting a rear, a heavier spring, a 5.6 spring on tremendously helps that bike's balance, right attitude, everything. So it's tough to actually just bombard this machine on one day. Yep. So, but I just feel like it's a better Honda. It's not a POS. I would rather ride this bike all day than a 2020. Same. Is it the best bike in the field? For me, probably not. Blue crew. Sorry. Sorry. But I enjoy riding it, and I couldn't, I couldn't really say that with the stock one yeah. from last year. I would say, like, way of, I had a couple people hit me up, like, how do you term it against the 2020? And I, I've answered a few of them is, like, the 2020 to me is more, a little more polished for what it does. But while the 21 to me is in his polish and fine sense, I think the package itself is better. And a big one that Chris pointed out, he always uh, uses the term track toughness, is 
that range of where the bike will work is de instantly noticeable. I've only done two tracks with it so far, and that's where I really struggled with the 20 is I could get it dialed in in one location, bring it to other tracks, and I felt like you were kind of constantly chasing it, which kind of hurt the riding experience a little bit because you just felt like every track I go to, I had to kind of learn how to set it up or something like that, where definitely the base feeling I get from the 21 is I'm going to be able to set this bike up, mm -hmm. fix those little things. I'm going to be able to take it to a wider range of tracks and enjoy it without as much fiddling. Um, so that's something I'm really stoked about with and, and once again, the mapping doesn't Are the, show the whole story because you have the motor character of the bike, and I think the actual engine character of the bike is uh, is a good step forward. But don't well. you guys think – because I, I did it to me twice in, I don't know, yeah. 10 minutes of riding. Yeah. Don't yeah. you feel like they got to fix this? For me, I, I do, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'll be straight up. Somehow, like, right? I don't I, know. My yeah. my opinion back that I shared with some of the crew was, you know, my recommendation is some sort of a reflash if possible um, before mm -hmm. the bike ship or afterwards, I do think, because I think it depends on the rider. Um, I had a couple lower level that guys ride mine. I think it depends. You know, I think guys that are maybe a little more experienced have a little more roll filter throttle aren't going to notice it as much. I think when you start dabbing it a little bit a little more poignant shoot with it you'll notice a little bit more so i think depending on your skill level and riding style right. for some guys it's not going to be as apparent because i actually know who rode the exact test bike i had before and they didn't comment on it and within a couple minutes i could tell you what i felt the afi it, it totally depends just you, right. your riding character could almost make it non-detectable and for certain guys they're going to notice it more hmm. all right well it's interesting to yeah. See the bike. I love the fact that Honda did yeah. something all new and everything else. That's and really I, cool. I, I did said, you find the suspension soft for you? It, it was soft. Uh, yeah. It wasn't. I did enjoy some of the comfort. I think the interesting thing, kind of like the last Honda, it does teeter a little bit. It transfers a lot of weight. I think the chassis comfort helps disguise it a little bit. The first couple laps, it kind of took me a minute to realize how much weight transfer was still going on. Yeah. Like first couple laps, I was like, you know, I heard a couple of your guys' comments. I'm like, yeah, it's soft, but it's not too bad. And I started to notice the riding character i'm like okay yeah, it's still transferring a lot of weight um while i did do some wider changes on it it definitely felt like it was something that was fairly easier for me to chase um once again like um i said at the beginning of my view we we're talking about like not hyping up the bike i said beginning i'm like look every time new 450s come out guys get stoked like well, is this bike a, gonna it's be a honda thing too and that's why i said i'm right. like look if a ktm or yamaha drops a new 450 people get stoked they're like oh is this yeah how good is this thing gonna be how good is it gonna be and people get really hyped up on it specifically when honda drops a new 450 people like it's it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah like it, they're thinking this is gonna be life-changing game-changing <laughs> i said again i'm like look this is back to it all, all dirt bikes are pretty darn good now it's it's a huge ask for somebody to reinvent the wheel and make a magical experience. Even the little fine stuff we're picking at, like the bike's still good. It's an enjoyable experience, but Jan, I just, nothing these days is going to just be like God's gift to motorcycling. I, I just don't ever see it happening. I used to get that hyped up about bikes. And after a few years of going through all of them, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm never going to have that awe, like perfect aha moment. Um, right. there's, well, there's good experiences, but they aren't going to be game changers. Keeper, you wrote about that in Racerhead. Like when Honda releases something like this, people get excited. Yeah, we did that Friday. I was like, it's tough to be Honda, right? Because every time they come out with a new model, it's, it's, it's Honda. So everyone expects this grand freaking motorcycle, and you can never live up to expectations no matter what. Even if it's something small, they're like, ah, oh, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I think about you know, being in, like, 
being in KTM's position so long of not having good product, when they start to, you know, hit hit good settings, hit good frames, motors, and stuff, they get a lot of praise for it. Honda, right. like I said, if if it's even a tick off on anything, they're going to get more criticism than you know they possibly. You know, I blame deserve. the R and D department, Michael, for <laughs> the issues on this bike. Yeah. I really do. So I, well, I don't know, Kiefer. Will Honda well, still be mad at me, or do you think they'll be all right? Nah, they're they're fine. But it's just funny because people. I mean, we talked about this. Like, when you tweet something out, people do listen. I mean, I'm saying everyone does, but like, you can't get yeah. you can't get 140 characters or whatever it is. You can't fucking describe a bike. Right. No, you got a point. Um, but it was funny though. Like, you know, we brought it to the track. Mm-hmm. Two or three guys came up and talked to Kiefer about it. Just random riders. Pros came over, wanted to ride it. Like, people wanted to look at like. It, you know, if you wheel out a a 2021 KTM 450, that's not happening. You know what I mean? Like, this bike was, like, just to yeah. go back up what you guys were saying. Well, we like, I filmed on a weekend up at Cahia and the amount of guys that... I'm in the middle of the track stopping waiting for breaks so we can get some shots. And I got people, like, wandering down across the track to come find me to right, ask me right. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, they, yeah. Draw, they draw attention. Yep. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good points. Hydraulic clutch is really good. Mm-hmm. And when I left that bike from testing, um, we didn't have that. So it was, it had a cable on there. So I would, I was assuming that's what was coming on it. So that's actually a plus because Honda's always sucked ass with clutches. So now this, it's it's a larger clutch. It has a hydraulic pull, so the pull's much better. The action's better. Um, so man, there's a lot of good things within this Honda that I do like, and hopefully with just a couple things, I'm not spending more money on it that. It becomes, you know, top two, three bike. Now, would you you probably agree with on this, Chris? Like we're talking about compared to last generation. I think somebody that goes out and buy this bike, say, you know, nothing changes on the ECU, they buy it off the showroom floor. I think the tweaks necessary to get it really dialed in aren't that much. And I think by the second year of this bike, they polish that up a little bit. They've definitely got a better product for the masses than they did prior. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's a better baseline for everyone, including race team. Like Trey even said it when he was testing, and they're like, "Yeah, it's going to be a lot easier for us to to get to where we need to go with this chassis." Because most of the you know the race team guys want a calmer feeling chassis. So yeah, I, I just think just like what we said, man, it's just tough to really be Honda in this situation because the bike. Look, it. I'm the first one to admit, out of every bike that I look at. If I watch someone ride a Honda, look at Chase Sexton. I watch him ride a Honda. I look at the Honda in the garage and all the other colors in my garage. I want to ride the Honda the most just by simply what it looks like and who rides it. It just makes me want to ride it. So when you go ride it and you have all this expectation and you feel a couple things that aren't to your liking, you're you're let down. So Uh, that's, that's my spiel. All right, no, it makes sense. It's like, it's like me going and Heather's talking about sex all day, right? Hey, we're going to do it. I can't wait to see you tonight. Um, it's going to be great. And then I come home, and it's just stationary sex. Like, we just do it normal. It's still good sex. It's great, but it's nothing. Yeah. I was I was hyping it up all day in my mind. It's similar to that. Yeah. God. Why am I getting off? Oh, Chris, going for that, you know, that general relation. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> Put it a to lot of guys real, out there can relate to that. Trust. Put me. it to the real, the real, the real world. Um, yeah, Chris has to with words. Hey, so uh, 
Chris, you've got some stuff on your some KYB suspension on your Yamaha right now that that you've been working with the guys a little bit on it, and yep. and something that somebody asked me this week about suspension. They said, "Hey, where can I buy? Should I buy kit stuff for my bike, the Showa stuff?" Mm-hmm. And I was kind of yep. thinking about Kiefer. You're a fan of the stuff you've got on your bike right now. KYB would KYB give you, and of course, you can buy Showa a kit stuff if you have the right connections. Pro Circuit will sell it to you. Uh, and then there's the production stuff that comes on the bikes, of course. And and from what we know, the production fork on the Honda and Suzuki is basically a A kit fork from I don't know four years ago, five years ago, whatever it is, right? Uh, about two. There's been a the A kit fork two years ago was the same base system as this okay. fork. Last two years, the kit okay. fork's been updating. So, like, what's the ultimate? Like, what's the ultimate suspension? Obviously, like with the stuff that the factory stuff, Chris, that you've ridden with. I mean that's a lot more maintenance and a lot more lighter weight parts than you know than a production bike and you can't really put that in a production bike but what what would be the the thing that you would recommend to people if they could get anything out of the suspension Well it, it's obviously it's pretty basic and it starts with most of these people that buy motorcycles is simply just checking your sag to the recommended sag spec and then riding that's that's number 1 Past all that in the grand scheme of things to get an ultimate fork and shock to where you're just like, oh, my God, I'm riding better because of this is based on comfort for most people. So there's comfort and there's performance. Those two sides of things when we test suspension. Usually when you have a pro or you got, you got these guys that you know are B-level or even bet guys that have money, I'm going to go buy A-kit stuff because it's going to be unreal. It's mostly how it's set up. It's not because you're buying the A-kit parts or, or you have a bigger shaft in your shock. It's just who sets it up, what type of rider you are. And I feel like comfort will always outweigh performance when it comes to normal dudes wanting to set up their bikes. Now, if you got a pro privateer that wants to have more performance and, and race with less comfort, that's great. But for most of us out there that are, you know, listening to this, this show, we just love riding dirt bikes. We want the ultimate feeling. And I think where it gets lost in translation was people think if I have a kid shit, I'm not going to feel the bumps. Yes, it's a fucking I agree. Bump. <laughs> I agree. You're going to feel a fucking bump. Like, I don't care what you have. That bump is a bump and you're going to feel it. It's just how you feel it. So you got to understand what type of rider you are. And if you're a smooth type of rider, you're going to want comfort. If you're a hammerhead like J-Mart, you're going to want more holdup. So you're going to want more performance and less comfort. So it's not about spending seven fucking thousand dollars on your suspension. It's about maybe getting some springs, maybe getting a revalve, and then go from there. Right. Don't just spend money on a kit because in the in the in the Showa world, if you buy a kit Showa stuff, it's not. Yes, the, the, the tolerances are a little bit better. The parts, a couple parts in the fork are a little different. And the shock, it just has a bigger shaft. Everything else is pretty similar in production. So and you, if, you're on a, and if you're on a Yamaha, stay with what you got. Don't buy A-kit KYB stuff. It's not much different. Now, so, okay. And one more thing. So <laughs> the WP side is a little bit different. I'd say it's a little bit more complex. And they do have much better parts because you're dealing with the spring fork versus air. Um, but if I was on a Japanese machine, I would just 
go for a revalve or some springs and then try to dial your setting in from there. Is it possible to buy the 52 WPs or no? No. Yes. No? Okay. It is. It's it's not. Like, yeah, but it, you, you got to be a Supercross dude or something, right? You can still get them. It's hard, though. Like, you can them down. I have buddies that have them that have nothing to do with racing, but they are not. You can't just call them up and go, yeah. hey, I okay. want to set. Right. It, it, there's people that sell them online. You can you got to keep an eye out on Craigslist and places. You can see them pop up, but then the problem is you give them they're really hard to get parts for. Right. right. And you have to have clamps and for clamps, them. And clamps, right. Uh, but, but anyway. you got to find someone who knows how to set them up. Yeah. What do you? Mark Johnson. What, yeah, what are you taking away from what Kiefer said, Michael? No, he's dead on. I, I've had this conversation with so many people, right? even back when I, I worked at Endzone stuff yeah. all the time. Like, especially guys will send me links to, like, I found this kid stuff on Craigslist. It's like, I got three grand budget. I could buy this used kid stuff. And the other one, a lot of guys, I'll jump this just to shoot down anybody that looks this. You go on Craigslist, you see it says show a kid stuff that's a couple years old. Somebody... Kid stuff from like five years ago is lower level in a sense. In some components, are lower level than even current production. Some guys, remember we were working so some guy bought some kid stuff. Was also came in. I'm like, it was like ten year old stuff. I'm like, dude, we can't get parts for these. There is weird systems in this that are not easy to work on. You wasted your money. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys. I, does this standpoint is. Kit suspension, production suspension, still work off all the same basic theories. There isn't magic inside of kit mm. forks um your production show your production kyb components are not that different if not a lot of parts are identical to work stuff i might shock to maze appeal but eli tomax out there on a cartridge system that you can buy in your production bike like yeah on the fork it's yeah. nothing nothing science it's i i think it's build a good relation like i said or starting with chris says set your sag take a little bit of time to educate yourself on some suspension settings go through them see what your stock stuff does Build a good relationship with a, a good local tuner, somebody you can talk to, pick their brain, and just get it, you know, go yeah. with that. And like you got to know what type of rider you are, dude. Yeah. If you don't know, you're, yeah. you're screwed. All right, you got to ride the tits off the tires, first of all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the kid thing just not. What about, okay, so work stuff, factory yeah. stuff at the highest level. Pretty good. Ugh. We're still getting to an area of not ever like okay, so like in Honda's case, they're on Kenny's stuff is technically kit stuff now. It's the stuff you actually can buy from Showa. They aren't on special tube diameters more anymore, stuff like that. Right. That's slowly still exists, but it's slowly going away. KYB are, are they finding stuff? It's too stiff. It's too rigid. They were going rigid, 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 rigid. Big sh bigger shock shafts, bigger diameter forks, bigger diameter rods inside of them, and all of a sudden they're like, wait, we need flex. I've seen a lot of guys drop away from big axles and big fork lugs. That's a big one I've noticed really right. shied away from. Um, I think guys trying to keep, you know, some level of similarity to what the production chassis encounters, trying to force a lot of different, for like, forces yeah. from the suspension on it right. can create issues. Um, like I said, I, I've noticed a lot of your true work stuff has really started to die off um, the last few years. You don't have too many items that are drastically unique right. um, on the on the full works 450s but Kiefer, you've got some stuff you've ridden with right i've tested i've been testing some stuff um with ricky and the guys and and bill at, at kyb and just kind of help them with some settings and some durability stuff and for me man it's a huge difference i can uh i just notice my riding is a lot um more aggressive it opens the track up more for me i can do certain things with this stuff that i can't do even on my best revalve stuff that I have, it just, I can, it, it, how I explain it is 
when I categorize comfort and performance, how I said one goes up and one kind of goes down, mm-hmm. with factory-level stuff, both of those sides come up evenly. Mm-hmm. So now I have a, a stiffer setting, but yet it's still really comfortable. I'm like, holy shit. So now I'm experimenting. I'm like over-jumping things on purpose or slamming in the face of other things. I can weight my front end a lot more. I still have all this lean angle traction. So for me, at least from the stuff that I have tried that, you know, I can't get, right? It's just for these guys that race at the, the top level. There is, you know, 25 to 30% difference, you know, and just for me, just straight up being aggressive and charging the track harder. Hmm. Interesting. Well, production stuff's pretty damn good. That's that's yeah. probably the bottom line. I think, I think one thing that would shock people is like a production fork system. Like take take like Moto G, like high high end street bike stuff. The yep. the cartridge systems, like what the damping system produces, secondary damping forces. Like motocross stuff is pretty freaking advanced for what it's capable of compared to what you see on the roadside. A big example for that is take an F1 car, take a. a, a like I said, Moto GP bike, a lot of it is the velocity that the suspension receives, like meters per second that it'll travel. A lot of that stuff that's encountered road surfaces is encountering two, three, four meters per second. You get into dirt and you have systems that are encountering eight, 10 to 12 meters per second. So the range of damping you need is a lot wider on dirt. It's yeah, yeah. Um, something that's uh, like almost unheard of, right? So yeah. if you actually see like dampers for for f1 are like mojb stuff apart in a sense they are somewhat more basic in construction there are some trick parts don't get yeah. me wrong over there but some of the basics of the components aren't aren't as actually advanced as some of the stuff we see in moto the closest thing to moto would be like rally cars see it because they're jumping and smashing into right. things um so moto does have some pretty unique stuff there like the for if like for what the production stuff costs and big run and what we're getting, like it's pretty cool what we have these days. Um, it, it really has come a long ways. Yeah. When the, here's a, oh. here's here's a good example, Steve. Um, it, it suspension tuners have styles just like riders, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I've tried. Let's, I'm trying to think. Oh, Joe Skid, great guy, does great work up in Canada, and Colton. That's all he'll use, and he kills it on that. Oh, the trip I had to. I had to run that stuff um, when I was riding for a team up there. I couldn't do it. I was like, I yeah. can't. It's, it moved too much. It dove. But Joe's theory, he had a theory, and it follows the ground better. You have more comfort. I just simply couldn't do it, so I went somewhere else. Okay? Yep. So you're only as good, or just like what Mike said, you're only as good as your yeah. suspension tuner, and he has to know what kind of guy you are. Yeah, and right. Not, it, Every shop is not for everybody. Yeah, Red Dog always said Bones got him. Bones, he liked Bones stuff, you know, for whatever reason. I think a difficult one I see a lot of that, guys, because in California we have a lot of choices because you have PC, FC, Enzo nearby. You've got a lot of really good race tech. You've got a lot of really good smaller tuners in the area. Um, I'll see some guys, you know, buy a bike. They'll be be maybe a race tech guy for a year on a CERN bike, and they get a new bike come in, and it – the first saying doesn't quite hit and then they'll jump over to piece and they'll jump around a lot instead of just working, working with that yeah. tuner and same thing because if you work like for instance i worked at enzo for long enough ross understands exactly what i want so like if i go do a bike with him 
first shot he's going to nail it. And I've worked with Rob long enough at race like I bring him something he knows kind of like what I look for a little more just away from what he would normally do. It doesn't take as many, I guess, like tries or stuff like that to nail it in with those guys at that point because they know me really well. And I've seen friends of mine that have stuck and built a good relationship with a tuner for a while and they reap that reward later mm -hmm. on of getting stuff, you know, first time when they get a new bike, even if it's a bike, that guy doesn't have a lot of experience with or something, they just know their style. It, it makes that process a Let lot easier. Let me relate easier. this in the real world. It's like being with your chick for so long. She knows exactly what to do, right? Yeah. She knows where to go. She knows how to do it. She turns you out. You, you're you nut and you're done. You go to a different chick, although grand, it's it's new. Woo, it's exciting. It's going to be exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting, but she doesn't know what she's doing. You're uncomfortable. It's a little awkward. You're hitting teeth while you kiss. Just all the <laughs> shit that happens when you first freaking get with the chick. Same thing with suspension tuners. Don't just just cock block them because they'd mess up on the first try, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, all nice right. joke. Let's... Suspension guy's got a tough job. It's not, it's not an easy job. Dark side. What's up, boys? How stoked are you? Yeah, my co-host. We're co-hosting. Yeah, how stoked are you to be co-hosting with uh, with Chris Kiefer in a couple of weeks? Insanely stoked. Just uh, trying to narrow down my music choices, hoping I get one. Hey, oh. hey, Steve. Yeah. Darkside is losing sleep over his song. <laughs> Wait, what song? I, I mean, coming out of commercial. Oh God, I've been up here so I haven't done that in forever. Uh, Dark side, are you gonna be weird? Is it gonna be cool? <laughs> I don't know, man. What's your definition of weird? You, you've been around me enough. You know I'm I'm pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What, Kiefer? He's. I'm afraid he's gonna seize up, dude. I'm afraid this guy is gonna put the mics on and then just seize up because he, he built it up in his mind right right just, yeah. nah, man, I, do the, I do this shit every week man what are you talking about come on dark side it's just another day in the podcast world man oh just, he's downplaying it so much steve just don't this be guy, just you know he's waking up at two in the morning getting fucking water splashing on his face because he's fucking sweating just don't be weird dark side be cool you got it, man. I, right. can, I can do that. Right, right. Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, official sponsor of the Pulp Mix Wrap-Up Show, hosted by, by Darkside here. Oh, Seal Savers. Yes, I'm sorry. Seal Savers. Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. New on board. Yeah, so uh, we got Dave Drakes from the Collective Experience this week, and I uh, had a couple of listeners reach out. I'm going to let uh, Brandon Judd kind of hit me up a couple times do it this week. Do we know him? Who? No, we don't. He's just a listener that okay. said he'd like to give a oh, shot. Oh. And, and Dave Drake's from, like I said, from Collective Experience. Drake's is cool. He'd like to get on. I know him. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. Uh, just make sure that this other guy isn't like some sort of mole for marks or tits. And, you know, like just <laughs> coming in and, you know, talking shit. Like, that's what I could see these two. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Right. We'll do some background checks. Right. Thank you. So, um, hey, Darth, so yeah. did you get any feedback on our show, what we did? It was good. It got a lot of yeah. Got a lot of people messaging me saying they liked it. They always like you're always good. So yeah, I, it was it was one of the better ones, man. I, I mean, Steve, have you listened? Are you still two months behind? I didn't listen. No. Um, <laughs> okay. This, right. this is right the on. last wrap up show with Kiefer. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Last week. Yeah, or two weeks ago. Who, yeah. Who else was on it? Um, Justin Jennings, WPS rep. 
Oh yeah, here it is on my phone. It's downloaded, but it is not. Yeah, it has not been listened to. I need to get on. Oh, here it is. Download on my yeah. phone. I just kept living my life. Fuck it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we we got into you know you calling out Keeper and saying he was talking shit on my bike and he was. We uh, we told I told Keeper that you know if, when he feels stuff like that he's got to be honest with me. I feel like we're we're friendly enough that he needs to tell me the truth. So he you told would, me I need to cut my hair. You would think so, but he he he's a uh, yeah he's an odd duck that way. Keeper just hammers on you for stuff. So uh, well, uh, he he seems to tell you the truth. Yeah, I don't know. We we'll we can figure well, out when you guys are in studio together. Like Hey, and also, too, by the way, uh, no, I'll save this for the show that Dark Side's on. I have a, I have a, a bombshell to drop uh, when, when Dark Side comes in on the show that he, uh, yeah, I, I have something. About, to, about Dark Side? Yes. Oh, shit. Do I, have, do I have any idea what this is about? Mm, no. Well, maybe. I don't. I have no idea, but I'll bring this something up on the show. Chris, Kiefer can be the judge of this situation. So. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I do want to say last week on uh, the wrap-up show, I had kind of snowboard chat open on Discord, and we were taking a few live questions for Kiefer, so that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Those people that are, are on Discord. Marks, are you still doing that? Yeah, bro. Is it is it on tonight? Discord's popping. And, and what are they saying? Yeah. What are they doing on yeah, there? I'm just talking shit on you mostly. Tits, are you on Discord? No, he needs to be, though. Are you on snowboard? That's a negative. Okay. We're going to get tits on snowboard. Yeah, tonight. I'll get on there. Hey. Hey, the quad guy a little bit ago. The quad guy a little bit ago, Jared. That was what he was. That's what he was saying when he snowboard. said snowboard, and I said yeah, yeah. but no, nobody got it. No, I didn't get that. You got to be. You got to be in the club. Yeah, I, yeah. I got it. Do you know what Discord is? Hey, Marks, why don't I we do, have a cameo up yet? What's the deal? Uh, yeah, I think I needed some like birth verification or something. I'm we'll not, get, we'll, get, doing, we'll not, get on the tax doing, info and all yeah. sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> not doing, social. Not doing cameo. I think I have all that. Start wishing people happy birthdays. I'm not doing cameo. Dark side, you please. Oh my god, please do this. We're doing it. No. no yeah, chance. we are. No I don't chance. even want to know what Chris is going to get requested for on camera. I know, right? Yeah. Either he either how much for Heather's, or how I'm much putting for my two Heather, weeks in. How much for Heather's boobs on cameo? Like what do how I much gotta, to co- that's How only, much to coach fans. me through only fans? That could be arranged. Yeah. How how much to coach people through a night with their lady? Yeah. <laughs> Chris's advice. Oh, I'll do that for free. That's easy. I like it. And on the <laughs> and in two weeks, by the way, we are cutting Darkside's pony off live on the air. So get ready for yeah. that, everybody. Was that yeah, show? that's we we talked about that. Chris mentioned that on the wrap up show last week and I came in and told Amber and she wasn't thrilled. She's like, Yeah, that's not gonna happen. What if we what if we raffle the pony off and donate all the money to charity? Babe, that, if that they cut my hair and raffle it off for charity, are you okay with it? I think you should get to keep the money. No. It's <laughs> yes. a fuck charity. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Fuck cancer. Fuck wow. Cancer. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, listen, we got to run. Um, we yep. got to go to commercial break. But Darkside, thank you for calling. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Uh, Pop Mix Wrap-Up Show this week, everybody. Please check it out and uh, give it a listen. Sounds good. Michael Lindsay, doing a great job, man. Thank you, sir. All right. See, yep. you, Dark, see you, Darkside. See you guys. All right. See you. Over under number of times Darkside plugs his own pod when he's in studio. Eighteen. Fifteen? Eighteen? I'm going with eighteen. Tits? I, I was actually gonna go with only like three or four, but oh. may, maybe I don't know him that well. Yeah. Probably be on his best behavior. Yeah, yeah. he will be. Uh Kiefer, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you uh calling in on the uh, on the off weekend. We'll see you in a couple weeks and uh just leave me alone, okay? Leave me alone. Thank you. I'm so proud of you, Steve. Thank you. Thank keep, you. Hey, I love Chris, you so keep much, him Steve. honest. Keep just, him just, honest. Just leave me alone. Love everybody in the studio. I, you know who I love? I love Janky because Janky loves e-bikes. Me and Janky really bonded. You can't hurt me, Steve. I still love you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Keep it. See you, buddy.
Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. I love beating my meat. All right, everybody. We're going to commercial break here. Uh, Michael Lindsay uh, from FXR Chaparral team is in studio, of course. We're going to come back and do the tweet at tits category and uh, some more talk, and we'll be right back after this commercial break, everybody. Triple-digit assholes get the fuck out of the way so we don't lose the win. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Pulp Mech Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. 
Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PulpNation to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Verandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about race tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with race tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Racetech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Racetech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. 
Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, they're winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams and rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order.
Welcome back, everybody. Pop my show presented by Motorsport.com. Why racing? Michael Lindsay in studio here. Thank you to our guests tonight. Jeremy Albrecht, Adam Cincerillo, Jeremy Martin, Chris Kiefer, of course, JT on as well. This is Michael Lindsay's song right here. He's rocking out to it. I mean, Favorite I, band. Really? Yeah. Favorite band. A day to remember. Yep. Uh, wow. Mine's Van Halen. Quincy, they're from uh, Ocala, Florida, where actually my girlfriend lived for quite a while is where the band's originally from. Really? Ocala, too. I lived in Ocala for a while. Uh, I used to go to Kenny Rogers there, and uh, we would buy like two buffets, and then four of us would eat. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably to your life. You know what I'm talking nice. about? Kenny Rogers that used to be there. Yep. Kenny Rogers Roasters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ocala. I've spent many times in Ocala because um, we would be at uh, at uh, Hard Rock riding, or is is um, Kroom by there? Reddick, Reddick, yes, Reddick. We were, we were camped out at Reddick, so yeah, we'd go to yep. we'd go to Ocala, go to the gym there a lot. Is Krim the one with the the sand track down yeah. along the riverbank? You yep. always see like uh, Red Dog's kid riding and stuff. No, or no? not riverbank. I don't think there's a riverbank. It's like down like a riverbed, I mean, or something yeah, like that. Sand section. It's, it's an open see... area. It's an open area sand pit. Okay, I think yeah. that's the one I see. Uh, Timmy's kids been at a bit. He's been, he was there a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he was. Hey, how uh, good? How good is little fairy gonna be? Probably really good. And I'll probably be covering him. How's your suspension? You're going to be in this sport through his entire career. Think about Stop how it. much longer you're going to have to be Stop here. Stop it. I'm, I'm, I've already you got it. You owe it to him. You have to stay for that kid's entire career. I already got a, an exit strategy. Don't worry. I'm, I'm getting You're going to be here in our 12 gonna, You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start a team. So I'm going to do. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the worst idea ever, man. Come on board. Start a team. It worked so well for Michael Lindsay. I figured why not. <laughs> Uh, ride-engineering.com please check them out Adrian and the boys down there doing uh, great things at ride-engineering.com Filthy Phil Nicoletti using uh, Ride Engineering uh, the Moto Concepts guys do as well so Yamaha keeps cranking out the YZ and YZ250 uh, two strokes even they're added, they've even added some off-road versions for both models Ride Engineering offers a must-have accessory if you ride one of these bikes the Ride Performance Link is 1.5 millimeters longer than stock and offers several benefits of chassis balance and control. The rear end tracks much better under load, especially over square edge bumps, and the shock is more consistent through the stroke, offering offering a more predictable ride. Uh, have you tried a lower link on yeah. this, a longer link on these bikes? Yeah, plenty yeah. bikes. Yeah. Uh, it sits, sits 10 millimeters lower than stock with this. 219 bucks or $176 with the pulp code. Pulp Show 20 is the code to save. Ride-engineering.com. Save from anything from those guys. Use the code and save and uh, and uh, get some cool trinkets and triple clamps and links and uh, a lot of little neat little things from those guys. Also, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free today. The first and only job board for the motorcycle industry. You want to get started in the motorcycle industry? A uh, lot of jobs on MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com all over the country for you. And uh, really easy to figure out what you can do and get your foot in the door and meet some people and, and go forward from there. This week's job of the week is based in Georgia, where Yamaha is located. Yamaha Motor Corporation in Marietta, Marietta Georgia. Uh, this is a full-time job. It is a uh, editorial, publishing, printing, PR, public relations, advertising job. We've got an excellent opportunity for a street motorcycle communications specialist to join the motorsports team in Marietta, Georgia. So street bikes. Yeah. Sounds kind of similar to Ulrich's job, probably one of those media-based. Yeah, yeah. Yep. be the coordinator. I believe the, only the moto guys out west, you know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah, they the, took the street guys. Right. So this is, uh, yeah, you'd, you'd be working with the magazines and the websites and everybody else to uh, coordinate and oversee and direct a new activation for the models for Yamaha Group based in Georgia. So MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com for more information on that. All right. It's time. Let's do it. Motorsport.com. Tweet at tits. 
We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Tits. Motorsport.com. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts. We've been teamed up with these guys for nine months now. It's been fantastic. They've offered a lot of great prices, uh, great customer service, and a, and a plethora of products. And uh, they have a whole Pulp MX show landing page on their website as well. So they work with a lot of our guys and offer discounts over there. They've done it in Michelin in the past. They're doing an X brand now. Uh, they've got a dedicated team of gearheads over there who have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too, whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street. Make your next ride your best ride at motorsport.com. Ryan Villapoto, also teammates with me at motorsport.com. So these questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter. The Tits Legendary goes through the best ones. And uh, for myself and Michael Lindsay, let's do this. All right. The very first one is from Cody Granfield. He says, does Star need a PR overhaul? Poaching riders, protesting fuel, preventing Will from being on the show, and not letting Stephen Kiefer test the bike. I mean, honestly, I've seen it. Uh, when I've looked at Vital, which isn't a lot, but I do look at Vital. I see my social media stuff. The the stealing of the gate. McElrath stole Sexton's gate at uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, uh, the fuel protest. The whole thing with us. Right, Michael Lindsay, would you agree with me? Like, and Will Hahn is one of the most beloved guys out there. He's an awesome, yeah. dude. But would you not agree with me? I mean, outside of winning, the the team doesn't have a lot of great storylines following it very often. They don't. And is that a team where people go and hang out at nope. the races? No. Do you see media gear gear people? Do people hang out there? Nope. They do not. Nope. And, and it's, yeah, so I would agree. Like, I, I, yeah, Yamaha guys know about it. They know. But it's Bobby Reagan who owns it, and, and Brad runs it, and, and Will's stuck in there, and, and their bikes are terrific, as J-Bone was saying earlier. Like, what comes around, could, you know, they don't win forever. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think they could use a PR makeover for sure. All right. Next one is from Retired Bubba. Uh, this is for you, Michael. Sue? Geico Honda's future being unsure. Have you gotten or made any calls to give some of the Honda riders a new home for 2021? Uh No. No, um, I, Honda's got, you know, they're working on some stuff. Like uh, we talked to J-Mart there. I really hope everything works out because it's a big organization, a lot of riders, a lot of people. I hope they uh, uh, forsake everybody there. Everything works out. Um, on the other end, like they're, I want to do more within, you know, the Honda, the brand team stuff. Personally, I want to do some more amateur stuff for them going forward a little bit. But uh, no, they've... They'll, they'll reach out if something is needed from some of the other support teams, but I think they've got a good plan in place. Your media stuff, as we talked about, fell yep. by the wayside with, you know, yep. this stuff you don't. Are you, do you want to do more in 21 than what you did, or are oh, you yeah. now focused on this team thing uh, and you can't pull it off? No, nah, teams, I'll do more media stuff because I'll actually have some more help running the team side of this year, so I won't have to do basically almost everything myself. Yeah. Uh, no, do more media stuff, because, especially. Yeah. They're they're cool about, like, bike test. Uh, if anyone wants to check out my Honda video, like, I'm very straight up and honest on the on the 450, like me and Kiefer had just talked about, and uh, that's that's OEM that's helped me with bikes, so I'm, I'm keeping it. Uh, keeping it to do bike testing because that part I really enjoy. Let me ask you this, and you got to be honest. Pretend, yeah. pretend there's no cameras or lights dun, 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 or dun, marks dun, dun. or the guy over there or anything. Yeah, because okay. I would definitely change my answer if Marks was here. Thank you. Was if you could do it over, would you have stayed at Vital MX? No. Okay. 
No. And and, and for a blonde, I Should love pooches. What's your answer, babe? Pooches. Nah, she knows I wouldn't okay. have stayed. Right. And it's not that I, I really enjoyed, uh, like, one of my best friends as was one of my coworkers on the sales side, Michael Morgan. And um, I enjoyed my time there greatly. But I'll be honest, even though, like, I want to look like a dream job, I, I kind of actually got bored of my general rotation. And I right. just wasn't, like, I went to a bike intro where I should be super happy. And I just kind of wasn't that into exactly what I was working on at right. the time. Um, so yeah, maybe you don't want it as chaotic as you had it this past year. I, I Is there, there's a balance between vital and as chaotic. Yeah, as yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I really enjoy just the bike testing and some of the product testing. I I, I hate it because you know advertisers make the world go around you know testing the same pair of gloves over over same goggles. Like there's stuff that's important tests or some stuff that yeah I just wasn't interested in and it, it may sound corny but you know like we're talking about the motor industry you don't get paid a lot. I want to work on stuff I'm passionate about. Yeah. I always had a lot of writers hitting me up that need help with things. So it was like the team thing kind of fell of that. And now I've worked on more. I, I Yes. Was I frustrated this year? And at times I regret my decisions. Oh, because straight there's, up. There's no chance that you took home enough money out of your no. deal to, no. to. I didn't make any money. Right. Right. Like you, no, you I, were I'm paying very, your expenses and that's about it. No, I, especially right. when COVID hit, I was living paycheck to paycheck. Right. I was working side jobs during yeah. the week. I, I paid the mechanics while I couldn't everybody and my bills I was working yeah. a bunch of side jobs to even right. keep it going it was not yeah, an easy yeah, year that's what I mean yeah uh, I didn't make no money trust right. me but the, um, the cool thing is when you ask not the cool thing but when you ask around about you and the team like everyone like the worst thing you could do in this industry and it happens a lot it's just fucking lie that's yeah. what that's it happens all the time yeah and it's terrible everybody I talk to is like yeah Michael's really trying hard and he's working this job and this job and he told me like Hey, I'm not. I might be. I might not be able to pay you because yeah. of COVID and everything going. Like, you just gotta be straight up with people. Yeah. And I think everyone's like, okay, like yeah. I get it, right? Like, yeah. I, the part that sucks is when you're like, yeah, 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 and you just lie to people. Yeah. Right. So moving, tracking through it. So I'd say at the end next year, it's a good combination. I, I, the team's never gonna make me like big money. It might be enough to help me pay some bill. Actually, like at least right. supply some of my time it takes to do it. Um, the goal is to create different opportunities for guys and actually create something that, that can right. help some people. Just don't start like another internet radio show. We're, we got enough of those. Yeah, no. Yeah. I tried doing a podcast for a little bit even for fun. I still like recording some sometimes, but yeah. doing what you do, like to the commitment level you do, it, it's about consistency. It's about doing right, and I don't. <laughs> right. I can't keep up with that now. Right. The, uh, it's also, you also employ people to talk shit on you on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's also a big part That's of it. That's kind of what running a race team is, though. You do oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's... Uh, no, I just, I guess, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm too ADD for my own good. I like having a little bit of involvement in a couple different things yeah, that yeah. keep me yeah, yeah. busy. Right. But well, so. you're fucking busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, uh, next one is from Jesse318. Is there really beef with uh, you and Verb West over the PC shop video, or is that just <laughs> a joke about the other guy? There's no... I didn't say anything about Verb West. I didn't, I didn't say fuck Verb West. Uh, nothing. I like... I think you tagged him in some tweets and because, stuff like that is what they're talking about. Because he knew the guy. He, he, he's okay. buddies with him. And so I was just like, hey, like... Was it, but, but, by was the way, it Crane or... Yeah, Crane. Dub Dub's coming in studio here shortly to co-host. Is he going to bring the video no, with him? probably oh, not. Okay. But Dub Dub's coming in. Wes is coming? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, no, no no problems with Dub Dub. Okay. Always, always like him. All right. Next one is from Too Clingy. If J-Mart was to join JGR, would he go 250 or 450? Uh, he said 250 tonight. Yeah. He has preference. Yeah. yeah. 
It'd be cool to see him, and I would love to see him and Alex be teammates again in any situation. I think it's interesting. All right, uh, Michael, this one's for you. It's from LAX Defense Coach. Uh, what's your advice for someone wanting to learn more about suspension, the science, and working with a variety of types of suspension? Um, from a learning standpoint, Race Tech Suspension Bible is a really good place to start. Um, for just reading up um, actually going to the track is just being willing to make changes and I tell a lot of guys like hey suspension may seem like a black art take a notebook with you count the clickers where your bike's set at right now and don't be afraid to try things because unless you try it you never you can also read about but until you also experience it and what the changes do you're never going to fully understand so I tell guys hey go to the track you know take it go five clicks in on compression ride around write down your notes what you feel go back to base go five the other way like get an understanding for what everything does in these big increments so you can capture the feeling and understand what it does to your bike same with moving your sag and your fork height around it's all just educating yourself and the worst thing you can do is if you don't like it you put it back where it was before just keep notes and just immerse yourself into it. And how much better does your bike work when you like adjust sag and actually pay attention to clickers and That's stuff? That's the one. Like, it's like just amazing. And I think people would be amazed, like, because guys won't check their sag forever, and they're like, "Oh, well, you change five pounds, change a lot." I would dare somebody if they want to, if without knowing what their sag is or anything, if you really don't think it's that big of a deal, knock the preload rings loose, turn the spring a turn or two, the bottom ring yeah. a turn or two, either way, lock it back down, and go ride it. That's gonna be two three four millimeters and it will be drastic uh, what did does you, it did you check out the quad guys chick on twitter nope okay do you know if that carries over as much on mountain bikes as it does on dirt bikes uh i would say so for the big experience like bit i've messed around on mountain bikes yeah all right uh next one is from doug do deals like the barsha thrasher happen more than the general public knows about or is this situation a first uh, this is pretty much a first a team trying to steal another guy under contract. And Thrasher won a – Thrasher's point, who's works with the agent that also works with Star Racing, by the way. I think that's all yeah. what we have kind of forgotten in here. Same guy, which, the agent, which? Langston, Lance Langston. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So Thrasher wants to get out, and he can get out because it the technically – The team's changing OEMs. The team is changing OEMs. Yeah. So he can get out. Yep. But then – they take Barsha deal away. So and then so the team is like, oh cool, let's just get Barsha then. Yeah. Like it it it, it this is a very yeah. unique deal. The one thing I will say that is probably this is a little more uh, open is sometimes we'll talk about preseason rumors and be like, Hey, we heard this person's going here and a couple weeks later they go somewhere else and somebody else back but oh you really know what you're talking about. No, like LOIs and stuff happen all the time that people don't go to, like the Barsha bouncing back and forth, like kind of guys reporting on it's like yeah, quite often we hear somebody's going somewhere, they've ridden the bike, they've maybe even signed an LOI, and they still end up at a different team. So, like, that aspect does happen, I think, more often than the Barsha one. But like you said, the whole stealing and straight-up swapping, it's a little unusual. I know a, team, a rider that left a privateer team for a factory team, and the, the privateer team was like, no, you're not going to go because we have first rider refusal. So then the rider went back to the factory team, and the factory team put in there that you will get a factory fork in your contract or factory transmission, I think it was. Yeah. Then the fact privateer team has to match every bit of the contract. Well, yep. they don't have a factory transmission. Yep. So then the privateer team's like, fuck, we can't provide you with a factory transmission. And the rider's like, sweet, cool, thanks, I'm out. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, things like that. Poison pills have been put into contracts. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, this next one's from Graham. Uh, who gets points first, the Deuce Deuce or A Ray? A Ray. A Ray. A Ray. Uh, from the infamous uh, for you, Michael. Um, what would you think of adding a second category to your shootouts for minor mods, like less than five hundred dollars total, to address small deficiencies, tires, bars, springs, etc.? I get that asked that every year, and my usual answer is, if I'm the only one doing the shootout, I guess, but it's still subjective to exactly what I say. If you have a range of six guys, we could go up on the spring rates, and it would help some guys and make some guys worse. You could go handlebars that help some guys and don't. Look, my my point always of shootouts is, yeah, we complain about the little ergo certain things like that. We're here to tell you what the base characteristics of the bike are. Like, here's really what the chassis does. Here's kind of the suspension range. Here's kind of what the motor does. Ultimately, I, I try to put out as broad of um, an opinion out there on those characteristics. Guys can read it, go, hey, that bike sounds like it's pretty close for me. Oh, uh, yeah, the guy said I don't like the bars or it's a little undersprung. Cool, I'm going to do that when I get it. Me doing that is kind of chasing this it's too wide of a range it's too much money too much chasing uh it's really down to the base characteristics of the bike and so many guys yeah if you want it if you think what i'm talking about is good cool you go out get it get the handlebars get the the springs the tires etc and you'll be good all right I, here's the thing i've told Kiefer. he's never listened to me here's what you need to do and i'm stealing it from a magazine that did this in 1985 that i read take the highest price bike that's the limit mm-hmm and take the lowest, take all the retail prices of the bike or whatever mm-hmm. price at the dealership you can get, whatever price you yeah. want, and add in the mods to the least expense to all the bikes to reach. Yeah, the most expensive bike cannot have one mod done to it. Yeah, and then do that. I like that idea, right? Still crosses over into the realm of what you do to the lowest end bike might suit one guy more than the other guy in the test. I don't care. My idea was great. <laughs> All right. Uh, who is more angry, uh, Steve, when they let McElrath back in the 250 class, or Weege with the seven rider fantasy snafu? It'll be Steve by far if they let Can Shane you stay down. Fucking imagine. Shane said, Feld came to me and AMA came to me and said, they're going to change the rule. Like, what the fuck? What? Why? Why? What's the justification? If, if let, oh, Shane, you can't get a ride. We'll change the rule. If they change the rule, mark my words, the studio is burnt down by his rage. Dude, they already did it with Marty and Joey two yeah. years ago or whatever. I would say if they extend the rule any farther, I don't even get what the point of the rule what is. What the fuck? Just fuck everything that that class. Fuck the rules. It's done. It's never what it is supposed to be. It's not a learning class. Yeah. It's nothing like that. Make it wide open. Yep. That's it. Or fuck you, you're fired. Exactly. Or make it super strict. <laughs> We're like, hey, 500 career points, you're out. Yeah. We don't care how much you've won or whatever. You are done at 500 yeah. career, whatever number of points you want to make it. That makes it so difficult. We're talking about like kind of TLDs thing the last couple of years while having these kids up one and done. You're bringing in 16, 17 year old kids. They're expected to run with guys like J Mart and Alex that have been in the class for 10, 12 years. Yeah. And they're they have the right to. They follow the rules, but they are championship contenders are so well groomed and oh let's let's have this kid go for it but this is what we talked about in our review show you're yeah. absolutely right yep on the flip side remember when barsha came in and bogle came in and they yeah. did run with those guys tomac yeah yeah, yeah. forkner yeah. so 
you can do it as an 18 oh, yeah. year old Completely. you know what i mean like i'm just jet, i just jet, jet right now i just think the gap we've had a yeah. little lull why yeah. have we had a lull in talent and i think it's it's come to a the point is a broken amateur system, except for the elites. I think two part. I think it's a broken amateur program, and the second one I go with is, I think honestly, part of it is the extension of career because of the four strokes for the 450 class. Because you never had guys also stay in 250 so long, so the kids coming up weren't as against experienced kids. I right. feel like uh, you saw Brown. You, you've had guys that have been in the class a long time. Actually, I would. I'd love to do this research project. I. I would guess that the average age of the 250 class right now is higher than the average age of the 125 class eight, ten years ago. Would you agree? Probably is. Would you think? Or do you... I would think it is. Yes, I feel yeah. like we have. You know, a few years ago we just had Osborne and Jmart and Plessinger yeah. all going at it. Rattray yeah. was with Metcalf, right? Like, yeah. like you look at that group. Like we've always had these old guys in the last say, yeah, six, seven years. Yeah, whatever it is. The I'll go on my own little rant here. I, I think it's part of what I kind of wanted to try to do with my program is like when I went to Honda and the guys, I'm like, hey, I'm not here to sell you on some grand idea that in five, six years, this team is going to be trying to go for championships. No, the idea is to truly create a feeder system that, that can work because you have these programs, say it's Team Green or TLD, wherever you hire this kid at 13 years old between bikes mechanics and paying the kid you're in them 150 200 grand a year you have them as amateur for four years five years all of a sudden you're in the kid almost a million dollars turn pro give them one year on a factory team doesn't work you throw them aside yeah sometimes they just straight up weren't cut out for it sometimes they go to some other program learn for a year or two and then all of a sudden become a success and then become a success for somebody else so you look at it and you're like Wow, that was a waste of a million dollars. And Team Green goes through it really bad with having so many kids and one only going to Mitch every three yeah. years. Instead of having your elite 250 team and having something below it where the kids can step in for a year or two yeah. at a much lower cost, give them a chance, see if that 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 investment's going to work out before launching them up to the big boy team. Now, How there about, is those guys that are yeah. capable of going at 16, but a lot of them aren't. How about this? Stop fucking signing 13-year-olds. That's another one. Stop signing these kids. Like, if yeah. you see a kid who's 15 and he's an elite mm -hmm. talent, get him. But what's happened is you lose out on the AC and the Barsha, yeah. and you just keep going down the line. Yeah. Until eventually you're signing 11-year-olds to six-year deals. When you have no fucking idea yep. how the 11-year-old is going to actually react. Like, but And also, too, how about this? If you don't have a top guy, KTM, mm -hmm. if you can't get the Forkner... Or uh, who was Forkner's competition? Cooper? Or am uh, I missing? Sexton. Sexton? Yeah. If you don't have a Forkner and a Sexton, because they're locked up, how about you just don't sign anybody? Like, doesn't mean the third place guy is elite. That doesn't mean that. Like, just don't grab it, right? Yeah. And, and, and so that's the problem. It's like, oh, we don't have one. We got to get one. Is he any good? I don't fucking know, but sign him. I right? think everybody's like, running that because Geico at first would pick kids. Yes, I mean, well, a you pick got a guys, one guy, two guys, right. And then after all, it's like, oh, well, let's back some up. Michelle, you start bringing them in, and I don't know if they get this false sense of, oh, we can make it work with hey, anybody. They, they had, I think they do. I think they did. They made it work with Barsha, Kennard, Bogle. All of a sudden, hey, Zach Bell, even, Bishaglia. Even Warren, even Warren was fairly successful. Who? Like Wharton. Warren, oh, Warren, was, yeah, in, uh, yeah, Warren was still yeah. a good race winner. But then it started to tear off to the point you had, like, Charbonneau that was – pretty much a complete another yeah other complete failure on that and 
And then TLD's done the same thing where, like, Jesse was very successful, then Shane, and then it tapered off from there, just shoving these kids Seeley, in. Seely before then, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Well, Seely was an amateur form. Oh, yeah, right. Um, then you go to Star right now. Star's had guys like Cooper Webb and Jeremy Martin on the program that are, are those generational talents. But, but they didn't come from Yamaha They were program. on amateur, yeah. Well, they got them elsewhere, but they still got them before they went pro. They at least did a yeah, year yeah, yeah, amateurs yeah. with right. them to a year and a half. But now they're stacking up so many kids. It's like, just because the program is really good, it's not magically going to no, work out and for also, these kids. I, as I said this on my show, if you're one of these teams and you've had all these failures and all these busts, wait till a kid comes pro like Justin Cooper and throw a bunch of money at him. Or, yeah. or you know, or, or it'll be like, yeah, that's the guy I want. And I didn't groom him, but I don't care. Watch this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's elite. And we'll, we'll grab them that way. There's, well, like, you know, the kid so. I'm trying to help at Santa Claus, Colin Park, he won a bunch of B titles at Minios last year, win A this year, had a rough A Loretta's from some crashes. But basically, in most of his motos, he was fourth or fifth. He was behind three kids that are, like, getting paid, getting mechanics, getting all yeah. this stuff covered, and Colin's buying all of his bikes for full retail, doesn't get any parts allowance, like, buys all the years. Like, yeah. they, right, like, the, the difference in gap, and that's thing with all these programs, you have these kids that are, Really too high level to take care of, and then it drops so yeah. far off right after him. Uh, we got Bob on one. Bob? Yeah. What's up, man? What I'm, what I'm Every time I hear you talk about this lights class, it just gets to me. Now, what they should do is they should just make the lights class in Supercross the whole series, not no east-west. Yeah. Let me ask you something. If you were in, in that lights class... And you had an offer to sign a contract for two hundred fifty grand next year, or go to the freaking four fifty class and make no money. I mean, who, what idiot in their right mind is going to turn down making good living? Like, how much money do you think Devados have made over the years? Uh, a ton, a ton. But guess what, though, Bob? If you're really good, you can make three times that in the four fifty class. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's like that's like saying I'm going to give up my job as. Uh, Something I'm making two hundred grand to go work for somebody for nothing unless I can prove myself. Don't, then I'm going to make. Well, don't you want? Don't you want to be an elite rider? Isn't that the goal? Isn't that why you train and ride your bicycle so you can? Are you totally just happy making two hundred grand a year? And that's well, it. It depends. It depends. Some guys like are too small, whatever. But I mean, and, and some guys are making tons and tons of money. Look, if you're Jimmy Dakotas or even Alex Martin, I understand that you're maybe limited on a four fifty. But Tim Ferry did it. Nick Way did it. Larry Ward did it. They took privateer rides and turned them into millions of dollars on a 450. And they were privateers out of the lights class. Yeah. They were total privateers. Yeah, they, gambled, they gambled and they won. But okay, but J Mart is a two time national champion who is top five 450 supercross. Seems to me like J Mart's got some talent. Marty Davalos seems to me like his move to 450 has been pretty good. Like, like I get what you're saying. If you're a mid-level 250 guy, but I'm talking the elite, the 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 Savachis and the Davalos and the Jmarts and these type of guys, it's been done before. You can make way more money in the 450 class if you're successful. Yes, there's a gamble, 100. percent But guess what? After a while, you got to you got to try it. And then, like you, a couple shows ago, you're breaking uh, Jmarts balls about not moving up and shit, like. He, like the guy, he said, I've been injured for the last couple of years. I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish for Geico, and that's what he wanted to do. I, like, I don't get that. I didn't bust his balls. I said I agreed with J-Mart in this, with this injury situation. It does make sense. What I am busting his balls for, and it's more of the sport, 
is he's fucking not racing, Bob. He's going home to not race so he doesn't point out. Like, that tells me something is wrong. Something is broken. Something is fucked up when Geico, the insurance company, sponsors this team, and its star rider, its number one rider that it sponsors, isn't racing. They're writing a check for a guy who's sitting on the couch. What's wrong with that? That's fucked up. Yeah, well, it, it is in one way, but like how, it's not like he sat out the whole season. He missed a couple races. He missed three or four races. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, he only races eight races in Supercross, so he missed 50% of the races. 50% yeah, of his I'm, scheduled races, and, he's sitting on the couch. I've heard is, and this could be. I don't think anyone should ever be able to point, be pointed out of the Nationals in a one I agree. No, 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 yeah. No. Hey, listen, the sport has been around for decades, and we've seen guys drop down to ride the Nationals. Uh, from the 450 Supercross class all the time. It doesn't happen anymore so much, but Ernie did it. Barnett did it. You know, all those guys did it. So, no, national class is n- nothing pointing out of the nationals. You should well, say to- one thing. Yeah. Did you say combine the 250 coasts? Uh, Bob did, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if you, one, that, team, if you do that, my team's gone. Club MX is gone. AJE is gone. Yeah, no, Phoenix yeah, Racing yeah, is yeah. gone. I can name off five programs on each coast are gone. You just cost the series 20 rides and 20 mechanic jobs instantly. The, we yeah, do well, not have the, the back in the in the late seventies, early eighties. There was different there was landscape. We different don't have the and stuff. And yeah, no I, th- I think that's apples to oranges, though, Bob. When it comes yeah. to that, like, but I'm just like saying, if we're saying, taking but... it in the moment, combining right. the two series, no, no, there's a ton of us that can't afford to operate. The teams will a bunch of teams will disappear. That's that's uh, that's always been the fear, right, of making it one class for sure. So, all right, Bob, and, we got to run though. But wait, I have oh, one other question okay. about Loretta. Yes. You're breaking Kiefer's balls when he told you that Davey Coombs told him him and his son are the first father and son to podium on the same day. They are you, like, you were laughing at him up. about it. Like that's that no, that's something to be proud of. Him and his it son is. did something together like yep. that. Bob, Bob, Bob. We we've had fathers and sons make the podium there, John Tomac, Eli Tomac. Uh, <laughs> uh we've had it before, I feel. Are just we, them. Just I them? looked it up. It was okay. uh same year and they were so, it's really buried. So okay. Uh, so the only reason that Eli and John didn't make the podium on the same day has to do with just race schedule. The way the schedule was. Yeah. So oh, like, is that what it was? The exact same yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. Keepers oh, okay. were on the sorry, same day. Sorry, my bad. Because Tomei had done it in the same event. Yeah, yeah. But not yeah. The that's same what I'm, day. But I'm saying. Like, this, like, that's why I was busting Keepers' balls, where it's like, that's like saying, like, uh, uh, you know, you. you uh, I, I, there's all these stats in football where, like, the team. That has 364 yards of rushing, uh, lost the game. They take whatever number you want and then just make it like to sound really good. But if actually you get 360, my, my point isn't fucking making sense. But just trust me. Yeah. Like I, I get, get it, Bob. Yeah. I, I, get I was, I was busting Kiefer's balls just because it's like it just happens because of race schedule. He should still be proud of that. Don't get me wrong. But just because the race schedule makes it that they both race on the same day, like big deal. And you're two just bossed each other's balls there's on everything. people that right. don't make it in the pro class, and they, they, they win something in amateur national. That means the world to them. It's a big thing. It, it, it's a big thing for the kids to even qualify to well, make it. Well, listen, right. listen, Bob. Bar- Mike Brown wasn't even there. Kiefer's, I heard they're taking Kiefer's trophy away because Brownie wasn't even there. Oh, Brownie is there. No, he no, chose no, the why, You know why Barry <laughs> didn't win? Do you want to know why Barry didn't win that one moto? Why? Because he was stopping during the moto and picking up tear-offs laying on the track. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Good old bear dog. Thanks, Bob. I was going say because he All right. Thank his you. bike. All right. Tits. That's old news, right?
You ran out of time, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys got sidetracked. And I just said, that's it. I, <laughs> I just shut down all the other just windows and everything like that. One, that ask was it. one more good one that you see in there. Just it, okay. The show. It, okay. Okay. One good one. Pick the best one that's the left. The best one was this my favorite, and I but I thought it was kind of funny for different reasons, but is uh, AC still supposed to be writing as a support role to Eli at this point in time? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see that tweet? From, I did. From our guy? Yeah. That's funny. AC is paid to ride in support He's paid role. to help Eli get championships. If you don't think Betts is going to put that up on Twitter every <laughs> single Saturday, then you guys don't know. Did, did you see Betts' response to it? No. He's like, do you want me to give you Adam's phone number and you can call him and talk to him about yeah, this? Yeah, that sounds yeah. about what Betts yep. would do. It's good times. All right, Nick. What's going on? How are you, Nick? Good to talk to you. You're hey. the worst. Hey, mate. How are you? Oh, we're good. Awesome. Hey, quick question. Because of the crazy motocross season we're having, if you were to choose the MX Designations team, if it was happening, who would you choose for both 450 and 250? Wacko and AC. Yeah, Wacko, AC, and let's go J-Mart. Boom. Yep. Right? If Okay, if, if Tomac was leading it, would you go Tomac or just because of yeah, his previous the, whoever is the best guy? I, I don't know if AC would be able to go with Kawasaki, but that would be my ideal team. Who would you have as a two fifty like backup call like their reserve? Troll train. Troll train. Troll train. He went before. What are you laughing at? He went before. He's doing really, really good. Fuck like, yeah, he is. He's yeah. represented Puerto Rico and America. It's incredible. I yeah, that's like, who he went for. Furry. I really sort of thought. Break. I thought Jeremy would have done a lot better on the weekend. Like I thought he would have given it to Dylan, but yeah. he didn't. So yep, I I agree. Interesting, like, but uh, good job for Dylan. Yeah, massive. And also, a uh, big shout-out to uh, Mark for sort of sorting out the whole Discord thing and all the boys with uh, Snowboard Nation. What the fuck's, go- get on hey, what the yeah, fuck's going on in, in Discord? I'm glad you took this call. <laughs> we're, I tell you, we're taking over. There's going to be no such thing as Verb Moto oh, or fuck. any Vital MX. It's going to be and Discord. So that's interesting. How again? I, I, nobody knows about the snowboard shit, but listen, uh, Nick. Just hop on and ride, bro. I'll, uh, Hop on and ride. I'll, uh, I I need to do a side deal with someone in the fucking snowboard, and I want them to report all negative comments about me in snowboard to me, and that way I will uh, decide whether to shut it down or not. Do you, it, it's funny because all the boys that they're all giving the love, they love everything. So. Uh, one thing I've quad guys. We've even got some. Qu- We've even got some quad guys in there, so even that's a that's a uh, little bit interesting. Sounds gay. One thing I've learned about anything to do with Pulp MX is the fucking main goal seems to be, hey, I really enjoy the show, or I really enjoy Mathis employing me, but let's talk shit on him as much as we can. That seems to be what the fucking slogan. <laughs> we're gonna put that on a T-shirt. It's a slogan on the on the Pulp MX. So you imagine the things that we say when you can't find out about it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's even exactly. worse. No, it's fucking ridiculous. I've yeah. never seen. I've never heard of somebody creating jobs and gets as much fucking shit talked to them as me. Ever. I feel like there's a group text I'm really missing out on. <laughs> so. All right, anything else, Nick? It, it, uh, that's, that's about it. Good show, guys. Really, All really right. appreciate it. So uh, keep up the good work. All right. Sounds good. Snowboard, Thank you. Nick. See you on Snowboard. All uh, right. Fuck you and your show, Mathis. Yes. Yep, perfect. All right, Michael Lindsay, thanks for coming in. Yeah, Hope yeah. Hope you had fun. Mm-hmm. Always good to have you in. Always. Chaparral FXR Honda team. We look forward to you in 2021. Woo! <laughs> and uh, and uh, Adam C. Jeremy Albrecht, Jeremy Martin, and of course, Kiefer, which interview did you like the best? Uh, that's tough. I always enjoyed bullshit about bikes with Kiefer, but of the other three, uh, I think AC's. 
All right. Sounds fair. Just so Chris Betts doesn't doesn't kill me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Marks. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guy in the corner. Yeah, buddy. Coming back yeah, in next week or no? buddy. No, no way. You see what time it is, though? I haven't checked hey, the Google Doc. Not bad. Doc. Not bad <laughs> all the time. <laughs> right on the clock. 10 o'clock. That's what I'm talking about. Get yeah. out of here. I run a tight ship in here. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. You're all welcome, right, Dark Side. <laughs> You're welcome, Dark Side. Thank you. Who's in for Dark Side? Who's in? I'm sure it's Talon, probably. Yeah, it's if it's within the next couple weeks, yeah. then yeah. It's yeah, Talon, it's Talon, yep. Are you going to regret not being here for Dark Side? Only if we could have seen him cut his hair would I have wanted to be here for it because that would have been pretty awesome. Yeah, tits, Maybe I'll tits sneak votes. in and... He'll tits. think about it and just switch well, the schedule up. Tits votes for chaos. <laughs> All right, everybody. Chaos. Thanks to Swiss Corps. Thanks to Moser. Thank you, uh, Dapuki, as well. And uh, uh, thanks to our guests and our sponsors. Sponsor deals on com. As always, uh, Michael Lindsay, again, thank you for coming in. All right, everybody. We out. We'll see you next week. God forbid if you fist pumped stew. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.